It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. This is one of my favorite parts of the song. Here we go. Here we go. Dun dun dun. Oh my god, you guys. This is so bad it's good with Ryan Bailey. I am Ryan Bailey. This is episode 65. We've got so much to catch up on. It's too much. It's too much in my head to the fact where I had podcast block. I don't know if it's like writer's block, but with podcasts, is that a thing? I think it's a thing because I had it. I think I have it. I mean, I have, I don't know if this is even going to make it in because I have recorded this thing again and again, and I can't seem to, I got to tell you, take you on the journey of this podcast and the general public, if you're the first time listening to us, welcome, um, welcome to the madness. Uh, there are timestamps, so you can skip past all this neuroses that I'm going to talk about at the top of this, and you can switch to great interviews because I have I have some great interviews today, and it's a little different than what I was planning, but we have Ryan's favorite things today. That's like Oprah's favorite things, but it's with me, Ryan. So it's not Oprah, it's Ryan, okay? So that's, and I got Mallory from Real House Pins. OC. She has an amazing company and she's going to take us through like 10 other companies that sell like Bravo related merchandise. And it was a blast, but that's not all. Cause we also have my new friend, Samaj Bloodson, who actually, this is amazing. You guys, 
I've talked about him on the podcast before. He started the podcast uh, around episode 41, I think, and he liked it. But then he was like, you know what? Before I sign up for the Patreon, I'm going to go back and listen to everyone from episode one, which is really quite a task. So we have him on. He has listened to the whole catalog and he's going to tell me the good and the bad of what I do. And I, it was, it was a great interview. You're going to fall in love with this guy like I did. And uh, of course we have my parents. Now I was going to put in the interview with the uh, producer of Summer House. I'm really, I, I keep talking about this. I'm really hyping it up too much, but I was going to release that this week, but then the Ryan's favorite things, the companies, I was like, that needs to get out sooner rather than later. So if anybody wants to buy things from them and use the codes that they gave us for, you know, for so bad, it's good listeners that needs to get out sooner rather than later, because Christmas is like a finite number. I don't think we've ever moved it from the 25th. I mean, I'm up, it's up for debate, I'm sure, but I think it's always been the 25th, and I don't think that's going anywhere, even though I, I wouldn't mind doing on the 31st, so you have, or the 30th, so you bang, 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 you go 30th is Christmas, 31st, New Year's Eve, first New Year's, so that way you don't have that lost week in between, you know what I'm talking about? We do not need that lost week at all. This way, it clears that that so much up, it gives us an extra week to get our gift situation together. It's just, I don't know if anybody in the government is listening, uh, but just, I know, I'm sure I have a few Republicans and Democrats listening. I, it's just a thought out there. I do not even need credit for that if if it goes ahead and happens. But um, yeah, it's just something I thought about right now. And that's the kind of ideas just when you have a mind like me, it's just nonstop over here. Anyways, so uh, that Summer House interview, which I'm so proud of, is going to be uh, next week. It's already done. The artwork is done by the wonderful Maritza Lopez, who is my partner in crime, makes all the digital artwork. But also, she is a great sounding board, and she's also on my Patreon every week. We recap Don't Be Tardy together. Um, the Patreon, I only did one last week. I'm probably going to do four this weekend, so you're, you'll have your money's worth. Last week was Thanksgiving, so it was kind of just me uh, listening to my mom. And that went well. It was fun. It was great. I'm very lucky. I, I realized that. Um, but it was a lot of listening. It's a lot of like me doing Instagram stories while my mom talks to me, you know? So it's like two birds, one stone, I feel. I don't know if you guys are ever like that. Um, let's see. Okay. Where don't lose, don't lose focus, Ryan. You've, you've told them who's going to be on. You've told them about the summer house interview next. Yeah, that was it. So what happened, why this is out so late is that I got like, I got writer's block because I was like, wait, I have the summer house interview, but then I have this other interview that's like an hour and a half with Ryan's favorite things. And I have Samage, which I need to get out. But then that's a six hour podcast, which I know a lot of you guys that love the long stuff were like, great, let's give it to me. But like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want anything to get, you know, I don't want anyone to ignore anything. But I also that summer house, it was such a privilege to have Ian on, Ian Gelfand, that I want it to be a solo thing. I don't want anything else to disturb the purity of that interview because it was so exciting to talk to somebody who is intimately involved uh, in the process of making reality shows, the shows that we all know and love. Um, and so I'm, I was like, yeah, let's, I finally decided it is Friday morning. I finally decided late last night that that's what I was going to do. But you gotta, and I know people are like, it's just a podcast, dude. It's like chill the F out. But I've told you guys this many times. It's not just a podcast for me. This is my life. I'm currently unemployed. I spend over 60 hours a week. I would 
I mean, probably more between the Instagram and the podcast, because this all means so much to me, and I'm so heavily disorganized. I think you can feel that through your speakers, how disorganized I am. So running this thing that keeps getting bigger and bigger is all new to me. So if I've ignored anybody's DMs or emails or something like that, forgive me. There is a plan that is being put in place. I went to Target this week and I have got a desk calendar, a heavy calendar. Like I've gotten organizational tools and that's supposed to how I'm supposed to spend my Sunday. This Sunday is getting everything reorganized. Um, Four, I've said this in a couple podcasts in a row, but I'll say this again here if it's your first time listening. And then, and I swear to God, you guys, we'll get to the fun stuff after that. Uh, I'm going to go to a daily format in the first part of January, and it's going to be daily, and it's going to be in bite-sized pieces. And if you really love the long ones, on Saturday or whatever, just listen to them all back to back, bang, 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 bang. You know. It's like the timestamps will be provided for you by the end of the episode. So you're going to get all the same content, all the same content. So it's not going to be any different. It's going to make things easier for me in a couple ways. And it provides me the opportunity to do something business-wise that I'm looking to do to grow the podcast. So I could be completely ruining um, something that I've already set up, but we'll, we don't know. And you'll tell me if I am. You'll tell me. You guys are great about that. Uh, tell me nicely, though. I would request that. Uh, <laughs> but other than that, I'm really excited. So I'm going to take the last two weeks of December off. I'll still be doing Patreon episodes. And... Um, uh, I'm going to take those last two weeks off to get everything transferred over. Uh, like I said, you don't need to know about all this crap I have to do, but it's going to take a little bit of work to get everything set up. And that first week, it's going to be premiere week, baby. We're talking big guests. We're talking cool things. We're talking, I think that's all we're talking, but that's, that's two good things, you know? Um, how was your Thanksgiving? Is it, it was it okay? I'm emotionally recovering from it right now, and my body is physically recovering it. I'm on day five of sobriety. Not like I'm not enough. I'm saying like I just drank every night, every day during Thanksgiving. Like have a glass of wine with my parents, have a bottle of tequila with myself. Uh, so I decided I'm not going to be drinking until Christmas, and this will be great. This will be fun. I'm on day five. And it's going great. It's uh, it really is. It's fun, you know. I kind of like those things when you have uh, what are they called? Oh yeah, goals. I like when you have goals that are laid out, and I think that's always, uh, it's always a. Guys, <laughs> come listen to my podcast where I tell you the most basic of things. You know, folks, if you ever have goals, I really suggest you guys look into what we call goals. Uh, but I had a goal to do that, and I'm uh, trying to rein in the diet. Um, and I know, you know what? I read something, or people were posting this Instagram meme. Are you guys okay if I just float around with my thoughts and just talk to you guys? Um, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a sec. So let me just tell you everything I'm thinking as I go. And I've also had three cups of coffee. I'm sure you cannot tell. Uh, there was an Instagram thing posted around, which I thought, I love the sentiment of it, but it was just like... I know, you know, everybody saying like they've gained weight over the quarantine and all that. Like you've, you're going through a major pandemic. Let your body be what it is. Da 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 da. And like I agree with that sentiment. In its, I you know I do agree with that. Like hey, we've gone through something that's never happened before. But I do not. I want to fit in my jeans and go through a pandemic. Like is that? too crazy to ask. Like, I feel like I had my 
pandemic eating and drinking phase, and now I would like my pandemic healthy phase. Is that all right to have? Like, I, I feel like that's, I hope that's not frowned upon because the thing is, I'm at this point where, like, if I keep going, I'm not going to ever want to do a live show. I'm not going to ever want to do Buca de Beppo because I feel like I'm not just a troll online. I feel like a troll, like I look like a troll. And I'm, you know, I'm not like, I'm not like Brad Pitt or anything like that, but like, I, I want to fit into my jeans. It's like, is that, I mean, we can do both, right? Like, so. Anyways, I'm trying this before Christmas, and uh, it's great because we don't have any holiday parties this year or anything like that, so perfect time to do it. Um, And I don't know, so uh, I don't even know why I brought that up, but there you go. Um, That song that you heard in the beginning, that's called Christmas Vacation from the amazing singer Mavis Staples, but more importantly, that is from a little movie called Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, my favorite holiday movie ever. I, so when I was a kid, I remember I lived in, was living in Kansas when that came out and my dad got transferred to Arizona and it was right around the holidays and he felt really guilty about having to take us, you know, move us across the country. So he took us to the movies every week or dropped us off at the movies every week and let us see a movie. I saw Christmas Vacation five weekends in a row. Like by the end, I was just like taking naps during it. But it was just and and to this day, it is a comforting movie for me. It I can tell you every part of that. I can tell. I mean, and by the way, I'm not unique to that. I think everybody has a Christmas Vacation moment. Um, and again, guys, and all my Jewish friends and, and things like that, I, I don't want to be offensive. Uh, I, I'm very, I think most of my Jewish friends say Merry Christmas too. I, I don't, I'm not trying to get into any kind of debate about that, but, uh, I want everybody to feel included. But, um, that movie I think is like universally funny. I think so. And I think it still holds up or maybe it's just my memories of it make me feel so good about it. But like, that's funny because there was never an official soundtrack to Christmas Vacation, and I've got to tell you, it's literally a movie that begs for a movie soundtrack because every song in that movie I I thought was like a jam. So I went ahead and I compiled a Christmas, vaca- Christmas Vacation soundtrack. I found all of the songs that was in that movie, and I made... This is how much of a nerd I am. Years ago, I made a soundtrack for myself because that song, like it's the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie and the beginning of the movie, they have this cartoon and Santa's like having mishaps and Mavis Staples is singing. And it just to me is that's the holiday spirit for me. That is the holiday spirit. So uh, I don't know. I hope you guys know what I'm talking about. I think you do. It's it's a it's a very popular film. Oh, also, I wanted to thank uh, Ashley Van Meter. Uh, she's a member of my Patreon, but she sent me a really cool uh, uh, gift. Um, she sent me this book uh, by Phoebe Robinson, You Can't Touch My Hair, which I'm very excited to read. And she gave me chocolates, and it was just really nice. And thank you, Ashley. Um, and thank you to all my 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 Patreon subscribers. And uh, I have some... You'll see. Uh, If you're a Patreon member, please uh, go over and open the email that tells you to give me your address because I'm sending something your way. Just a reminder to fill that out. We'll be sending another Patreon reminder out as well for that. Um, And uh, okay, yeah, let's get into the show. So Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving came and went. And I talked a little bit about this on the Salt Lake recap, but like, oh, oh, oh. (laughs) 
<laughs> Guys, Salt Lake City, we've talked about the... <laughs> It had the Salt Lake City music, uh, Real Housewives. I, I don't need it. It's just I was watching episode four, which I'll be recapping next week. Um, I believe with Chrissy Malazzo and um, the the music, the choral music. They even went harder on it this week, and it was like, ah, 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 and it kind of sounds like I. <laughs> it sounds like eyes wide shut in a way. It's like really alarming. It's like. It makes it seem like we're in like a Utah's like a Twin Peaks dystopian nightmare, which I mean, it arguably is, um, but very exciting. I'm going to make my parents watch it at Christmas, and I'm really excited to get their thoughts. I'm very excited to get their thoughts. Oh, also, next week's episode, I got to tell you, Watermelon, my nephew, uh, we call him Watermelon um, to protect his identity. He is making songs. And I heard the first two songs on his EP with him and his buddy. And I'm going to tell you, folks, it's good. I mean, it's I cannot wait to play for you guys. It is like I was listening to it yesterday in tears, crying, laughing, but like in a like laughing. But in that way of like, I was so proud of him, but also like it's hysterical. Like it's like a rap and it it's. So good. It it's the kind of thing that makes you love life. You're like, oh my God, I am such a proud uncle right now. I am so blessed to be on this earth to be able to hear things like this. I cannot wait to get back uh for the holidays and ask him about his creative process and uh try to get him hooked on lean or whatever the other rappers are doing these days. But it was I, I can't wait. I want to play it next week for you guys, and I think you're gonna flip out. <laughs> it's just it, I'll give you like a little, this is what he, this is like a big uh, part of it. He goes, fair way, fair play, fair way, fair play. So it's like, he says, fair way, fair play, really close together. And I don't even know what that means. Like golf fairway and fair play. I don't know, but I can't wait to talk to him about what he was thinking when he wrote this song. And then his other friend comes in with like a rap too. And it's like, it is silly and it's stupid, but at the same time, you never know. Like what if he keeps going at this and then it gets good. And then all of a sudden, like I'm opening for him at like music venues, you know, would that be, that would be so dope. Uh, yeah, I just said dope. Anyways, uh, I spent Thanksgiving with my folks. I was very lucky enough to do that. Some of you guys put in questions for them. So this next 20-minute interview with my folks, uh, we're going to delve right into those things. Then we're going to come back. We're going to do some news. Then I'm going to do Real House Pins of OC Mallory with Ryan's Favorite Things. And then we're going to end with my friend Samaj Bludson. And then we'll get out of here. And I'll get this out to you guys because... I have been so in my head this week that I was not able to get this out on time. So I love you. Let's get into this. Let's rock and roll. Oh, my God. That was so lame.
so we have your favorites, Bill and Becky Bailey, back on the pod. Uh, we, we, we're finished with Thanksgiving, and uh, did you guys have a nice Thanksgiving? Yes, we did. Had a very nice time. Very nice yeah. time. Yeah, no, it was really nice. We rented a house. We were safe. You guys took walks on the beach. And... Yep. Oh, yeah. Sticking my toes in the sand, my favorite thing. Now, you are very anti-mask. You don't like to wear masks out in public. <laughs> uh, 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 Dad's more of a mask wearer. We're, we're so. true Americans. Yeah. No way. In fact, I even got chapped lip from having that mask on and walking that beach. That's not how you got the chapped lips on. Um, I'll the, explain uh, it to yeah. you later. <laughs> Did you, even I saw the post-its to uh, remember masks on the doors, mask, yeah. on the doors yeah. to wear the masks. So everybody that went out would have one on. But I have a question. Okay, so they we're talking about the masks. Yeah. And everybody's saying you wear masks, which I'm 100% in agreement with. Whatever happened to the washing of the hands? That kind of went away. I think people assume that they know to wash well, their hands now. Well, remember how they used to do that 20-second thing? Yeah, I mean... So when, the um, kids have to be reminded, and people have to be... I've seen, you know, pe- people that used to scrub, scrub, scrub every, you know, time they went outside. There's now convert- they don't do it anymore. But you probably don't watch so much TV, but no, they have it on TV. Oh. Wear your mask, wash your hands, keep yeah. social distancing. I haven't heard the wash In fact, if you have an Apple Watch, you go? it'll remind you to wash your hands, and then it'll time you when you're washing your hands. No way! Yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So, what I want for Christmas. You yeah. have that. Um, okay, so let's see. We have some questions from listeners. Oh, cool. Uh, let me pull this up right here. Well, can I thank the listeners that defended me this weekend from you and Dad, how you harassed me? Well, okay, well, Mom, Mom, you, wait, okay. Well, this is a good story. What are you talking about? Mom, mom, it was Mom's first time ever ordering food off an app, and she found this place called DoorDash, which is, I use Postmates, but she... You've been talking about it for months now. Yeah, and it's it's connected to my credit card. It gives me free deliveries. Yeah, but I've never seen somebody so into the cut like like you didn't think you were doing it right. Yeah. And then you yeah, I mean everything was a process and then you, you then you stood out there and waited for the DoorDash lady. <laughs> well she kept texting me. I'm 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 arriving. Well she not texting I think they'd send out yeah, automatic yeah. texts and stuff like that. Arriving, but, arriving, and I wanted to be able to find the spot. But what was your I mean, what was your overall opinion of getting food? Uh, it was easy, right? It, oh, and it was amazing. They were right on time early even and very polite. They had their masks on, I had mine on. It said they required me to wear a mask. Yeah. It was cool. If I was green, yeah, it was fun I'd watching you with the mask at the front. You looked like yeah. a, a dog waiting for the uh, their owner to come back. Yeah, <laughs> for, for a bone. And yeah. then the dishwashing event, dish loading the dishwasher. I noticed it is a guy thing, except one listener. What? She said her dad I, was that way. Because I said I because you loaded the dishwasher. And then all of a sudden, mom rearranged yeah, the dishwasher. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. put and I put, I and put that tweet say. out, and, but then all the women go, yeah, men never load the dishwasher. But they then why do we, but then why do you even like, just tell us not to load the dishwasher? Yeah, exactly. Load it yourself. Like, give he us something else to do. it at home. Oh, okay. Let's, but I'm saying like, if I don't give, and all the women agreed with you that men can't load dishwashers or like, I, you didn't say that, but that's, yeah. I mean, you rearranged it after you finished. Well, no, that's just kind of in her space. DNA. She rearranges everything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll leave something on the counter, yeah. she'll move it. I'm, most, I'm OCD. Everything has to be black and white on um, the spot. Here's a question from Rosa. What is your favorite thing about the other person? That's a tough one. Well, mine is... No, no. Well, first, a couple things. Mom is very intelligent, very mm-hmm. analytical. 
uh, really can figure things out. And she's just really good at, I mean, organizing. Yeah. Uh, getting things done, holidays, all that kind of stuff. I mean, she's a really good Insanely hard worker, yeah. yeah. And Dad's my historian. I can, a I can wow, ask <laughs> anything, and he's such an avid reader. He knows so much. History of that dick, right? <laughs> Ladies, where are you, my Well, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, yeah, he's and brilliant. And what I meant is, I, I know that I can ask him a question, and, Who and, and when he, he knows the answer, first of all, and I know it's correct. It's not like, I But then sure? nothing about my looks or well, anything like well, that. Well, you didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at history. Uh, he's, yeah, he's my, put, he's put my soulmate. Yeah. Uh, and you really had to think about that too to even come up with something. Well, I didn't know which direction to go, honey. It was a lot so of people, many good things. A lot of people ask Bravo question like, "What's your favorite Bravo show?" But you guys don't watch. I don't really watch well, it. Yeah. yeah, which I want you to watch an episode of Salt Lake City sure. over Christmas. Okay, and we can talk about yeah. it because that's the new one. They have one on Salt Lake City. Yeah, and yeah, and it's all better. like kind of former Mormons and stuff like that. It's really, really actually interesting. interesting yeah. Well, it's interesting because it has the backdrop of the religion. Yeah. What was that movie you did with the Mormons? Oh, it was, I, I'm not going to tell. I don't want people to oh, find okay. it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's, it's a, a it's good a lifetime movie. Oh, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like it's that a life, yeah. minutes at the end. It was yeah, a really good yeah. movie. Uh, some girl, why are we always called kids and not offspring? I'm 34. My mom's baby. Because you always be our babies. You always be our kids. Yeah, the why. kids. Yeah, that makes sense. The kids yeah. and the grandkids. The kids. Do you enjoy your free time now that your kids have moved out? Yeah, because we can travel more and... Um, Up until this year, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that we hope well, that... Well, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. I mean, we really liked it, you know, when you guys were little and everything, and we do things together, and we do have the grandkids, but it's really nice not to be tied down, so to say, when we can just get up and move, but not this year. But uh, and also you take care of Kara's kids so yeah, much right. too. So, so we it's, still have that interaction. We yeah, still, you know, Dad goes to all the tennis lessons. Dad, you know, and it's um, it's a lot of interaction. And I recite history to him because I'm so good. Yeah. At it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who is the stricter parent? Oh, Becky by far. Yeah. 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 The only time I dad had to be kind of strict really was when I got uh, caught shoplifting when I was, <laughs> Whoa, yeah, I when I was like a, 12, I think. When and I, I wasn't I, there. No, was you were in Ohio and I had Ohio. to call you yeah. and tell you that I did that. But then that night, I remember this because I was like, and then you still took me and Kara to see a movie that night. Yeah. Well, you took us to see an R-rated movie. You took us to see the, oh. War, the War of the Roses, which was like a really, really dark comedy. Yeah, I yeah. remember that. And yeah, I was like, wow. wow. But you also took us to see The Fly with Jeff Goldblum, and that was like scary as oh, hell. That, that, that freaked me out. Yeah, that was, his body started really? falling. Well, that, that's when I was heavily in the drugs. <laughs> yeah. well, since I had the kids all week because Dad traveled, when on the weekends, he would take you guys to museums, to the movies, everything. He was really, he Did it ever take you to an X-rated movie? No, Probably. no, you, you oh, bought some for me. I was going to say, yeah, we, we made it. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, what's it like being famous? Have you been recognized? <laughs> this is I Vicky. hope they don't recognize I, me. I don't. I, uh, <laughs> Maybe just your voice. Yeah. Um, this is, I don't think you'll have an opinion on, but do you like Britney Spears more or Christina Aguilera? Uh, Britney. Britney. Britney, yeah. yeah. Nice, that's right. Um, <laughs> do you want to stay in Arizona for the rest of your lives? 
Well, with the grandkids there, yeah. I mean, you know, that's very important. But we'd love, like, walking along the beach yesterday, saying how nice it would be to live near the water. And, yeah. I've always I wanted mean, to live near you know, the Like I said, well, we came close. We're only six hours away, and we have a lot... We're, we're, where there's a lot of sand, but just no water. But, uh, but no, you know, with the grandkids, or maybe they get older or whatever, but uh, no... I like being around the kids and yeah. Now if they around. moved here, that would be ideal. It's just so damn hot. I mean, I'm it is. Oh, I mean, it really, yeah, it, it really gets. It's old. not. I mean, I, I remember to the point when I was staying with you guys over quarantine, oh. and it was yeah. it's nice, but it really, it was just so. It's you really miserable. Outside, like even outside's miserable, anything. and, and you know, we've been there. Anything outside. Yeah, you know, we've been there thirty years, and you just never get used. And yeah. I, I guess maybe getting older is just even tougher. We used to try and travel during the really hot months. Yeah, too, I mean, it's, I mean, it's a, it really is out of the country or something. Beautiful to look at, ever, oh, like the oh, scene. But yeah. it, it's just that summer part is just I, I just don't it's see brutal. how you guys and do it. it. It's, it's just gotten hotter and hotter because it, Phoenix has just grown so much, and then so you get more cars, more population. You have um, uh, more highways yeah, building. Yeah. It's just hot. It's just I mean, it is just funny. And how it gets longer and longer. Like we just. We this last week we were in the nineties. Yeah, I we're mean, not supposed we're running twenty degrees above normal. Yeah, it's just nah. That's, I mean, that's the only. I think that's one of the only good things about Los Angeles is the weather. You know, is and your consistently nighttimes good. cool down. See, oh yeah, nighttime, like the nighttime never cool. cools down. Well, I mean, it's now it's a little cool, but nighttime. it's not. Yeah, yeah. Just like I always say, I want to wear a sweater again. <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to wear sweaters in Arizona regardless. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. That's yeah. And I'm but stunned weird. that you have long pants on. You drove over in shorts. I thought yeah, you'd no, go back but, in shorts. Yeah, but, uh, um, Michelle, uh, Michelle, who's awesome, listens all the time. Any parenting regrets, something you wish you had or had not done raising your kids? I can go out of the room if you want to answer it. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like I say, mom was always the bedrock. And really laid the foundation down. And uh, but no, I mean, I think you guys both turned out really great. You're, you and Kara are both just really nice, super people, very caring people, uh, and just good people. So we're very, very happy. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure there's things. Mom, I Mom's done. like, I have a different answer. <laughs> no, no, no. I, sure I, I look at um, Kara and I see that the time she has these serious sit-down talks with her kids and they talk about all kinds of things. I wish I'd spent more time doing that. I was either working or doing other, and I didn't spend as much time, I think, in um, asking you how you're, how you felt about things and guiding you a little bit more verbally. Um, well, maybe it's a good thing. Look how good they turned out. I yeah. know. If they had, <laughs> but I feel like I'm a very feeling my... person for the most part. Oh, I, mean, well, I, I, don't, I don't have trouble are. accessing my emotions. I mean, oh, no, well, I just like the fact that she sits and talks with them, and I don't think I what is she? What do you that. mean? Like she, they'll like this... sit and she's, you know, they'll, uh, if uh, something's happening at school, she'll have, take Addie, and they'll go out, and or Connor, they'll go out for coffee and yeah. stuff, and, and just sit oh. and let them pour yeah. out their emotions, and I don't think That's I cool. ever did that. You blew it. I yeah. know. Well, you, you just said you did, regret. Well, you, you did in bed a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey! 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 What's your favorite meal? Oh, mine is a real southern one. It's, it's chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes and gravy and corn. That's like... I get that once a year for my birthday. I, it was chicken fried steak? I thought it was... Chicken round steak, or chicken it's, fried steak? It's fried round steak. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's it's and down okay. south they call it chicken yes. fried steak. Oh, got it. Because you fry chicken. That's like my favorite. What's yours, Becky? Mine is seafood, and lobster is one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I like all, I like most seafoods except scallops. Because I, I love pasta. Lobster. 
Um, this is uh, how often do you guys have sex? Which we'll just we don't answer. It's, we'll leave that to the imagination. Yeah, I don't, I don't we gotta hear have anything some, like that. some now, mystery. Now, when you say sex. <laughs> Uh, I already, uh, if you could do one, oh, actually this is Andrew Wontuck and this is kind of similar oh, to what we did. He asked if you could do one thing different raising your kids, what would it be? And that's kind of similar to yeah, the, that's the talking, what I was talking you know? about. Yeah, I, I would have, uh... but I can't imagine, uh, I can't imagine some say shock. Most of the listeners have kids and stuff like that. And like yeah. shock at the time they've had to go through in the last year Yeah, of just like, I mean, it's just gotta be such a challenge on top of already you know, being challenging, being a parent, like, you know, with the quarantine and stuff. Can I say, Hey, Andrew, I'm, I know you have kids you're raising. I'm sure you're doing a great job. I don't think he listens, mom. Oh, I'm joking. Oh yeah. So wait, so then a couple more things. Uh, so watermelon, he, he had a girlfriend, but he broke up with the girlfriend or we they think so. We, we think so. I think both of the parents, you know, just they aren't girlfriend, boyfriend in the term, but they're still very good friends and, and you know, yeah, they I see mean, each other on at school and church. But I just want to know if, if she broke up with him or I if he broke know. up with her. Okay, and like, I, think, I think she did if they went through with it. Cause if they went through with it, she was thinking about breaking up? Or? Yeah, that's what Kara told me. Oh, okay, tennis, gotcha. When I was at tennis one time, she was telling me that, you know, and I don't, you know, no big deal or anything. I'm going to track this girl down. Um, okay, I got that. Um, I was thinking of uh, the other day when, or the other, like the first Thanksgiving, one of the first Thanksgivings you guys came out to LA was when dad got really hammered at the bar with the oh, whiskey, with the oh, bourbon. That was one of the And then you scotch. had scotch. Hot dogs. Well, that was because we went to all the bars, then we went to Pink's, and that's yes. when I realized Dad was really hammered. Oh. I was really hammered. And uh, really, really I had never hammered. seen Dad that hammered before, and I don't think ever again, actually. And then you guys went to bed without the curtain, or with the curtain, remember, my yeah, my, apart, a, my house didn't have the... Yeah, you just had a thin curtain. And then all of a sudden, Dad ran out naked. You know, you, know, you heard... <laughs> you, and I was like... Not again! I, <laughs> you guys went to sleep, and I was sleeping on the couch, oh, and then I heard yeah. a... A burp, a fart, a burp, and then I heard, oh, Bill, no, no, Bill, no. (laughs) And then then it was a tiny bathroom, like a really tiny bathroom. I was really, He was hitting the walls with your trying to guide him. But you never drank scotch after that, right? No, not for a long time. Long time. I drink it occasionally now, but... Man, well, it was that that bar uh, you managed. Oh, yeah, everybody was pouring. Yeah. Uh, nice. But we went to that, then we went to Mirabelle, then we went. Yeah. I mean, we were hitting up I think like we had free drinks after free Mirabelle, drinks. Didn't we? And then I had chili the dogs of pink. What's the that? So that led to the question of what is the first time you ever got drunk, Dad? Oh, that well, was in high school, and uh, probably my junior year or something in high school. What's the story of like you? Didn't you? crashed somebody's motorcycle and broke yeah, your Yeah, when I was 16. I was really lucky. I, I was watching over me there. I got, Yeah, I borrowed uh, Terry Powers was his name. And he had a, back then it was a Honda Super 90. A really small cycle, but back then it was really cool. And I had my mom's car, and I had a date that night with Mary Lambert. I remember that. And so we traded, you know, we snuck, we traded and everything. So I went, on my way to pick her up, of course I had to drive by all the girls I knew. And I was driving by one, and I didn't make the curb, and I hit the curb. It was raining, wasn't it? No, no, I, I hit the curb, and I, people tell me that I flipped over three times on the bike, Ugh. landed on a moving car, bounced off, and then landed in front of a moving bus. It stopped. Wow. And then I was in shock 
So I got up and tried to, I picked up the bike with one hand. <laughs> tried to get back on and they were holding me because I was scared. And, and did you break, you broke your... Broke my collarbone, my ankle, and my and collarbone still hurts. Oh, God. And was it, uh, yeah, I mean, well, here, here's actually a question is, I, I think I was telling you guys this, I, the getting older thing, like, I have to wake up and pee three or four times a night, <laughs> and then, the, and then the, the thing is, I'll, I'll just then try to, like, hold it because I can go back to sleep, but, like... But then you can't sleep uh, This all of a sudden just happened. Like, welcome, is that just... Welcome to my world. But, like, uh, what, what is the deal with that? Like, is it just when you get older, your body needs to pee more? Or, like, what, what, what's going your, on there? Your bladder weakens or something. I mean, it's, I, it's like, well, every time well, I wake up, I have to pee, and it's annoying, well, I mean, and then I don't want to get up. You get, your, you get your PSAs, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, see, mine is because I don't have a prostate because I had the cancer back a long time ago. But So that's why I pee a lot. And Wait, I drink so, a lot, too. I drink a lot of water and... I mean, I, I definitely. And yeah. he takes medicine, don't you? That so you won't have to get up as many times during the night. Oh, I thought you told me that one. I, I uh, yeah, no, I just noticed that recently, and I'm like, oh great, my vision's going, and now I. And I lay like here, you because know, where we our room here in Redondo here, it's kind of cold upstairs. Ooh, and yeah, if I lay there, I don't want to get up. I don't want to. Yeah, get that's out. it, because you don't want to get up, and then you're like, okay, you can just fall Got back to sleep, but yeah. then you're just like, it just sucks falling asleep with a full bladder. But it just shows how lazy I am that I'll fall asleep no, with a full bladder. Well, I think that's most people. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, so uh, what was your first Thanksgiving together? Do you guys remember? I do. I remember very clearly. We were just newly wed, really. We got married October 31st. So we haven't been married less than a month, almost a month exactly. And it's when we were living in our first apartment on Rand Avenue. And we got up, you know, mom was working at Lazarus at the time, and I was working construction. And we got up, we had the day off, and remember Randy Nichols and this other guy brought us a wedding gift, a blanket. Okay. And they, they came and they, on Thanksgiving Day, and then we went over to my mom's house, didn't we, for Thanksgiving? I thought it was my mom's house. Oh, one of them, too. Yeah. We, we'd always alternate. But that was, that was it. And then the... When was the first Thanksgiving you did? I don't remember, Maybe. sweetie. I, well, I think it would have been after we moved away. Because it was probably the parents, in Denver, yeah. Yeah, because the parents... Yes, it was in Denver, and I had just had Kara. Yeah. And, yeah, and then we went to the, the Bills time. one night for Thanksgiving. Yeah. What's when, the Bills? Oh, they were friends. Friends. But the second one in Denver, I had just yeah. had Kara November 2nd, and it was a struggle to get the dinner on the table. But you did it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, uh, great turkey this year, too. Yeah, well, it really was. It was a good dinner. It was nice. It was nice being here. Um, and, yeah, that's it. You guys yeah, have anything nice, to... Yeah, to, nice, safe place. To, no, I hope everybody has happy holidays. Be safe. Don't hate. Everything's good. And keep cool. your faith. Yeah, yeah. Faith is what faith and hope are, are what we have to we'll go be, by. We'll be back in Arizona tonight. And everybody, I, I do say this to, to you guys. I've seen, you know, everybody on Instagram and all that stuff or people that listen says how lucky I am to have my parents that, that still want to hang out with me or, or that I even still want to hang out with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. But, but I'm saying that, that you came it. all the way out here. I, I, mean, I think it was for the beach more than me, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's really a big, especially when I, you know. Do you remember when you first moved down here? We came out for the first five years for Thanksgiving. You would come home for Christmas, but we always came out here and we'd bring... The turkey. Yeah, when I lived with Sarah. Right, and all yeah. of you, you could invite as many friends as you wanted to. That, that, that was always time. fun. There was yeah. about 20 of us. Yeah, it is weird to, as you get older, you're, I mean, and especially this year, all your immediate social circle is like completely dry. I mean, this year especially. Well, yeah, you can't but it's like you just. Uh, we were in our 40s then when we first started coming Uh-huh. Yeah, We'd wow. leave on Tuesday and prep ago. on Wednesday and Thanksgiving on Thursday. And we'd leave on Sunday. Yeah. You were in your 50s. You were not in your 40s. 
Yeah. Yeah. Could have been. Could've been. Hey, I'm in my seventies now, and who knows? Lit- what I, day it I was is. literally just about to kill myself. I'm. Li- <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is. I'm gonna be thinking about that whole drive home now. <laughs> like, oh God, I should be at uh, Thanksgiving with uh, with my kid. You know <laughs> that I I don't have a kid, you guys. Yes, um, we would have to be in our fifties anyway. for you to be twenty. Okay, well, uh, I love you guys very much, and uh, yeah, uh, like Dad says, don't hate and wear your mask and and all that stuff. Oh wait, will you guys? There's good news if you're into this kind of thing is that they're going to potentially have the vaccine. Are you going to take the vaccine? Absolutely. I I just have to read more about it and decide. How do you decide which one? This one is, you know, they're both saying they're. Well, one's a microchip by Bill Gates, so you don't want to get that one. Yeah, that's the. This is a woman that just got her very first flu shot this year, so she's not big in the I haven't got it in years because I always got sick from it. Because you're anti-vax. Yeah. No, not at all. I had you guys vaccinated. Boom, boom! Everybody got their vaccinations. We've had our shingle shots, our pneumonia shots, our. It's just the flu shot doesn't sit very well with me. Yeah. Well, what? I'm glad you got it's it. A new one. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, I, I don't, you know, they it, have you I, got yours yet? I told you no. I don't. <laughs> I, I don't believe in vaccinate. No, I no. I just oh. have. I just haven't gotten it yet. Yeah. No, and I'll definitely get the vaccine. Because by the way, too, it's like I want to go to concerts again and stuff. Yeah, you know, like absolutely. they're. I think they're setting up oh, something definitely. where you have to, you know, show you how the vaccine once concerts uh, well, come back. When you talk about passports too, traveling. To go yeah, to just they're gonna have a like a, a vaccine only passport. You know, because yeah. we definitely want to. When we get out of here and start traveling internationally again. Yeah. I mean, I wonder when they're going to start, you know. Yeah, we'll see. But you still don't have the refund from the Africa trip, yeah, right? No. Yeah, that's, we'll that's, get it. that's we'll bad. Get it. Yeah. They won't even answer my emails know, now. They're bad. I mean, they, they took thousands of thousands of our dollars and nothing. Yeah. And many others. I mean, really, like you saved a lot of money answer. for that. Yeah. Oh, no, you saved that. was our 50th anniversary present to ourselves. Oh, enough with the 50th anniversary. Okay. My God. Oh. Okay, guys awake did that wake you up that's uh my chemical romance the steve aoki uh he that was you just heard the drop folks do 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 i somebody somebody wrote me once that they listen to this when they fall asleep and then sometimes the music will <laughs> will wake them up and i 
I have to imagine we just woke up somebody right there, right? Uh, I try to level out the audio, but sometimes it uh, doesn't level out. So hopefully nobody's ears exploded right there. Um, We got to get to the Bravo News, baby. Bravo News. Breaking news. That's my breaking news sound effect. So you know it's dung, 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 dung. Breaking news. Um, Folks, we... it was like, it was like a chill week. And then all of a sudden, like everything kind of, I think it was Wednesday, Wednesday or I, I, was it Wednesday or Thursday? I don't know. It was Wednesday. I think Wednesday, three insane Bravo things happen like bam, 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 that we have to talk about. And you guys already know what it is, but let's talk about it together and see if we can come up with how we feel about these things because where do we want to start okay so we start with kyle richards dorit kems kelms kelms kelmsley huh i just discovered that i don't know how to say kelmsley is am i am i saying that right? that's like geodici for me it's like geodice geodici geodice 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 anyways Whew. my mind's gonna get tripped out on that so um and uh, Kathy Hilton, they all got the vid. They all got the COVID, folks. TMZ reports on Wednesday, breaking news, that all three had corona. And that's when I I was like, first off, very sad. I hope they're all right. It's nothing to joke about, but now we are going to proceed to joke about it. Okay? So I hope everything's okay with that. I am only joking about this because I know full well that they have um, they have every opportunity. They have... Uh, they have access to top-notch care. I mean, come on. They have access to Paris Hilton. Paris Hilton, Hilton will take care of Kathy. That's It's going to be hot. It's going to be sexy. So we get that breaking news alert, but it made me feel like a dang mind reader or uh, the people that think that know things into the future. The older I get, I just forget words. I just get, I forget words. And I hope this isn't like some sign of like early dementia or something, but, um, I'm like a palm reader. I feel like a palm reader right now. No, because over Thanksgiving I posted because, uh, Kyle on an Instagram post thanked Teddy Mellencamp. Uh, we know Teddy best as being John Mellencamp's daughter. Uh, also I think she was on Real Houses of Beverly Hills a couple seasons. Not sure, but, uh, she, Kyle thanked Teddy for bringing over Thanksgiving dinner, I think, for because she wasn't feeling well. And I was like, oh, my God, what did she bring her? A glass of water and a piece of celery? I'm all in, Teddy. I'm all in. But I immediately go like went like weird. Why did Teddy go over there? That's so weird. Like if you're not feeling well. So anyways, my immediate like I my mind jumped to Corona because we had also heard a rumor that production got shut down, but they didn't say for who because somebody had coronavirus. So those two things added up in Detective Dodie Bailey's mind right here, and I was like, "Oh, Kyle has COVID." Like I was almost positive of it, and so I went ahead and <laughs> so I went ahead and posted it. Also, to the people that I posted in my stories about the water and the celery that Teddy brought, a couple of people thought she really brought that over, and I was like, "I don't think Teddy would have." admitted to just bringing that but it was a bountiful feast the water and celery but yeah so we don't know much more information garcelle did say that garcelle talked about it on her talk show but didn't admit it was them at the time um so 
we do know they were filming, though. So obviously they were in a scene together, which I hope when the season airs, they'll point out like, you know how like producers will like put the Chiron at the like day two. I hope it'll be like, this is when they got COVID right here at Bukitabep. Like, could you imagine if it was in Dorit's room? Wouldn't it be like Dorit? Like, that's where because then that would make Dorit's room at Bukitabepo that much more historical. Could you imagine, like, not just, I mean, just the room itself is legendary. Then you realize insane conversations with Brandy Glanville happen. That's historical. And then if you, on top of that, if you're like, this is where Kathy, Kyle, and Dorit got COVID. I mean, that's, that's legendary. That's like, well, let's cut this part of the restaurant and take it to the Smithsonian, Smithsonian right now. Because decades, like, you know, generations to come are going to want to see where that all went down because that to me, or that should be in the clubhouse. They should, they should cut out Buca de Beppo and add it to the clubhouse. You know, Andy has all those uh, things in the back. Uh, so that was huge. Very huge. Um, we'll report more as we get more information. Um, it does seem like they are all healthy. No underlying com- uh, conditions. I hope PK is all right just because he's older. So that means he's more at risk. Uh, and I did notice Dorit was posting videos with her children, uh, Jagger and Bianca, um, uh, <laughs> Jagger and the other one. Um, and it seemed like they were all doing okay. So hopefully, uh, it is hard though when TMZ or any place like that reports that kind of information and then doesn't get the actual information. So we don't really know more to go on, but I think for public safety and stuff, when somebody does announce they have COVID, they should uh, give more information just so it kind of like, I think, you know, I was so pissed at Khloe Kardashian for many reasons, you know, changing of the face, etc. Tristan, but I was really upset because she had COVID at the beginning in March and she saved it for that stupid effing TV show they do to let us know like a month or so ago. And we saw her journey through it. And I'm like, how powerful would that have been and helpful for all of us? And I know you're like, that's silly, but no, think about it. In March, when we didn't know how all of this stuff was going around and what it meant, like if we watched Chloe go through it, I know it sounds silly, but I think it would have really put out a message way earlier about how people go through this, how serious it is. And she saved it for her fucking TV show six months after it happened. I think that's so irresponsible. I really do. And I, I I know this, like, get off your soapbox, but I do think it's very irresponsible. If you have that kind of access to that many millions and millions and millions of people, it is your duty. It is your duty to use that soapbox, not to just fucking push tummy tea, but to, like, actually help the public good. I really, I stand behind that. I'm sorry. Like, Chloe can change her face all she wants. I'm mean about it, whatever. But that kind of stuff, I don't back down on. That is like, and, and Chris who's the head of that whole tribe should have really stepped in because it's not just making fascinating TV show because your TV show was bad years ago, but it really could have helped a lot sooner. And even fucking Kanye had it like we, you know, all this stuff just kind of came out. And I think that's just so, so irresponsible when you have a platform. So anyways, so anyways, we'll, uh, we'll get back to that as soon as we can. Now, the other breaking news, Erica Jane, baby. It's expensive to be me. It really is expensive to be Erica Jane. Uh, There has been a lawsuit filed against Tom Girardi and Erica Jane saying that Tom Girardi has stole money uh, from plane crash victims to line his own pockets and fund the lifestyles of Erica Jane and others. 
And this this lawsuit is uh, postulating the theory, or not even postulating, it's saying that Erica Jane um, is divorcing Tom to protect his money. And that was a theory that had come out when this initially happened. Uh, one of my sources, an inner source, said this was a long time coming and that it was real. But maybe this is a financial thing, too. You know, uh, I, I do the the older I get and the more rich people I meet, um, they protect their money. You know, they don't want to pay taxes. They don't want. And I, I get it to a degree. I mean, I'm, I'm not there yet. I mean, but I. I mean, shit, I mean, love them. Uh, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican. I paid more in personal income tax the last couple of years than Donald Trump. Just that's it. That's that's a, that's a fact. Um, so I do know people love to protect their money. So there is a possibility that is true. We will find out. Uh, I'm sure this will be a very public, uh, public case. I could see it going either way, you know, but it is weird. I, I are, are they the West Coast? Joe Giudici and uh, Teresa, you know, like they went to jail for this. Is this going to be something that is dismissed and is not true or it's going to be something that can be proven? Uh, I do got to I mean, like for a lawyer, I know there's rich, but like the lifestyle that Tom and Erica present on the show is like next level rich. Like that house is insane. And I know lawyers are very rich. I do know that, but I'm like. Damn, that's like rich, rich. And then Erica Jane's lifestyle. I think all that kind of stuff, like Mary from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, it comes back to bite you in the ass. Like the, all these shows encourage you to flaunt your wealth. And I get that. Like that's totally understandable. But then remember, we have a public record of you bragging about your wealth. You know, there is public interviews of Erica Jane saying it costs on the minimum $40,000 a month for the Erica Jane character to exist. Remember that. Tom finances all of that on top of his house, on top of his kids. Like, that stuff really does add up. I I just, I know lawyers are, I don't know the finances of it all. So it, it just always has been something that I've been like, wow, how do you get that much money? And Erica Jane always flaunts it, makes songs about it. So you got to imagine if this goes to court, all of that's going to be. I mean, it's going to be fascinating how they use example after example on how Erica especially has flaunted her lifestyle as the character on that show. And we might actually get a lot of uh, testimony that uh, that she did a lot of that for show and that it's not real. So we should get a very interesting peek behind the curtain of how this all works. Um, so I have a, uh, my, my good friend, Megan is a lawyer. So I'm really curious. She said a lot of her lawyer friends had reached out to her about this as well. So I'm interested as more information gets out, I'm sure we'll have her on again to kind of give her lawyer lawyering opinions. That's actually the, the correct phrase for that lawyering opinions. I love a good lawyering opinion. Um, so that is that. And then so this is the other big one, and we knew this was coming. I think this is, I mean, I think I've talked about this on here, and if I didn't, I definitely um, was thinking about it uh, because Bronwyn Windham Burke uh, comes out as a full lesbian. I don't know if that's the correct, uh, I, I uh, no, comes out as gay. So, <laughs> so she did an interview with... Uh, 
let's see here. She did an interview with GLAAD, the Gay and Lesbian uh, Alliance, and her quote was, I like women. I'm gay. I'm a member of the LGBTQ plus community. It has taken me 42 years to say that, but I am so proud of where I am right now. I'm so happy where I am. To be able to be comfortable in my own skin after so long is just nice. I'm just now starting to feel like I'm becoming the woman I'm supposed to be. I've always known it, but it took me personally 42 years to be comfortable in my own skin to say it. Um, I, I thought, you know, other quotes was when I went to the reunion last year, I kind of started baby stepping into this is who I am. I like women. I was testing the waters with my friends, my cast and my family. She also went on to say, I met someone that I was interested in pursuing a relationship with. It became something that I didn't want to hide anymore, and I didn't want to keep secret anymore. It's only as weird as you make it in regards to talking about her husband and her kids. I don't know how we are making it all work right now, but we are. She also then went on to post a picture of her girlfriend, and I was surprised. I mean, I, I don't... I, I, I guess that's so dumb. Like, I'm surprised by... I'm su- first off, I'm surprised if anybody's in a relationship with anybody. It's like, that sounds impossible. But I, you know, it's like I'm such a dude where I'm like picturing a, like a lipstick lesbian. Like, oh, I bet she's somebody really hot, you know? And like, uh, I, I was talking to my friend Ashlyn about this, and it's more of a butch lesbian. Uh, but not, Ashlyn, um, who's bisexual, was taking me through the different, um, God, this sounds so dumb, Ryan. But like different, and I don't mean this. Different levels of les, no different, different types of lesbian. I want to try to say this correctly. Is like there's butch butch, and there's femme butch, and then there's lips. You know, so there, there's like different, like different categories. You know that uh, lesbians even identify each other as. Uh, and this is something that's like new to me. I, I, duh, I know there's lesbians, but like the categorization of it. So I want to try to get it right and not spread any weird stuff out there. But yeah, I mean, it looks like a cool girl. I I don't really have any opinion of that. What I do have an opinion though, is a lot of people came out against this statement and, you know, cause they're like anything, like it's confusing. So if there's anything confusing in life, we rail against it because it's hard for us to understand. I have to admit, I've admitted on this show, like I'm still learning uh, different things about trans and different things like that. I'm totally open to learning, but I've made mistakes in like my thoughts or uh, or even like, you know, just I've been wrong. I've just been flat out wrong. So it's always interesting to learn. And if somebody feels something and they're not, you know, just batshit insane, it's respectful since we're all sharing this planet together to learn how people want to be accepted as, uh, I want to be accepted as a cool guy. Do you guys accept me as that? <laughs> so no, it's really fascinating to learn. I don't, she, but also people were like, Oh, Bronwyn just wants attention. And I don't think, I mean, Bronwyn might want attention, but it's not because of this. Bronwyn might want attention because of her whole life. She might've wanted attention. I don't know, but I totally believe this a hundred thousand percent. And if you think about it, think about this. Everything leads up to what this this announcement. If you even watch her time on the show, remember that first episode when she's like all over Tamara and she's like, I I love your tits and I want to, you know, like making out with her. She was very excited around women, you know, like that seems to have gotten her go. It's like a guy with a girl or a girl that's attracted to a guy. That's the vibe we got off. But we were just then presented it as, oh, she's just a wild swinger. 
And if you think about it as somebody that's like, well, no, not a wild swinger, but maybe that was their way of getting actually what they sexually wanted by opening it up to her husband as well, uh, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, maybe that was her way of that. And then, of course, the drinking if you are living with something and you're so deep into a marriage or a life and you can't possibly see your a, your a way around it, you sometimes will tend to destroy yourself in the process because you can't you don't see a way on a, a way forward, a path forward at this point. And especially she's a 42 year old woman. I, I can imagine it being very scary when you have seven kids and you know something because she goes on to say that she has never been attracted to men, never, but also that Sean, her husband, is her person. You know, they're in love. they're still living together. They're still planning on being married. She is sleeping in a separate bedroom, she says, uh, th- which I, I do want to talk a little bit about in a second of the part that kind of uh, I want to know more about or the thing that worries me in this. Um, well, first of all, None of this is our fucking business. I mean, you could say she's making it our business, but at the end of the day, anybody can do what they want. You know, like that's their total business. Um, So, but we also saw this in like just her press, like, you know, it came out about her being sober at the beginning of the season. So she's tiptoed into this. And I think it was planned out of when she would reveal. And I know, uh, Jeff, I, I, I have a feeling I know who this girlfriend is or how they met. Um, and I know my buddy, Jeff Epstein, that's been on the podcast before, uh, knows, um, knows both of them very well. And, uh, I want what it makes anybody happy. Okay. So the thing that worries me just from a male perspective is I worry about Sean. Sean has been painted as enabler and as an enabler this season. And by the way, I know a lot of you guys uh, boycotted Real Housewives of Orange County, which I totally agree with and like I'm in full support. I am one of the ones that stayed behind and watched. (laughs) And I'll be recapping it this weekend on my Patreon with my friend Emily. But sorry, I'm stepped up and I'm doing massive amounts of cocaine. Um, So it's a batshit season. Like I was really disgusted with it. But then, like, once you start to get used to it, the last two episodes, if you view it through a lens of, like, one of the darkest comedies you've ever seen, it works. Like, Shannon is a drunken mess, coronavirus. It, it's starting to come off like a full-blown dark comedy. It doesn't work like other housewife shows anymore. It works as a pure cautionary tale of do not wind up like these ladies. Like, there's nothing glamorous that anybody in this show is doing, including Bronwyn. So if you watch it in that kind of like, like cringe, if you love, if you love cringing for 52 minutes straight, I got to recommend this season of Real Housewives. If you like feeling icky for 52 minutes, I got to tell you, I've got something for you to watch. Real Housewives of Orange County this season. Um, So what I worry about is Sean has been there every step of the way. You can see how much he loves this woman. And you can see how accepting he is and anything she says goes. He is on this earth, it seems like, or it feels like watching him to support this woman, to love this woman. And even in this announcement, he immediately posted something of like, I love you now more than ever. And I support you now that nothing changed, you know, and it was a picture of them. And I got to just say, I am all for Bronwyn discovering the real Bronwyn. 
living her truth. Hell yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I hope, I hope Sean is living his truth as well. And I don't mean that is Sean gay or like some people have said that. I don't, I'm not even thinking about that. But I hope, I hope that, I I hope that somebody loves Sean back as hard as he loves Bronwyn. You know, like I hope somebody's, I know some people don't need taken care of. And obviously he might be one of those people, but I hope he is leaving like, like, Hey, there is certain things that like you can still support somebody and love someone and finance somebody and still like, you know, I just hope that he's getting everything fulfilled, uh, for himself. And, uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Like I, I, and I don't mean sexually or anything like that. I just mean like, I, he's, he seems like a great guy. He does. He seems like a great guy. I know we can all make fun of his necklaces and he wears heels sometimes, but, um, he seems like he has a really good heart and I love the way he is with his kids, which by the way, I can't even imagine the kids. And like, I know they live in an interesting family already, but this has got to remember, this has got to like, probably, you know, be very hard for them to understand as well. So they're going to their own help. But I hope at the end of the day, Sean uh, realizes that he is a great guy and a lot of people could love him potentially in the way that he loves her. Is that all right to say? I, I hope that. And by the way, this is just me on the outside from the the stuff I've read about and seen um, is that uh, I hope he realizes he just isn't in this earth to make sure that Bronwyn discovers Bronwyn, you know? I hope he uh, it feels like she's done that. And now I hope Sean can uh, grow equally, uh, if that makes sense. But yeah, hats off to Bronwyn. That's amazing. So this then leads into Kelly Dodd, uh, Kelly Kovad being on Watch What Happens Live this uh, this past week on Wednesday. And it was like a lame ass like you could tell it was like an apology tour with one stop and her press told her, her publicist told her what to say. Like I didn't have information about masks. Yes, of course. I'm an idiot. We've heard it all before from Kelly. So it just, it goes in one ear out the other for me, but she did, uh, in old stupid Kelly Dodd fashion, come out and say that Bronwyn's alcoholism was all a plot by her agent to get her a spinoff show, which is just dumb as fuck. Cause guess what? None of us, would want to see a spinoff show of sober Bronwyn. Like nobody, I'm sorry. Like love Bronwyn. Think she's great. Really like her as a housewife. I don't think she could carry a solo show with any of like, even with all of this, I have no interest. I don't think anybody really has interest and that's no slam against Bronwyn. I just feel like even agents wouldn't be like, no, you're I, like, you're pretty good where, where you are. Like we're, we're good. But also I, I don't know. I do. I think Bronwyn has been pretty open and honest. And like, if this is, if Kelly thinks this is like to get attention, what a way, weird way to blow your fucking life up after this long, you know, after 28 years of marriage and a whole family, it would take a very disturbed person to do all of that. And we do have very hard proof that Kelly has been insane this whole time. So I tend to believe Bronwyn. And I think Kelly really is at the end of the day, a disgusting person. She's really fun. And on reality shows, she can really say some stuff that makes me laugh. I think she's disgusting as fuck. I really do. Like her daughter, too. Um, I like Rick Leventhal, even. He seems like a good guy. I've heard a lot of firsthand accounts of interactions with Kelly, even in the last year, of things that she's doing that I don't think is uh, are great. And uh, I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't think she is a great person. And she's one of those people that uh, I think certain of us, our brain fires differently and the synapses don't really connect. So she just says stupid, unfiltered shit. 
And she's gotten kind of praised for it for the first couple of seasons. So I think she's kind of like thinks it's cool and then always realizes like or always wonders why she gets into trouble. You know what I'm saying? It's it, it So that is fascinating to me as well. But huge Bravo news. We will be following up on all of these stories. Also, you guys, I was on Watch What Happens Live uh, <laughs> this third yesterday. We filmed it on Tuesday. And uh, uh, the the two people in it were Leva from Southern Charm. And uh, um, why do I always forget the other? <laughs> Austin's girlfriend, who is better than Austin. Uh, why am I blanking on her name? I couldn't remember. I really am. It's like Southern Charm cast. Uh, not Catherine. Da, 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 da. Madison. Duh. We're, yeah, because Craig. Madison. Madison. I wasn't having a three-way Madison. Yeah, so Madison and Lever are on. And it's like, it's a funny process. Uh, we have to, I'll take you through it a little bit. So, at 11.30 a.m., they start doing Skype tests. It's 2.30 New York time, Eastern Standard Time. And so from 11.30 to 12.30, the, you know, the Wrangler gets us all on Skype, the virtual audience. They ask if uh, who, you know, who would like to ask questions. Um, we all said yes. They picked two people. Unfortunately, I wasn't one of the people that got to ask questions. And they give you the questions as well. So just remember, anybody that you see on that, uh, they're giving the questions to be asked. There's not like, does anybody have a question? Cause I would have had like 30 billion questions, but they gave two questions to two people that weren't me, but I still, you could see me like a stupid jag off, just like dancing like an idiot. And like, I was legitimately cracking up because Madison was like ripping on Shep really hardcore and John Pringle. I was just laughing the whole time. And I put on le- a, a leather jacket, which is, uh, the first time I've, worn that in a year and I wasn't wearing pants. So that kind of combination and they like, they have, they have you hold a cup, but remember I'm not drinking. So I just filled it with water and it was fun. It was great. And it was a lot of fun. Andy, let me see any Andy, uh, was wearing a different outfit at first and he didn't like how it looked on TV. So he changed. And then another fun fact is when he started, he called Leva Leva. He's like, Leva! And it was our first time of the show, so he's like, ah, oh, we gotta go back, we gotta go back, we gotta do that again, I can't have your first time, and I, you know, mispronounce your name. Um, other than that, it was, like, pretty basic, it was fun. I hope the next time I'm on Watch What Happens Live is I'm putting it out in the universe is that I hope I get to be a guest sometime, you know? That, that would be, that's the dream, that's the next dream, you know? Like, so virtual audience member, hell yeah. Oh, maybe uh, in-person audience member once all the vaccine and all that happens, that would be a dream as well, so... It was really cool. Thanks to all the people that reached out that saw me. Yes, that 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 was me and all in all my glory. Uh, and uh, it was really cool. So, um, yeah, that's it. Oh, oh God, we got to talk about Jax. We have to talk about Jax. <laughs> so inappropriate. You can't talk to women like that. I'm the bad guy. <laughs> Okay, this is the week in Jax's tweets, but this time we're going to do Instagram. Uh, We're just going to do one. We're going to focus on one. Also, if you hear any background noise, they have been tearing up my street for the last month, and it looks like they're right in front of my... It's really stopped me from being able to record. It's like... So if you hear any background noise, sorry about that. Um, Please forgive. So this was on Thanksgiving. This was November 26th, I think. This was out... Uh, Brittany posted a honeydew list. 
Now, a honeydew list, uh, I, so this is a whole theory detective thing that I did. A lot of people thought I didn't know what a honeydew list is. Of course, a honeydew list is things that your woman uh, tells you to do. It's your your chore list, which, by the way, I am all for a honeydew list or a chore list. I always told my exes, like, I don't, and I think I speak for all men here. I hope it's cool to uh, speak for all of us, is that we don't know what the fuck to do or, like, we don't. Like, I'm good at, like, being told what to do, but I will never go, you know what, I should go clean some dishes right now. You're just never going to get that out of me. Like, I just, it's not how my mind works. And I I think a lot of people are with me. Like, I don't sit there and think of, like, oh, I should do this the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, but if you tell me I have to go mow the lawn, I will go mow the lawn. I mean, I might not be, like, with a smile on my face, but I, I... There's comfort in being told what to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, even look at this podcast. It's so hard for me to get this out sometimes because nobody's telling me what to do. I need a producer. I need a firm hand. And then I need to be spanked if uh, if it if it if I don't do it. You know what I'm saying? So anyways, uh, Brittany releases this. OK, so honeydew list. Coffee. Drop drop off food for homeless. OK, pick up turkey slash ham firewood, cut grass, wash cars, pick up pies, beer, tell wife she's amazing and give her a big kiss. Cheat on me again. Okay. So the last one that I I made that up. So the rest. So Brittany posted this and with a thing of how cute is Mr. Jax Taylor. Now, a lot of people said, well, this is Brittany wrote this. And by the way, it is neat as hell handwriting. Very neat. Very, very neat. So everybody's like, no, Brittany wrote this. But I was like, nah, no, 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 no. Brittany did not write this. Jax wrote this. Jax wrote his own honeydew list. And I'll tell you why. This is really good. This is, I already got to give myself a a precursory pat on the back because I just, I knocked it out of the park with this one. Like I didn't even think I had these skills to be a detective like this. And then it's like, I did, you know? So it's, it's great for me. And it's like, I feel like this is what Batman must feel like when he's like on a case, you know, like I really went down the rabbit hole and I came out on the other side. So everybody's like, first off a honeydew list, a woman writes that for the man. Fine. Okay, cool. Second off. There's no way Jax Taylor has that kind of fucking handwriting. People were adamant. And I say nay to you. I say no. I say Jax does. My theory was this, is that Jax is a sociopath. And Jax would want us to see how perfect he is. Remember, a good 60% of Jax's life is performative. He's doing that so other people think he is good. You know, other people think he is great. So... He wants us to see this list that he wrote himself. And Brittany even writes, how cute is Mr. Jax Taylor? If Brittany had wrote this, he she would go, uh, this is for Jax Taylor. You know, like, it, but he. She writes, how cute is Mr. Jax Taylor, which then leads us to believe that Jax Taylor wrote this list. OK, that's one reason. OK, the next people said, oh, he doesn't have the handwriting like this. OK, so I was like. Fine. So then I went back and I looked at uh, Jax Taylor's handwriting 
And there is a clip, I think an Us Weekly quiz that him and Brittany did on camera where they write down, uh, you know, like some kind of date, like what, what kind of favorite cheese does Brittany like? You know, that kind of thing. And then they guess his handwriting is very neat, very, very neat. And a lot of people, a lot of people wrote me that narcissists write like this. That narcissist right like this. But also, you know, if somebody is if their outer life or their inner life in their brain is so out of control, they do want to control what they can. And that is even in handwriting. I know that sounds silly, but go with me. Okay, so Jax wrote this. Okay, then you're like, well, but still. And then I had a source. I had one person reach out to me that is very close to uh, Mr. Jax Taylor. And I will, that person will remain nameless, but it is somebody that definitely knows and said a little known fact about Jax Taylor is that he actually is a great artist. He's very good at drawing and things like that. And then that even goes to another example of something ridiculous. Kristen Doty posted last week that there is an auction for a James May shirt with the with the inscription, no justice, no peace, signed by the entire Vanderpump Rules cast. Now, I don't need to tell you how insane that is for that shirt coming from Kristen Doty, but here we are. So anyways, and also like, so they're bidding on that shirt with all the cast members signing it. And I'm like, does none of the cast members think that they shouldn't sign this shirt in this after everything that happened? Like even Stassi signed it. It was it's a it's a great piece of history, and if I was rich, I would have bid on it. Instead, I bid on Countess Luann's wedding dress. I'll talk about that in a second. Oh my god, I'm such a mess. Like the more I I didn't even the I I forget things that are embarrassing to talk about. Like I forget how I forget wacky things that I do, and I'm like, oh crap, I can't even believe I did that last week too. So, anyways, but Jax Taylor's uh, uh, signature on that also includes a drawing, and it's a neat drawing. So it does like I think Jax you know, is a good artist potentially. And I'll give him that. But anyways, he did write this honeydew list. Now, the contents of the honeydew list also is another thing that shows how it, that it's Jack's. The drop off food for homeless. That to me feels performative. You want us to see that. Let's see another one. Tell wife she's amazing and give her a big kiss. I do believe that Jax would need to remind himself that. No, but like this is all this is all him, you guys. And the 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 more that we can understand his mind, the more we can prevent people like him in the future. So that is the week in Jax's tweets. Oh, also, so what I was just saying that, yeah, um, Luann's wedding dress that she got married to Tom uh, in a couple years ago was like 2017 or 2016. It is up for auction. And I was the first and highest bidder at $350. That is what credit cards are for. I am willing to go further into debt. Because could you imagine? Okay, so we always talk about my bedroom already. Imagine you're a female. Luckily enough, <laughs> luckily enough, you get invited up to my bedroom. You open the door and immediately you're confronted with Countess Luann's wedding dress. What do you do? 
I mean, like, honestly, that's like you run screaming. I think there's just no way because then you'd like, OK, the wedding dress. I'm seeing Vicky Gunvalson perfume. I'm seeing in empty Vanderpump Rosé bottles set out to uh, as decoration. I'm seeing unopened BLK water like I it's it's I'm like the weird Al Yankovic of Bravo at this point. It's 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 getting disturbing. And the thing is, I saw it and I was like, oh, how cool. I was like, that would be so cool. And then I was like, "That what, could you imagine that I lend it out to people and it's like the sisterhood of the traveling pants with Luann's dress? You know, like I give it to like just all the listeners and all people and we all pass it around. We all have stories and like, oh, give me Luann's dress. I want to go to prom in it, like that kind of thing. Like how amazing would that be to – God, I don't even know what's wrong with me. So anyways, uh, I'll keep you posted on that. I don't think I'll go much higher than 350 but it's cool, right? Like, I, I was very happy to be a part of that, to be the first bid. Like, that's pretty that's pretty crazy to be the first bid on that. I feel like that's a piece of history as well. So, very exciting. You guys, it's time for our next guest. My next guest has been on here before. She is a really good friend of mine. In fact, I'm babysitting her rabbit uh, for her and her dude pretty soon. I'm very excited about I'm excited that anybody's entrusting me with uh, anything live. I'm very excited. You might know her as Real House Pins OC. Uh, that's her Instagram, Real House Pins OC. And uh, her name is Mallory, and she is great. She has great stickers, great ornaments. You go check out her shop. But she did this amazing thing, and, and you hear it in my intro as well. But she put together a list of Bravo companies and that sell like interesting Bravo merchandise that I think is just to take it a step further and make it art. And I always think you got to support these people. So I know Oprah does her favorite things, but uh, these are my favorite things now. So thank you so much. And a couple of these people gave out discounts to our listeners. So uh, please pay attention if that's something you want. Um, uh, you know, hopefully they can get it in time to you for the holidays, but this Bravo stuff uh, I think it's timeless. So I think it, it's it's like Michael Bolton's album, Timeless, the classics. It's going to be around forever. You can use these year after year. Uh, also, I do want to uh, shout out my friend Shauna Green. Uh, she has a company called Shavs Paper. Uh, you can find them on Instagram at S-H-A-V-S Paper. Um, and she does the am- most amazing wrapping paper of all of our favorite uh, our favorite pop culture figures, Bravo uh, people. So I want to shout out her as well because I wasn't able to have her on. And for any So Bad It's Good listener, uh, you can type in the code SOBAD20 for 20% off. And it uh, it goes until the 9th. So get in on that this weekend if you can. What date are we at now? My God. Uh, let's see. This is the 4th. So you got five more days. So Shav's Paper, So Bad 20 uh wait is that so bad did i just screw it up again for you or is it uh yeah so bad 20 20 off but anyways so mallory we this is a great conversation she is just so fun to talk to because she's my friend so it's pretty loose uh we go into all of these companies i will put the company's descriptions and information on the description of this podcast as well and here is ryan's favorite things with mallory from real house pins oc <laughs> B.I.G. Fuck with me. Oh, God. Whoa. Okay. Ain't nobody fucking with my click. 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 Ain't nobody fresher than my motherfucking click. 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 As I look around, they don't do it like my click. 
click, 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 click. And all these bad bitches, man, they want the, they want the, the Oh, God. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've heard my next guest on this podcast a couple times, but it's been it's been so long. Uh, she is one of my actual personal friends. Uh, we met a year ago last uh, last December, um, and since then she has started one of the the best Bravo related companies for products. And I thought we were around the holiday time, so this would be a perfect time to kind of celebrate a lot of Bravo products and Bravo companies that are out there. These small businesses that we need to support. So. This is kind of like a Ryan's favorite thing. It's kind of like Oprah. In fact, I'm sure Oprah kind of got this idea from me, even though this is the first time I'm doing it. But uh, she is a huge lover of Bravo, a great person. You probably know her already. But if not, uh, I'm not allowed to say her last name because she hates it. Uh, Mallory, or as you know her, at Real House Pins OC. How are you, Mallory? I'm good. How are you? (laughs) Good, good. Uh, so it, it's funny. It, 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 it's been a year since we met and we, we got pretty drunk, uh, during the day one time and I had been up all night doing a podcast and then, which is so weird to even think about meeting somebody during the day now for lunch when we can't really do anything. I know it's, it's weird to think of like, cause I remember sitting there and you walked up like to go sit anywhere alone right now. Like you can't even sit at a restaurant alone or with people you can't do any of that right now so yeah imagine imagine walking up to <laughs> imagine walking up to anybody in this time you'd be like get away from me you you get really scared when people get close now exactly so no i definitely miss that but um hopefully we get to i mean well i live in orange county so my county is probably never going back to normal cuz no one here likes to wear masks <laughs> wow we're really getting into it already we're really uh actually and by the way well, it's it's the home of Kelly Dodd, so what do you uh, want? Kelly Dodd, I mean, really. Kelly- I wear a mask. I need to make it clear. I wear a mask. But- <laughs> I, think, I think people are people are like, I wonder if she wears a mask. Uh, Kelly Dodd actually is bringing down property value in OC, and I don't think I think she only rents. Do you do you know which location where she's at? I do. There was actually. It's funny you mentioned that. There was an account on Instagram over the weekend making like maps saying oh like, yeah was it where, i think it was bravo bravo ducking bravo i think so yeah. and they made a map saying like where all the ladies of potomac live and how i guess none of them live really in potomac or like don't live in potomac proper live like on the outskirts or, i don't know i'm not familiar with that area but anyway so i made one i didn't publish it because it's well actually maybe cut this part out but if you just <laughs> Well, if you Google Emily's name, like Emily Simpson, Orange County address, you don't have to scroll very far to find her actual address. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, Google will tell you like uh, somebody Google, like who did somebody sent me the phone number for. Oh, for uh, what's her name on OC? Um, The new one, uh, uh, Meredith uh, Vargas or Elizabeth Vargas. No, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Vargas. Somebody sent me her phone number from a google search and i was like first off i'm not gonna call i mean i know i'm crazy i know i play myself but like you mallory know like i would die like i don't want to be like in somebody's face or like hey how are you do you want to come on so bad it's good like i would never do that to yeah, somebody. Like, well also their first question would be how did you get this phone number it wouldn't be like i'm so glad you found me their first reaction would be i'm this isn't safe this isn't a good this isn't 
this isn't good. Well, like, but anyway, so I pulled up, like I was able to figure out where they live based on, um, when I had my real estate agent, I was like, can you see who the owner of this property is? And he was able to verify. Uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. You just went from, you know, it's super easy. You just go to Google to, I asked my real estate guy and he had like, you know, like it got really complicated. Well, I work in real estate, so it's not that hard. Okay. Well, because Gina owns, so Gina owns her property and Emily owns her property and then everyone else rents. And I, Elizabeth was kind of more difficult to figure out because she's, I think she's in the middle of a divorce yeah, or just finished a divorce. So, but no, I mean, they all, Gina lives pretty far south and then more on the coast is Emily and then Bronwyn, Shannon, Kelly all live like on the same block or something. And then Elizabeth only lives a few minutes from Bronwyn, Sh- Shannon and Kelly. But I, I don't live anywhere near any of them. I live in central Orange County, which is fine by me. That's the only place I could afford to buy a house. So fine by me. I I mean, I love these people, but there's no part of me that's like, uh, oh man, that's dope. That's where Emily Simpson lives. You know, like there's no part of me that would be like, wow, could we drive by Emily's place? Like, I mean, not only that, she has a lot of kids, so I'm not trying to no. I'm not trying to be around that many kids. It was like when somebody published the addresses for all the Valley Village Vanderpumpers, you know, they all live in Valley Village now. And it was like, OK, like it might be exciting to see Jax take out one of his thousand Amazon boxes to the curb. But like, do I really I mean, like, you know, I, I think there's a difference between reality stars and stars. Like, I think I would freak out if I saw Tom Hanks. Like if I saw Tom Hanks's house and he was yeah. outside, I'd freak out. But like, I'm I'm sorry. Like, I don't give a rip if I saw Kristen Doty's like little abode, you know? No, not at all. I well, especially Kristen, of all people, that was a bold choice. Like, I was trying my mind like, this winter. I, like, I don't know why. Have you learned your lesson yet? No? Yeah. All right. Hi, Kristen. So bad it's good news. Uh, have you learned it? Yeah. I should just, like, ambush people like they do in those, like, news shows. Like like TMZ. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's. She would love that. That would go over really well. Well, she might, but actually, no, I mean, because I, a lot of, she doesn't get I'm not trying to sound, like, braggadocious, but, like, and it's not just me. I know of a handful of other Etsy shops, but, like, Katie's order from my shop. Uh, Ariana has uh, Charlie from Vanderpump Rules. Uh, what's her name? Heather from Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So, like, I have their addresses, but <laughs> a well, here's I'm just saying it's like I live in Southern California. If I really wanted to, I could go, but it's I don't care enough pre or post COVID. Like, cool, you have a house. Like, it's I've seen you on television. I've met ariana in person she's very nice like well, I, the last time you were on you told about that whole night at sir that, that we you know that you met all of them um and that was in february it was february right, right before, lockdown. so yeah. thank goodness we all went because the last time you'll you see that whole... happened a few weeks later yeah um well so we kind of jumped ahead so the thing was i met you in december and then you were talking about like oh i have some ideas for because a real house pins oc you guys uh, has stickers, has buttons, like it has like ornaments. It's the whole shebang. Like, but when did you start? Like, I'm kind of interested also, like, cause I think of all of this stuff and I, I know people laugh, but podcasting, all that, I think of it as an art and I think of what you do as an art. So when did you start, uh, thinking like, Oh, maybe I'll do this. Like what, what inspired you to do this? So I, originally and i don't i think i had an instagram account that i made drunk one night called moods by bravo because remember bravo's like tagline or something used to be like seasons by bravo or summer by bravo yeah they used to have like that was their slogan 
So I was like, oh, that'll be a good way to like make memes. But I was really drunk and I was never did anything with it. And then when January rolled around, I remembered looking and I was like, oh, I still have this account. And then I think I don't remember how I started getting uh, or how I started talking with Kay from Gold Half Moon Co. But I started talking to her on Instagram and she I or no, that's what it was. She put a post out. She made a pin. She put a post out that said something to the effect of like, does anyone have any ideas? And I slid into her DMs with like 50 ideas. And she was like, these are all really good. Why don't you just do them yourself? I was like, I didn't graduate college. I didn't go to business school. Like, I don't know anything about this. She was like, none of that matters. She was like, you're, you're revealing way too much to me. Yeah. She was like, this is a lot. No, she, she and I have actually become very good friends. She would never say that she didn't care. Um, no, she was like, that's not important. Like if you want to do it, go for it. So my first pin, unfortunately my first pin didn't come out. So I started, was that the Shannon one? It was the, uh, here lies Shannon. Shannon. Yeah, it was too but black. That one didn't come out for a long time because when I ordered it, it was February and then COVID happened. And I don't think I wound up getting the pin till like April because my pins come from China. So the factory shut down and they were like, we can't help you. I was like, you have my money. And they were like, too damn bad. There's a virus. I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> so I, I had did to wait. Did you say that people pin. need these buttons? Yeah. I was like, if you don't give me a pin, <laughs> um, so in, so in the meantime, I wound up making magnets and stickers because, so I've, you've been to my house, but the, oh, I guess you, you probably haven't seen them or maybe you have, but I used to have trash cans that are covered in stickers and I think stickers are a really easy and kind of cheap way to, you know, when you're out of town, when we used yeah. to be able to travel, it's a really easy souvenir. You don't have to spend, it's not like a sweatshirt where it's like, who wants a sweatshirt that says, you know, like Oakland on it or something. No disrespect to Oakland, but like, you see what I'm saying? No yeah. one really wants like a big sweatshirt that says, you know, Oh, I was just here. It's like, a, cool. You bought that at the airport. But when it comes to a sticker, <laughs> you can just slap it on a water bottle, slap it on a trash can, you know, put it wherever and you're good to go. Yeah. And it's probably not very expensive. So I was like, this this might sell really well. And lo and behold, it did do really well. So I have the stickers, the magnets, the buttons, the pins. And then I just started doing ornaments over the summer because I figured Christmas was around the corner. And there are honestly, I re I'm really proud of my little shop, but there are some really phenomenal, like I'm looking at my tree right now. There are some really amazing ornaments out there. I did a few ornament exchanges with I, a few other shops. I got to tell you, yeah, like that was one of the really exciting things. And you actually helped me put up my Christmas decorations last year because it was the first year, my first year kind of with it, like alone. And I wanted, everybody was talking about this Christmas spirit and I wanted to feel it. I wanted to feel it so bad. So I you got- You sound like the Grinch. Well, no, 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 no. I was not, but it was just, it wasn't like bah humbug, but it was like- no Christmas spirit doesn't want anything to do with me, you know? And so I got a little tree, but what was exciting was that, yeah, like you had, like there's these ornaments you can get that like kind of shows people that you're psychotic. Like, you know, like I have like Jack's, I got, I got, I, you know, I, that's the exciting thing is that you can have your tree be all the shit you like. And that's like another bonus of the Christmas spirit, right? Exactly. It's almost like a mood board. Like I'm looking at my tree right now and, 
there's a burrito, there's a bottle of pills that says, take a Xanax, <laughs> calm down. There's a Green Bay Packers ornament. There's um, a Joshua tree. Oh, like, I wonder if they have a Buca de Beppo ornament. That would be awesome. I mean, Etsy has everything. I was able to order a custom-made, this is really embarrassing to admit, a custom-made stocking for my rabbit on Etsy. So if that exists... Guys, this is this is how good of friends we are. I'm babysitting her. I'm I'm babysitting her rabbit next weekend. I get to go to her house and babysit a rabbit, which is just I, I, I'm just really I'm excited. What a, what an I opportunity! Bet you didn't have that on your 2020 bingo card. Uh, what an opportunity! But, no, like a, you're right. A Christmas tree. Well, really quick, back to the Buca de Beppo ornament. <laughs> if it exists, it exists on Etsy because that's what I was getting at. If I can find a custom made stocking for my rabbit you can probably find a ornament for Buca de Beppo but yeah a Christmas tree really is like it's like a mood board or like a I don't know if you ever did this but like when I was in grade school I had a binder and I would like cut out stuff from magazines and like make collages and put them in my binder oh my god oh my god well this is even sadder than well not sad that's not sad at all it's cool but I did that when I was in college like third year (laughs) I would it was before vision boards, I, but it wasn't a vision board. It was just every movie star. or the, I had one I had one whole board of just Michelle Pfeiffer. I had, I shit you not, it was Michelle, it was every movie Michelle Pfeiffer had been in. Any photo I could find of Michelle Pfeiffer, I made this collage. But that I did that with everything, and I just had, like, my whole wall looked like a table at Barney's Beanery. You know how they just all put all those, like, pop culture things on the table? I did that but I was old, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I was past that point where you're like, Oh, I was in elementary school and I did this with my folders. You know, I did that with my walls. I'm proud of you. (laughs) I'm the only person that'll be bummed if heaven doesn't have like TV and stuff. Yeah. Like you're like this. I don't like this place. Yeah. Um, okay. So, the, you made a good point, though, too. You're like, oh, Etsy, like, if they don't have it, like, I mean, like, they probably have it. But if they don't, what's cool is that, like, you're kind of an inspiration in a way. Like, if they don't, go make one. We're at a really cool time in life where, you know, we have all the tools that we can do this stuff at home. We can start something. We can start small businesses. What has been the... the what has been the most rewarding thing of starting this business and the, the, the most challenging thing of starting this business? Hmm. The most challenging what I would say is the designs and coming up with something that hasn't well that's twofold coming up with the designs and like getting it to like look the way I want it to like I showed you but I have like this Lisa Barlow shot glass with the lime on it like the lime rhymes like didn't look quite right and I mean, it probably took me three hours to just get the lime rind to look just the way I wanted it to. And I'm sure no one else is going to notice, or maybe they will. But, like, to me, that was really important. Excuse me. And then the other thing, the other part of that twofold, is making sure someone else hasn't done the, done the design. I, I'm really lucky. I've only run into it once, but I know a bunch of other Bravo uh, merch stores that have run into it and haven't been as fortunate as I have. But there was a company, I forget the name of it, but she came out with, it was interesting, her shop had, it was mainly Disney-themed stuff, but she had two Vanderpump Rules pieces of merch. She had a Tequila Katie bottle that looked identical to mine. It's almost as if she just took mine and put like a watercolor filter over it. And then she had a, it's not about the pasta, 
And mine is a vertical fork that has the noodle wrapped around the fork. Hers was horizontal, but it's the fork without the handle. And it said with a string of spaghetti around it. And it said, it's not about the pasta. And I just DM'd her and I said, Hey, listen, this is what mine looks like. I can show you how long I've been selling them. I did this first. You can either stop or (laughs) I'm going to put you on blast. And like, I don't, I don't really like to be mean like that, but it's like, you're, you're cutting into my business here. And I, my problem with that is it's very easy. And I was just talking to a shop about this last night. It's very easy to go onto Etsy and Etsy. I mean, they have a search engine type in, you know, Vanderpump rules, search for five pages. If you don't or type in tequila, Katie, if yeah. you don't see that it's been done, run head first at it. But if you see someone that's made a tequila bottle that says tequila, Katie made in West Hollywood, don't touch it. Yeah. Just We're, don't. It's really simple. Also like ripping off some, like 2020 has been hard enough ripping off someone's ideas, especially when it comes to like artistic stuff. That's fucked up. Was that, was that person pretty cool about it? Uh, she, she was in the law. I mean, the end result was she was like, I'm so sorry. I'll take them down. Like I didn't even think to look, which I was like, that's to me, that's bizarre. Like, how do you not look? But, um, yeah, she was very. She was just like, I didn't know, and she took them right down. She doesn't sell them anymore. It was really simple. So that's the most challenging. I would say, yeah, that, and then the actual like physical design, because like I, I'm not an artist by any stretch of the imagination, but with, on the computer, it's a lot easier. And then the most rewarding part, honestly, has been getting to know people, like through Instagram. It yeah. sounds really corny, but. I'm really lucky and you started your podcast, you know, a few months before I started my shop, but we both started our, you know, these businesses right before this pandemic started when, I mean, we didn't know that we were going to be trapped in our houses and now we kind of have this outlet and this already established group of friends. And I mean, between you, Kay and, you know, Meredith, uh, the prostitution whore, not an actual whore (laughs) from the whore store. Yes. Yeah, she, I mean, between the three of you, I've, you know, I talk to the three of you most regularly. I, it's funny, one of my customers reached out to me. She, I forget how we got on the subject of it, but we were talking about how she was from the Bay Area and I wound up scrolling on her personal page, like going really far back. And I saw someone and I was like, oh my gosh, turns out she's like really good friends with my junior year college roommate. So, I mean, it's just, it's such a small world and everyone, Everyone's been really cool. And yeah, I agree. I, I agree. Really, that is, I the... haven't really butt heads with anyone. I have a few, like, there are a few accounts, like, and I, I don't want to start shit or drama, but like, do it. Let's do this. <laughs> there are a few accounts, like, I'm not super nuts about, but like, either, you know, they're too thirsty or, you know, they post things that I don't really agree with. But uh, I mean, that's their, that's their lane. Yeah, and that's their that's, business. Yeah. If that's a lane they want to take, that's fine. But honestly, I'm, I've, I think I've told you this before, but like once I, if I ever get to 5,000 followers, I'm making my profile private. Like I don't want, there's something about like the bigger accounts. Once people get really big, like something happens, not you, but like there's certain accounts where I'm just like, what happened? Why are you like this now? So 
Aside from like, yeah, it's because of that. Like, that's that's because of that sweet, sweet Instagram fame. It changes you as a per- it changes you as a person. You know, I guess. Well, and <laughs> what some people may or may not know, if you have an Etsy shop and you hook it up to your Instagram, you already have the swipe up feature. So, so you I guys, I hope I hope we create at least three businesses tonight just from this conversation. Right? I hope it inspires people to do that. But I will agree with you. I think that this is the we talk about this all the time. Is that no joke is that really it's the the people you know and through instagram mm-hmm. and the show it's like i've had great conversations with people like like on twitter uh, on instagram dm that i don't end up talking to ever again but it, like in that that moment of like moment. it was like really nice you're like god you you feel less alone there are other people that and that's what really why you do what you do and i do it because these shows really got us talking about something got us loving something um so uh, before we go on, it was interesting when I was at your guys's place uh, a couple weeks ago. I had a COVID test. It was the three of us. It was fine. Um, her guy, it's her guy and her and me, and yeah. So just th- I was just trying to make. Anyways, uh, what I was saying is that you had on. I talked about this on the show. You had on a season of Real Housewives of Orange County where Brooks. Uh, found not found out found out he had fake cancer and it was i gotta say it was one of the it was really nice because it was on in the background the whole time and it was a really nice hang because you would go back and forth from like talking for a little bit and then like oh it looks like they're in a fight let's watch that and it made me really i mean long for the days when oc was great but also it kind of was like this of just like yeah these shows are great. They're, I mean, like they're, 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 they're ours for the rest of time. Like if, if everybody complains about, uh, including me, Vanderpump rules now, well, that's great. We have those seasons. We have those great mm-hmm. seasons and they hold up. You can go back and watch those. And then we got something like Salt Lake that's new where it's like, there's new great shows, you know, is that how you feel about these shows? Yeah. Well, and also, I mean, they're really good, especially, I don't know how, Many times you've watched Vanderpump Rules. I've watched it. I've I've watched it a dangerous amount of times, but it's it is something you can have on in the background. And you know, it like you said, you put it perfectly. It's one of those things where you know, oh, they're having a scene at a restaurant. You know, I don't really care about that. But oh yeah, like Megan King Edmonds is about to sit down with Vicky and Brooks, and they're about to hash it out. Like, just <laughs> pause that real quick. And. Other Bravo heads get it. It's like, no, we're not being rude. We're not like cutting you off. It's just, this is pretty vital. Just give me one sec. So no, and I'm so glad. I'm behind right now on, because I think either you or someone else was talking about it. I've definitely talked with Kay about it, but the Bravo burnout is just, the Bravo shows used to be something I would like race home from a job I hate. I'd like race home and be like, this is like my reward for the day. Like you didn't quit your job. You get to go home and watch Below Deck or Southern Charm or whatever. And now it's like, it's just always there because I still work from home. So, and considering the way California is going, I'll probably be working from home for a while. But it's, there was a bit of Bravo burnout. So I've started to fall behind on things, but I still find myself like Salt Lake City. It was really nice how much they hyped it up. And how it did meet ex- it absolutely one hundred percent blew away my expectations. Yeah, yeah. We I love that term, the Bravo burnout. Actually, because it's interesting because I had a little bit of that, and and I've talked about this too. Is just I think a lot of it it comes from this time we're in. So like it was the time we're in and the closed quarters and not being able to go out. So 
it made, you know, we, we used to treat ourselves by watching these pressurized situations, but if mm-hmm. you don't go out and live like a full life, and like you said, like it would be my treat at like 10 o'clock at night when I'm done with my whole day, I can get into bed and w- try to watch as much before I fall asleep. And now it was like, we're in front of our TVs all the time trying to get shit done now. And then on top of that, we got into a real pressurized situation in terms of social justice. So we got to see then all of these people that we love, how they reacted to these social scenarios, these really hardcore things. And some of you were like, hey, that is not cool. So we all of a sudden, like with Vanderpump, it, le- it started leaving this really bad taste in my mouth where I was like, well, that's fucking gross. And I don't know if I feel really great about watching fucking Jax try to evolve as a human, you know, like it, it, it added this whole different weight to it that these shows were not meant to withstand. Like these shows are not like meant to like hold up you know, because they're not supposed to be amazing people, you know, but the time we're in, it kind of like, it kind of like we needed more from them and they couldn't give it because they never were that to begin with, you know? Well, and it's interesting you say they're not amazing people. Like some of them, some of them, some of them, some of them. Like I, I think I speak for a lot of people when I say, I think we were all really surprised, not surprised, but I was really happy to see Kate, like, I never thought Katie would be the for like at the forefront of of the cast of Vanderpump Rules being like she was posting all the things she was you know out there marching she was and obviously <clears throat> we expected of Ariana because you know she is kind of the most sane one on the show but what, for Katie considering the company she keeps I was really surprised that she was you know doing the work when it's really her coworkers and counterparts who need to be doing the work. But, um, you hear yeah, that, anyway. you hear that Katie coworkers. Exactly. But no, it, um, do you listen to Katie Maloney's podcast? No, I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> and, I, and I have a lot of free time. But I don't have that kind of time. What's well, what I say? Like Katie did seem like on the right side of a lot of these things when you kind of, you're like, wow, she makes a lot of sense. But it's, I mean, hey, but between you, it didn't make me like Katie anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like between you and me, I was like, I don't, still, still boring. Oh, see, I can be very easily bought. The second Katie bought from my shop, I was like, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm sure she might even be fun to hang out with, but on the show, I'm like, I don't need you here. I don't care what you think. You know, like I, I still like, but also like I relate to her in some way. I'm like, I, like, I would not be good on a reality show. It's like, all I do is sit with like my animals and my guy and watch TV all day and like eat food and smoke weed. That's all Katie does too. And that people are like, maybe, maybe, maybe. you're right. She doesn't, <laughs> but neither would I. Um, uh, okay. So where did your love of reality shows come from? What, what was your first one you got into? What was that whole journey for you? Well, my, the first reality show I ever watched was survivor. Yeah. That's a big, like one. a long time ago. Big one. Um, but I kind of veered away from competition shows and really got heavy into Will and Grace, which I know isn't a reality show. But I watch things. I was telling you uh, last time I saw you, I when I watch stuff, I binge it hard. Like, remember I was telling you I watched all 22 seasons of Law & Order SVU. That's like, in a insane. Month. That's insane. Yeah. Like when the I most, binge the stuff, most intense month of Valerie's life. Pretty much. Like, from 8 a.m. to, like, 10 p.m. It was nothing but SVU. But are you desensitized to sexual victim hard. units now? Like, are you desensitized? Like, if you if like you walked upon a murder, would you be like, ah, well, we'll we'll solve it? It's kind of fucked up. Like, 
there there were some really harsh episodes, but also there was the one episode with Luann, and I, that oh. was a special By the way, treat. if you guys don't know Countess Luann, I think I've actually played a clip of this on the show. Countess Luann is on an episode of SVU, and you can, you're just so happy for her because you know she thinks it's a huge privilege to be on SVU, and it is, but you would tell in the episode that she's like, I'm really loving this, you know? Like, well, she, also, you can tell she's like, I'm the star. It's like, yes, Mariska Hargitay is and always will be. But she's star. also like, Ramona didn't get asked to do this. Exactly. Um, but no, I got into Bravo specifically because I quit. I quit my job at BevMo without a backup plan, which was really dumb. And I didn't have anything to do for the longest time so i was like well I <laughs> that's how bravo gets you 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 lose a job and then bravo is like right there pretty you know? much well and i lived in orange county at the time i lived in huntington beach which is as bad as everyone thinks it is um i lived in huntington beach and i was like well let's see what all the fuss is about especially because so my my aunt one of my aunts used to live in Kodo, and she was she lived in Kodo when the show first started and she apparently, I don't know if she was offered a role, but she definitely like was kind of in the mix and in talks with potentially being one of the housewives. And she eventually, I mean, obviously it didn't happen, but she, you know, she works in real estate. She, she kind of just fits the the mold of what you would think. I, I don't want to speak ill, but she kind of just fits the mold of what you would expect of an OC housewife. Which, by the way, I, I did have a lot of people when I was covering OC on the Patreon. I had even a couple of people who were like, we're not all bad in Orange County. So I want to do preference that a lot of people are good in Orange County. You live in Orange County. Yeah, there's a handful of us a who are good. <laughs> yeah, okay. No, I'm serious. There are a handful of us. Like every now and then I'll be driving when my house was under construction and I stayed with my in-laws. I you know, and I would walk my dog, I saw a lot of like Biden signs and that's really rare to see around here. So it's, it's kind of refreshing to see that there is a little bit of change coming, but man, it is taking a while. Um, but anyway, so I was unemployed and I was like, well, you know, my aunt Sandy was almost on the show. I live in Orange County. Let's see what all the fuss is about. I didn't start on season one. I don't think I've ever actually watched all of season one. Um, but I started from there and it's never stopped. I think like a, a week has not gone by in my life since that day where like Bravo hasn't been on. It's, Do you have like, what are some of your happiest Bravo moments in terms of like watching the show? Like have there been times where, I mean, there has to be times where you're just like, holy shit, I feel fulfilled. Like there's, there were certain episodes of Vanderpump. Like I remember where I'm just like, God damn, that feels good to watch. You know, like probably the, I, I don't know if it was season five, the season with Faith, which it feels kind of icky to say now, and it should have felt icky back then, but, you know, that's the learning curve that a lot of us are going through. Um, but that season where Jax cheated on Britney, that was a really fulfilling season. And I know that makes me sound like a monster, but, like, I hate both of them. I don't think they're good people, so I don't really care. Um, by the way, can you hear that? No, just not really. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was really fulfilling. And then 
it's kind of fun living in Orange County and being like, oh, I know where that restaurant is or like, oh, like I've eaten there. Oh, I know they're really not here. They're there or something like that. So honestly, the most recently, the most fulfilling moment has been Salt Lake City. Yeah. Like they've really knocked it out of the park. Also, I did a little deep dive and I found out that um, what's her face? Whitney and I went to the same college, not at the same time, but that was kind of cool because I went to St. Mary's College of California. No one's ever heard of that school. But it was kind of cool to be like, oh, she went there. We so, walk. We walked the same path to get to English much. class. So, yeah. And then I, I slid into her DMs and told her, and it just said scene. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh those. That's the worst. The, you know, you think like somebody not reading the message is bad. You're like, oh, I hope they read the message because that's hopeful. But then your hopes get really dashed when it says scene, and then they don't heart it or say something back, and then you feel like an idiot. But even though, but I will say though, there are honest mistakes. I've even had honest mistakes where I thought I, I've hit something and. So some like, but I, then I went back and I was like, oh, I didn't read this, but it says scene. Like, I'm, you know, like things happen, you know, and she's, she doesn't seem like she really knows how to work the phone. Nope, I'm taking and, it personally. Yeah. Um, okay. So what was, uh, so you're, what, what kind of products do you got right now? What can we get if we want stockings, tuppers, if we want to give our loved ones, our friend, our fellow Bravo lovers a gift, where, what do we have here? What, what do you have? What do I have? I yeah. have, I mean, right now what's selling like crazy well actually well what my number one seller right now is the it's not about the pasta christmas ornament um which you know it's it's my little sticker but i just i turned it into an acrylic ornament um and so that way I, you could relive a great moment where james is potentially talking about doing cocaine but he calls it pasta you could have that on your tree and and think back about that that famous scene well, and what's really crazy is sometimes I wonder, like, so I have that, which that's really innocent. Like, it, someone could just like pasta. Like, I had someone order <laughs> uh, over the weekend who, so if you own an Etsy shop, you know about this. But if you don't, you know, there's little printout sheets that you print out. And this one was all in Italian, and that's all he ordered was the pasta stuff. And I was like, I wonder if he's a Vanderpump Rules fan or if... He's a chef. You know. Yeah, this is yeah, but for the chef in your life or the person that only eats pasta in your life. This is a great gift. I've had a bunch of my girlfriends order from my shop and they don't watch Bravo, which I don't hold that against them. But, you know, we all have our flaws. But <laughs> they, you know, they love they're like, oh, I drink Pinot Grigio. I don't have Stassi merch anymore because I don't carry uh, merch from <laughs> oh, people yeah. like her. But um, but no, she was like, I like Pinot Grigio and it helps your business. So anyway. But I also have a a soda can. I won't say the brand because I'm really – there's two products I have. I'm really afraid I'm going to get slapped with a cease and desist. Um, I have a soda can that says, were people doing coke in your bathroom? Uh, but I'm so surprised that people – I'm not surprised that people are buying it because I don't want to you know, talk negatively about myself. But I'm more surprised people are like – no, I'm very much going to put a drug reference on. I, I love a good Coke, a Coke ornament. I love a good yeah, cocaine for joke Jesus ornament. Jesus' birthday, a Coke ornament. Jesus loved uh, doing rails with the uh, the the apostles. Um, exactly. So, so then I have the tequila Katie ornament, which te it's interesting. All the Katie Maloney. Mer so my favorite merch of my own is all the tequila Katie stuff. That's like my, it, it used to be my biggest seller, but now it's my slowest seller. And I'm just. And also, it's shaped like a very, probably the most famous tequila bottle, which Katie herself informed me. She was like, oh, yeah, that's a coffee. Are you talking about Vita, te Vita Tequila, Lisa Barlow's tequila company from Salt Lake? 
No, but on the down low, I did try her Ciudad tequila. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm also not going to say it's good. Wow, you heard it here here first, folks. That's interesting. But I, it's, you know, it's not bad. It's just I, I used to work at Bevmo, which I don't want to say that's I worked in the alcohol industry, but like <laughs> we were, well, we were privy to like a lot of tastings. We got to go to like a lot of like alcohol tastings, and I've tried cheap tequila that's you know pretty good, and I've tried really expensive tequila that tastes like crap. And hers, I think the bottle I bought is like fifty dollars, and. I've had cheaper bottles that taste better. It's nothing against her. I I really want to try her Vita tequila, but it's just it's not it doesn't scratch the itch for me. That's all. So, um, what what itch are you looking to get scratched with these things? Well, I want a smooth tequila, and <laughs> hers is really it for me. If I'm not any sort of connoisseur, I'm just a functioning alcoholic. But like when I take a shot of tequila, I want it to like you don't want it to burn. I want to know burn. it's tequila, but I also don't want to like feel like I'm about to vomit. Not that that's what happened with hers, but like hers really kind of singed on the way down. And that's just not what I'm looking for. <laughs> singed on the way down. It did. <laughs> Sorry. Now I want to do like an hour just talk about the tequila. Um, okay, so... But anyway, hold on. Before you move on, the most recent things I just came out with are Salt Lake City related. Uh, I did... So Heather Gay, she has her, you know, um, not plastic surgery clinic, or her like esthetician place yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the 15 minute Botox parking, I turned that into a sticker and into an ornament. She, uh, you told, you talked to her, right? Say again. You talked to her, right? Yeah, no, she was, she was super chill. I actually offered to send her some merch and she was like, and as I was talking to her, I got an order and because, you know, it's, uh, you know, black Friday, small business Saturday, cyber Monday, I just assumed I was like, Oh, it's just another order. And I didn't look at it, but as I was talking to her, she was like, oh, I just placed an order for, like, and she bought a truckload of my merch. I was like, awesome. I, I thanked her for supporting a small business. She was like, yeah, throw some stickers in. She didn't buy any stickers, but to be fair, I hadn't listed them yet. That was my fault. But I I told her, and I sent you a screenshot. I have zero chill when it comes <laughs> to Bravo Liberty. She was like, oh, I just ordered some. I'm going to put a swipe up on my story. And in all capitals, I was like, oh, my God, I love you. Thank you. Yeah, it's exciting. I try and act chill, but like when I know they're going to help me monetarily, I'm all chill goes out the have, door. Have you had any tense words with the Bravo Lab ever? Um, tense words. I um, I don't think not since I opened my shop. I, I feel like and, you would know. Well, I try and keep it pretty mellow, just because you know. Aside from Siggy Flicker and Kelly Dodd, we're all, and I've started tagging Kelly Dodd and like all the memes I make about her dumbass. But when it comes to, well, also with her, I need to be careful because, you know, she could, like, we do live in the same county. I'm not trying to. Oh, you think she'd be like, I know where you, I'm coming for you. Well, and my dumbass, like, my return address is on every package that goes out, so I'm not trying to have her cause a scene or anything. Not that she would come to, you know, the poor part of Orange County. But anyway, um, no, I think the only like kind of hiccup interaction, I wouldn't even call it bad, was with, uh, oh shit, what's her name? She was on Dallas. She got Leanne. Um, I said something on Twitter. Well, I'm blocked by Jax, but I mean, who isn't these days? Yeah, I mean, that, by the I'm way, blocked- I feel like that, like, I mean, I'm glad it's not as trendy to be blocked by Jax anymore. I think he really had that moment. Who gives yeah, a fuck point, anymore, you're you know? Late to the game if you're, be- if you're yeah. not blocked by Jax. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> there was a there. I mean, that was when it was cool to be blocked by Jax. Now it's just exactly. like, what happens? You know, I'm blocked by Brittany on Instagram because on oh. their wedding day, I posted a photo of their mug shots and I said, congrats to the newlyweds. <laughs> but here's the thing. You have a mug shot. Like I have a mug shot. It's a lot of people have mug shots. It's not that big of a deal. Like chill the fuck out. Also, I, also, she blocked me the day of her wedding. So that means the day of her wedding, she spent time looking at her hashtag and being like, fuck you, fuck you, block, block. Like, what a sad way to spend Yeah, but day I mean, I get, okay, so, I mean, okay, so, I mean, that's, that's a, I kind of see both sides. I mean, she's already going to spend her day like that because that's just who she is. Would you block somebody that posted your mugshot on your wedding day? I probably wouldn't be on my phone. <laughs> no i'm serious like i'm on my phone a lot but like when like when you came over like i wasn't on my phone a ton especially these days but like when i like or when i did like zoom thanksgiving with uh jason's family on thursday or on friday i wasn't on my phone like any time i get human interaction especially like a wedding i'm very rare like i'll get like a photo of the bride and groom and then i'm off my phone like i love going to weddings i would never want to be I mean, I've been a part of a wedding, but I never want to be a bride. Like, I don't want to be in anyone's wedding anymore. It's so expensive. No, thank you. But it's like, I love going to weddings. They're just giant parties where you get drunk for free. Who doesn't want to go to that? No, I know. It's like, that's the old, I mean, that's, I, I, I officiated my buddy's wedding and it was only 20 people because of COVID. But, you know, and that was originally going to be like 150, 175. And I, oh, wow. and I was like, damn, I would have loved to officiate for that big of a crowd. Like, I felt like a rock star. I was like, right. I like the small, I like the intimate stuff, but I, I would also like to do stadium officiating, you know? But what I was saying earlier about Leanne, um, I forget what I said to her, but she blocked me on Twitter. <laughs> I forget why. But then she started following me on Instagram on my business account. But she probably didn't realize that was the same person. Right. No, they're two different names. And I remember telling her, I slid into her DMs and I told her, I said, hey, you have me blocked on Twitter. She was like, what did you say? And I was like, probably something about your clown makeup. I was just being oh, honest. She did. She had like really probably bad Probably something makeup. about your no. clown makeup. And she just LOL'd at it. Because honestly, with the, if you don't have a sense of humor and you're going to be on Bravo, you're not going to survive. Yeah, but if, somebody, but if somebody goes, uh, probably something about your fat ass, I would be like, fuck you. Like, I, I, I'd, I'd be like, well, now I'm going to block you on this too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no one's come after I've non Bravo led people. I've gotten into it politically with. Yeah, but like I, I had two or three people tell me they were like, you know, people are dying out there. Like, what if you fucking killed yourself or something like that? I'm just like, and or I've had people write like full like iPhone screen things to me, and I just respond with either like, "Ooh, you're so angry," yeah. or I respond with like. It makes me sad to think of how much time you spent writing that. Like, yeah. I, that's wild. Like, also, you don't know me. Like, I mean, you, Ryan, you know me. Like, I suffer from depression. Like, to tell someone, like, to off themselves, if you've ever done that, like, you go take a timeout. Like, I'm sending you on timeout right now. That's super fucked up. So I would never, and I mean, this could easily lead into a discussion of, like, what uh, Candace from, I didn't watch last night's episode, but like what Candace from Potomac is doing, like she told that one, I guess, blogger or vlogger to go kill himself. Yeah. And he didn't kill himself, but he died. And it's like, and she a lot of people that, that, uh, 
I gotta tell you that Mo that Monique she's still no, going she's still, that Monique Candace stuff it is it is fascinating how both sides have some really hardcore stands. You know, like Candace has some either of them. Candace has. Oh, yeah. I I was like, I think they rid of both of them. But it is very interesting how people really want to get into it. And all I'm saying is that, like, if somebody's mouthing off, you have to allow for the possibility that you're going to do that in front of an emotionally unstable person at some point. And they're going to bash your head like that. I mean. I, I don't know why that's so hard for people. Like I posted something about that yesterday on a meme and it really like a couple of the candidates like, well, do you think I'm like, listen, look, read what I'm saying here. It is very simple. You have to allow for the possibility that not everybody's a stable person. And if you're up in somebody's grill, da, 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 da you're going to pick the wrong person on the wrong day and you're going to get hurt. I don't know how that's so hard to understand for people. Well, not only that, but there is the possibility like, So I was in a car accident a few months ago and uh, the guy who rear-ended me pulled over and as I got out of the car, I stupidly, well not stupidly, but the first person I called was Jason and I, instead of, I had my phone in my hand and instead of taking a photo of the license plate, it must have been my body just in shock and not thinking, but I didn't take a photo of the license plate, I just immediately called Jason and they wound up taking off the second they realized oh. Like, oh, she can walk. And the second, like, so it was on kind of a major street, but the second the light turned green and all the quote unquote witnesses left, he then took off. He was like, there's not going to be anyone to see that I left. And I tried to take off after him. And I only drove a block before I wound up, before I wound up um, stopping because my first thought was, what if this guy has a gun? Like, I'm not, I loved my old car and I love my new car. But, like, what if this guy has a gun? Like, it's the same concept of, like, you have no idea. And especially these days, like, people were already on edge before. But, like, especially now after 2020, like, you have zero clue what people are, like, what kind of shit people are going to pull. So, like, I don't advocate for physical violence. I've been on the receiving end of it. I've only thrown one punch in my life. It was at a concert. Um, but... I don't advocate for that at all, but also like you just said, you have zero clue what mental state. And I think that's, and not to get on a soapbox, but I think that's something that's really important to talk about is mental health. Like you have, just because someone looks incredible does not mean that their brain is feeling incredible. So if you want to come at someone and say a bunch of hurtful things, that's absolutely your right. Go nuts, say whatever you want, but you have to be ready to take on whatever is going to come back at you, whether it's physical or not, not that it should be physical, but it might get physical because you have no idea what that, per- what if that person just lost their parent that day? Like, would you like yeah. them for starting to swing? I L- life is crazy. You know, like every life is, I mean, I, we were just talking about like, you know, like stupid things on Instagram, you know, like, Oh, did somebody read my thing and not respond and how it hurts your feelings? You don't know what that other, like it, like those are the little things. Now mm-hmm. imagine a big thing. Now imagine like the, you know, like you're just the, the I, I've always been shocked. The fact that we're like, there's so many tragedies that happen in this world, but I'm honestly shocked. Sometimes there's not like a thousand more per day. Like the fact that we all are able to live on this planet, like is insane, you know? Like no, that, absolutely. Like it, yeah. I no, I agree. Well, I'm getting off track here. So basically, these these ornaments are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what I like to do after I tell somebody to off themselves, put an ornament on a tree. Um, yeah. 
Well, so, okay. So what I also, the other thing I really love about your store, and I hate this sounds, makes me sound uh, cheap, but yeah, they're cheap. It's inexpensive. It's like, Good to I, know. I'll I, go raise the prices. No, no you're it's inexpensive. Right. It's I, like it's you, you no, can buy right. these things. You know, it's not. Don't... No, you're right because I and this I'm I'm not knocking anyone personally, but there are some ornaments out there that you know retail for and not even Bravo ornaments, just you know ornaments in general that can go for upwards of twenty dollars. And it's like, I mean, I'm very fortunate to be still employed and have you know this little side business, but. 20 bucks on an ornament? Like, I, I can't really swing that. I'm actually very fortunate that I've been able to do some ornament swaps with shops, so I don't have to pay for them. I know that sounds really bad, but it's true. Um, but yeah, no, I I want to keep things affordable because I, I want to sell them. And it's and we're also at a really honestly, fucking selfish, hard time. I get a lot of gratitude out of people being like, oh my God, I love your stuff. Like, it, it's selfish, but I like people. And I'm sure you get the same thing from your podcast being like, you know, oh, you got me through a lot of, and I mean this, but like your podcast, I really enjoy your podcast and not just yours, but a lot of other ones. But mainly it's mine. Nice to be, yeah. Yours is number one. Yeah. But like, it's nice to be able to give back to people if you have, you know, a gift, whether it's, you know, being able to create stuff on Etsy or, you know, the gift of gab with a podcast or, you know, it, these Bravo celebrities who are willing to open their psycho crazy lives to or i shouldn't say that that's not pc they're you know yeah they're very lives. erratic lives to us but um that's if you have if you if you're able to help and share and you know brighten someone's day why the hell not i mean that's really every day i wake up i'm like i know i'm gonna brighten people's day just by existing you know good for you it's <laughs> so, okay so how do we get to this store how do we order these things how do we order these products how do we order so many of them that it makes your holiday season miserable because you have to pack and ship things. I mean, I actually get a lot of, I actually enjoy this more than my real job. Then do but, not order um, anything. You guys do not order a damn thing. I do not need enjoyment from Mallory. All I hear is Ryan trying to take down a woman owned business. <laughs> I no, I consider myself a woman in a way. This is women supporting women right here. Are you kidding me? No, I'm kidding. Um, no, you can go to realhousepinsoc.etsy.com. Um, but that's also where my follow shop you on Instagram, Real House, at Real House Pins, and that also will link you to there as well, right? Real House Pins OC. Yeah, that's my Instagram handle. And I I make some mediocre memes as well. So, But I'm, I'm mainly trying to shill my, uh, my ornaments and all my other crap. But yeah, that's where you can find my Instagram account. But honestly, if you go to Etsy... And just type in housewives. 99% of the companies out there are so super talented at what they do. And it's yeah. original artwork. And they work really hard at what they do. Yeah. I mean, like, that is like, uh, you know, Kay from Gold Half Moon Co. Uh, she's been on before. And she was my original. Like, she did the Blocked by Jax shirt. And just like. She did it, your Dorit shirt. She did the Dorit's room at Buka. And she's just a true artist. And it really, like, blows me away. And it. it and I, and I don't mean like blows me away and like, oh, I'm going to say like it blows me away. Like I remember going over Kay's stuff. She was one of the first stores I was introduced to. And I was like, holy fuck. I'm so glad I don't have any money because <laughs> if I did, I would blow like I would blow it on this stuff, you know, like because it was just like, oh, my God, I need that. I want that like that. That'll make me happy, you know. Like that's no, I, all I totally of this stuff. Relate. Well, it, it upsets me sometimes going on Instagram and seeing new Bravo stores because I'm like, 
fuck, I don't need more stuff to be cool, you know? No, I, no, I get it. I, I've spent, I mean, I, this whole time I've been drinking out of a cup from, oh gosh, uh, from Love Bravo. Well, actually, I, th- this is what I would, what I, so Mallory, we talked about this idea and this is like so cool because I wanted to do this last year, kind of a Ryan's favorite things. Uh, but like Mallory actually had the, you know, fortitude and the the insight to actually reach out to some of these companies that have some of these products that we can actually feature and talk about them and talk about how cool they are so you guys and this will be all on the the um the the description as well and it'll have all the information so you guys know where to get it uh but this is exciting because i do think i mean i know well, for all of you people out there, I know the biggest gift is when you give a gift because it makes you feel good on the inside. So we'll just leave that out there. But uh, Mallory's, Mallory's head's in her hands. <laughs> but also, it's it's great to receive gifts. And these are like, so if you're listening, give these gifts to your friends. Hopefully you'll get some. But there's so much cool stuff out there. And you reached out to a bunch of these different ones, right? Yeah, I so I reached out to a handful of stores, and if I didn't, if you're listening to this and I didn't reach out to you, it's nothing personal. It's we honestly, hate you. Do not even get anywhere near me or Valerie. No, this honestly, most of these shops are just shops that I've most recently shopped at, and I I have a lot of their products, and I'm giving their products as gifts this year. This first so one's called it, Amazon. Yeah. No, not at all. I've actually tried to limit what I bought on Amazon this year. To in order to support small businesses, because this year more than ever, it's more important because a lot of people have lost their jobs. So if you're at, a, at all able to support any of these small shops, I highly encourage you to. Also, some of these shops were generous enough to create discount codes specifically for listeners of Ryan's podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that was really sweet of them. Um, the first shop I reached out to was Stuck on Bravo. She has, uh, you know, mugs and greeting cards and art prints. Uh, but what she's really most proud of is she has, it doesn't have to be a kid's book because it is housewives themed, but she has a book, like a real book, like a bound book called The Real ABCs of NYC. And it, it's, it's an ABC book. Yeah. All based off of The Real Housewives of New York. And she was generous enough to create a discount code Right now, you can get 15% off. I don't know when it expires, but the coupon code is so bad it's good, 15 off. So, so bad it's good, 150FF. Yeah, now I'm looking yeah. at her on Instagram right now. Uh, it's stuck on Bravo on Instagram. And yeah, mm-hmm. like, I mean, she really does. She has all of these really cool cards. Uh, that book, and the book makes me want to have a kid. I mean, I think this is. That would be like that. Really, is the reason. Like, if I ever have the opportunity to try to, to try to create a kid again, that's what I'm going to be thinking about. Is that book? Like, I'm just, just going to be like, one. just the one. <laughs> what? If, oh, wait, here's a good one. What if I buy that book and I have it? So if anybody ever comes to my room, I can be like, oh, you're looking at that book. Let me tell you about that. Do you want to have kids? Like, I could do something like that. Let us know how that. <laughs> let us know how that. Is. Um. So the. Um, another shop I reached out to was the boy heroin. Um, oh. they have, this is one of the, this isn't super, uh, popular or I shouldn't say that this isn't super common to find on Etsy. Um, but they have wrapping paper, like housewives wrapping paper, which 
I ordered some over the summer. Uh, I believe they're based out of, oh, I could be wrong. They might be based out of the UK or Canada. So it does take a minute to get there, but it's worth the wait. I really enjoyed everything I got. They have wrapping paper, they have greeting cards, and they have stickers. They can also be found on Redbubble, which is yeah, not... I, yeah, I don't think it has quite you know the the mass following that Etsy does, but they're also on Etsy. Um, so that's the boy heroin. So that's... And guys, that's uh, T-H-E-B-O-Y-H-E-R-O-I-N-E. And I believe the art uh, designs are uh, by a gentleman named Daniel... Uh, is it is it Daniel... Daniel Adamaco? I didn't get that far. <laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm reading the Instagram, but you guys, it really is beautiful. These cards are stunning. Like the colors he uses just really pop. Like I'm looking at a you don't support other women Ramona one right now, uh Bi Wig, a Nini one, and these look like things that you would actually I mean, I would, uh, you would frame these, you know, and the, the wrapping paper is insane. It one of this wrapping paper has Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and even has um uh, he'll never emotionally fulfill you, Alison Dubois, on it. Yeah, and so it just, I mean, talk about deep cuts. Like, Alison Dubois, who knows what she's up to these days, but the boy heroine keeps her memory alive through like, look, the rap. This paper. card says, you are a slut from the 90s. You have Portia, her iconic line from Atlanta. So speaking of, I actually just ordered a phone case from someone who's been on your show before, Gift Tease. Oh, yeah, He's so I just so ordered a phone case that says uh, you're a slut from the 90s uh, from Giftees. He can be found on giftees.threadless.com. He's not on Etsy, but it, the process, I was able to check out on my phone, so that's really all that matters to me. He makes masks, which these days are very important and essential. Phone cases, like I said, throw pillows and tote bags, along with, like, a ton of other stuff. Everything he makes is hilarious. I cannot recommend his stuff enough. I have a tank top that says Denise fucking Richards. I'm not really leaving the house a bunch these days, but even if I was, if but, COVID wasn't a thing, I'm not sure where I'd wear that shirt, but I, I love it anyway. So this is Austin James and he was mm -hmm. on the podcast, one of the earlier episodes of this. And the thing, the really cool thing about him is that he's just, he takes the idea and he's he, like, like he has a visit Whistler, uh, Vicky Gunvalson, like a, a Canada thing. And it is so well done. It's like so artistic. And you're like, my God, there are so many people that are talented out there in such a different way. Like he has a Luann wants you to vote where it looks like a, a old old fashioned voting poster. Um, he has the prostitution whore with Danielle Staub that looks like the Godfather poster. I mean, the guy is like taking these ideas and throwing his own personality on it and, and in such a way that it's just, it's a little different. Like you have to, it, it just, it's not, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's very artistic to me, you know? Well, and so he just came out with, for the holidays, he has a very classic, like Santa Claus. Oh, portrait, it's Dorinda. But it's Dorinda's creepy, like red drunken face. Yes. Kind of mashed together with it, which I love. And then he also just came out with, uh, Jen Shaw, it's funny when we think of a leg on Bravo, we think of Aviva Drescher, but we now have a new leg and it's Jen Shaw's leg getting out of the car into the snow. There's a new leg in town, Aviva. Exactly. So watch out. Watch that fake leg. We got a real leg in town. The only thing, you know, it's so funny when I was over at your house last time, he had, uh, posted a t-shirt. You smell like hospital because of the real housewives of Salt Lake, you know? And I, mm -hmm. I was like, Oh my God, it's Cicero. And then I, I reposted it and a lady had reached out of like, 
you know, this is not the year for that. And I was like, it's not, it's from Real Housewives of Salt Lake. It's not, it's not also, anything. what is the year for that? <laughs> I still what what like, year are hospital so- smells? But I was like, I was like, no, this is just a complete joke. It's nothing yeah, to say chill with, out. it's nothing to say with um, COVID, you know? We've mentioned her a bunch already. So, and it's not, I'm not going to spend a ton of time on her, but Gold Half Moon Co., She's one of the OG. She's actually coming on soon, so we will get, yeah, get, you know, yeah. she's she's going to come but on for the Bachelorette. The yeah. She has, you know, the original Block by Jacks merch. She has masks. She has beach towels. She has pins, mugs. She has uh, Dorit's she, Room she has at Buka de Beppo shirt that uh, uh, money, we donated over, like, I think $2,000 to charity because of that shirt, yeah. you know? Yeah, she, she has an amazing heart and an amazing eye for art, so definitely, and she's the person who, you know, kind of kick-started me into doing whatever it is I do on my Etsy <laughs> shop. Um, let's see. Uh, shop So Messy. So Shop So Messy is kind of new, but I'm sure everyone listening has heard of oh, their store. Oh, yes, yes, Shop yes. So Messy has the portrait plates. Now, these and, guys, I've talked about these portrait plates on here before. In fact, I think with Faces by Bravo, we even talked about this, um, Steve, because it really is one of those things where I remember she posted one with Leah, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> like anything, I was like, is this like, would this not, would this not make me manly? Like, I was like, could I have this in my room? I was like, I wonder if I could have this in my room, pull this off. You know, like I really sat there for like 30 or 40 minutes, <laughs> like going like, could I see myself with this? Cause it was so cool looking, these plates. It's like, well, and so I have, I have one of my favorite housewives is Portia. I have the Portia William Williams one and so I just had anyone who follows me knows that I've just been on a very fortunate but very miserable journey having my kitchen remodeled and I wanted to hang it up and my boyfriend was like no we did not get this kitchen remodeled to hang up housewives merch so maybe maybe that's what you can do while you're house sitting just hang it up somewhere don't say anything hang it up I'm sealing that thing I'll be like no. oh I broke your plate and then you're to gonna be on my wall soon. all my housewives merch. <laughs> yeah. but anyway so Shop So Messy does the portrait plates. She also uh, does uh, postcards because, you know, we still need to support the post office. Um, they probably don't need the support as much right now because it is the holidays. But, you know, it's still important to support them. She does postcards as well. So and she created a code for your listeners. 20% what? Off, yeah. 20% off with code so bad. S-O-B-A-D. So, so and bad. she can be found on Etsy. Now, this is for the like I, I'm telling you. One more thing about these plates is that this is kind of next level up. This is like when I used to like. So, like, I really love Batman, and like ten years ago, I would buy like Batman action figures, and then I started going to Comic Con, and there were like nicer Batman figures, you know, like that was like you know just like a hair up and like you know price and stuff like that, but it was like the quality, you know, like mm-hmm. I was like wow, and this is what I think. Like, I think it's like next level, like the quality and the craftsmanship and also like it's not big lots it's fao schwartz but also like who thinks about putting these ladies on plates it's amazing like i said earlier if it's not on etsy it probably doesn't exist but that means that it's probably someone's turn to create whatever they're thinking of say that it's so weird i i was a little tipsy the other night and i my mom was talking to me or over me and (laughs) so i was looking and i was like i literally looked for real housewives bedspreads Cause I was like, would I be like, I was like, how far can I push this? Like, would it be all right if I had a real, like, I was just looking just in case one jumped out at me and I was like, that, that looks pretty manly, you know? 
Nope. Nope. That, okay. Okay. Don't cool. Do that. We don't, don't have any. Do we don't have any comforter people on here, do we? Uh, I mean, so I think I've actually sent either you or someone else, but it does. Uh, it does exist on I think Redbubble or Threadless. It does exist. Oh, um, I know. I know. I posted a picture on uh, Instagram. I found the mugshots, all of their mugshots on a ma- uh, comforter. You know what? Get that. And then I want you to also buy the real ABC <laughs> NYC, put that on your nightstand, yeah, and then let us know what happens next oh, time you bring someone home. My God! But just imagine, like you're a girl, you come in, you see that like that mat, that bedspread of all the. As a girl, I can tell you what would happen. You'd be it's like, "This guy, this, out of the room. no, this guy." You're like, "This guy is the real deal. This guy's a cool guy." Like this, like wow, like if he gets stuff like this, this guy has style, he has grace. Okay, anyways, what's the next company? <laughs> He's Miss United States. <laughs> um, so the next company, just a handful more. Um, there's Rewatching for You. Oh, yeah. They, so I actually just did an ornament, ornament exchange with her. She's based out of Southern California. She has ornaments, tote bags, and she also does, like, gift bundles. So, like, and it comes, like, all ready to give. So all you have to do is, like, open the package and, like, the gift is ready to give. There's, like, Real Housewives of New York-based uh, pack like gift bundles, Real Housewives. I think she has a jersey one. But the uh, the ornaments I exchanged with her, she has a little – I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. It's a little, like, orange pill bottle that says, uh, take a Xanax, calm down. And there's, like, actual little pills in it. it it's honestly amazing. And then she has one – what's my other one? Oh, it says, were people doing coke in your bathroom? And it's, like, one of – it's like a big round ornament with like a bunch of what looks like blow in it. Obviously it's not, I haven't checked, but I should. Um, oh my God. What if it is real blow in it? Have you ever told okay. me? Well, maybe this is how she's like, maybe she's like a drug she mule. for free. So oh my God. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So I, I love those ornaments. She was so sweet to send them to now, me. I'm looking at her Instagram right now. She has, I need a drink, uh, and a Xanax pill bottles, uh, ornaments. She has these really cool little, like kind of tray things, uh, that have like, yeah, like for jewelry or car keys or yeah. something. And then she has yeah. these two ornaments that I think are like awesome. It says one says, please don't let it be about Tom. And the other ornament says it's about Tom. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I, I love that too. Yeah. So, so then, amazing. Okay, so this is actually where your Christmas gift came from, but you don't uh, know what it is. Oh boy. Um, millennial horror, millennial horror story can be found on Etsy. I believe they're based out of Canada, are northerly and better neighbors to the north. Um, they have notebooks. They have masks. Oh, again. these guys do the best T-shirts ever. Like, I've, 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 I've fantasized about this company before because they do it like the old school, like, is it like old school rappers or something like that? The, well, I was going to say old school Michael Bolton, but yes. Yeah, but like, but it, like, I, it's hard to explain. I'll have to Where put it's a picture like, up. It's like the person. So the reason I said Michael Bolton is because I used to have a Michael Bolton t-shirt. Yeah. It's a long story. But like where it's like the singer and then it has their name and like That's, big print, like yeah. the first name okay. and then the last name. And then I like, posted this on my up. story last week because she had uh, whoever runs the store uh, has Karen Huger and it has <laughs> like a it's like it's it's it makes you laugh. But it's also like really cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's really cool. I, I know exactly. So this is uh, on Instagram. They're shop millennial horror story. Yeah. yeah and they, 
They can be found on Etsy. They also have candles. Yeah, the real candles of Potomac. (laughs) Exactly. And they have stickers and notebooks. I ordered ordered a notebook for myself. I don't really need one, but I just, I wanted it. So I did that. They have a Real Housewives clock where each, uh, like, two o'clock is Ramona, three o'clock is Karen, four o'clock is Lisa Rinna, five o'clock is Nini, six o'clock is Kyle, seven o'clock is Portia, Vicky, Teresa, uh, uh, Lou. Kyle. Uh, wow, that's really cool. Um, okay, let's see. I have four more. I'll make them quick. No, this is uh, right. The pop binge. The pop. Oh binge. yeah, I know the pop binge. So the night that you, me, and my uh, best friend Rachel all met the cast. Of, well, the majority of the cast of Vanderpump Rules. I was wearing those bracelets, but yes. she makes bracelets that say like I think the ones I wore said "Good as Gold." And then suck a dick because we were at Tom Tom. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because I wound up meeting Sheena and Kristen. Um, but no, she makes really cute bracelets. They're super affordable. Um, she's based out of Iowa, I believe. Uh, she's one of the sweetest people ever. I cannot recommend her stuff enough. She's super fast to ship. Um, so yeah, and that's all she sells are bracelets. Is yeah, like she has like uh, that's what I kind of love about. I'm her. going through them right now. Like one says, "Not well, bitch. Be cool." Uh, satchels of gold. And I think she, I mean, and don't quote me on this, but I don't think it would be difficult. But I'm almost positive she does custom orders too. Yes, yeah. I mean, but yeah, this is really cool. This is for the the Bravo love in your life, and also this is another one that does not break the bank at all. Exactly. Good and stocking stuffers. Stockings. Exactly. Stocking stuffers. And these days. I, I mean, I'm trying to save, I've cut a lot of gifts off this year. You know, I normally do a gift exchange. Jason's, uh, Jason is my boyfriend, the person I keep mentioning Jason and I, with his family, because there's kind of a lot of us, we normally do a gift, like a secret Santa this year. We're just donating money. Cause you know, times are tough. So we're all trying to save a little money. Her shop is perfect for stuff like that. It's very affordable, easy stocking stuffer. Can you let us know what Jason's getting for Christmas this year? Um, I think I, hold, Jay. No, don't tell, I was, I, don't listen right now. Okay. Like just don't listen. So yeah. we, because we did just remodel our kitchen, um, we decided to stick to just stocking stuffers. Nice. So I got him socks from Bombas. Oh. I got him, we're really into gardening right now okay. and like plants and stuff. So I got him, we're not super interesting people. I got him like something that measures like the pH in soil. And then we love It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So I got him a bunch of stickers that have like Charlie on them. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's nothing super special. That pH, but... that pH balance ones, it's, it's kind of a hot gift. It's kind of steamy. The Roman... Yeah, I guess. No, no it's well, not. Also, also, I secretly got it for myself because we have a bunch of indoor plants and I don't want them to die. Um, but anyway, so that, yeah, that's what we got each other. Oh, nice. well, and also... I think that's it. I'm sure I got him something. We're, we really, we, I don't want to say stupidly, his birthday is December 9th, our anniversary is December 22nd, and then oh, Christmas is December 25th, so there's a lot of gift giving that goes on in December in this house. Anyway, no one cares about that. Back to the uh, Etsy shops. Um, so this is the last, not the last company I'm going to feature, but this is the last company that features a discount code. Uh, this is Love Bravo, and Brian can see this because we are on Skype. But this cup that I've been drinking yes. out of all night, and I use it almost every day. If it's not clean, I obviously don't. But um, so what's I try that, and use what's it that style day. of? Um, it's uh, like the Starbucks. Re- she does reusable cups, so she does warm cups, you know, for hot beverages, and cold cups for cold beverages. 
But essentially, and again, don't quote me on this because I didn't ask her, but I'm pretty sure she just orders these cups from Starbucks. And then what she does is around like the, I think the Starbucks logo, I think she's supposed to be a mermaid. Around that logo, she puts whatever, you know, phrase. I think she does custom cups. I could be wrong. But if she doesn't, all the phrases she has up are amazing. The one I have says, bitch, I elevate this shit. Um, and I have a cold cup. They're also another thing that's super, I think they're like 20 bucks. By the time this airs, uh, most Cyber Monday deals will be over. Yeah. But she's offering 15% off to your listeners with the code HOLIDAY, spelled exactly how you spell HOLIDAY. Um, she also does ornaments that are really cute and glittery, but the glitter's on the inside, so don't worry. It's not going to be Yeah, everywhere. I'm looking at some of her ornaments right now. One says Giovanni. One says Turtle Time. You have a Bluestone Manor one. I uh, ordered that one. I'm looking at another cup, actually, a per- all-purple cup that says Feeling Giovanni. Um, there's some really cool stuff on here. Yeah, and she also does, like, party supplies. Like, she sent me, she does, like, banners that say Whoop It Up or Number One Guy in the Group. So, yeah, and she's also very sweet. So There's a video on here of, like, her making the ornaments that I'm looking at. It's just, like, it really shows, like, the craftsmanship that goes into this stuff. Well, what's really nice about that video is that she shows the glitter is inside, which I can't stress enough. Glitter is kind of like dog hair. Once it's there, it's never going anywhere, but the glitter is inside the ornament, which is important. So your listeners can get 15% off with the code HOLIDAY. Okay. And that's Love Bravo. She can be found on Etsy. Well, thank you, Love Bravo. That's amazing. Wow. And then I have two more. And these last two I've saved for the end because they're kind of like very OG. Uh, the first one is Hollaback Cards. She, oh, yeah. Yeah. She does uh, Bravo and pop culture cards as well as stickers and magnets. Um, normally, I wouldn't be like nuts about advertising stickers and magnets as that's what I do. But hers are, I do like cute little like, Here's a piece of pasta with a phrase on it. She does like faces and stuff. She's super, super talented. Yeah. Um, so that's Hollaback Cards. You've heard of her. If you haven't, go follow her. She has, I mean, I think she does, um, I might be wrong, but she does a whole bunch of pop culture. No, she stuff. does. I'm looking at it right now. So she does like, I'm looking at one from Seth from the OC, Merry Christmica. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm looking at one with uh, Peace on Earth with Lisa Vanderpump and uh, Kyle on it. Uh, there's some, I, and the, I, you guys really got to go check this out because the artwork is, is really well, it's like really, really cool. Like that's what shocks me. Like I love that artistic people are into Bravo, you know, like, it's like, this is what we need. I like, we have, we're a community and we need artists in our community. And it's so cool that there's so many great ones out there. Exactly. And then the last one is hello harlot. Uh, Oh she, yes. Yeah. She uh, does the Bravo coloring book. Um, it's, it's actually, I don't know if coloring books are published, but I'm pretty sure hers is like a published, like it might have an ISBN number for all I know. Like it's on sale at Target. Like she has really forged a path and she can be found on Etsy. Uh, she also does greeting cards. She does a bunch of stuff for Shit's Creek, which I love that show. I know it's like a huge phenomenon and she does a bunch of other pop culture stuff. Well, so. and that's, and so, and guys, Christina, that's Christina. And she did, she, the, the logo for the show is hers. She did it. Christina oh, did it. That. Yeah. So she did the logo for the show because I had met her or something like that. And I reached out to her and asked, would she be interested in this? And she like within, I mean, she was so amazing so quickly, but what, what Mal's referring to is she had the coolest thing just happen 
she it, you're right her uh 90s coloring book um is in and this i'm so glad you mentioned this because i wanted to promote it it's called the totally 90s coloring book and mm-hmm. they sell it in target you guys and it is really cool it That's you know cute. and on top of she has that real housewives coloring book which you can order from her it's hello harlot on instagram and she really is next level and she she's just a great person uh to talk to her i met her uh her dude uh and her dude collects um all the superhero toys like he has like if you go on like she the guy has one of the like coolest toy rooms i've ever seen i was such a like but anyway it's it's she's just extremely talented you the 90s coloring book you guys i know that's not what we're talking about right now but like go to target and get that i think it's sold out a bunch of places already i was gonna say that's if you can find it at target but you know what's great is that like it's great that these things will they'll have to reorder you know that that this you know every time you make one of these businesses a success you give them a little bit more time to actually do better things cooler things more things you know yeah exactly so I mean it's that's the last shop I wanted to feature on my uh, on my Instagram I have I'm actually looking at it right now uh, I have a highlight that says shopping um, it features all of these companies like the one on my screen right now is coastal confections uh chs that's the other half um not raven that's the other half of um bitches better podcast she does the most amazing cookies i ordered cookies from her shop like there's so many bravo lovers that and it's not just bravo merch like i said she makes cookies there's so many talented people out there and um like I said if, earlier, if you can afford to not help Jeff Bezos or not shop at Target or not shop at Walmart, there are a lot of people who I know have lost jobs and whatnot, and they would definitely appreciate your money, and it's definitely going to them. It's not being parceled up. It's going to them to help them pay their bills, to help them you know, pay their mortgage, to you know, put gas in their car. And I know this sounds like a sob story, but it's true. Like I just, I was telling you before we started recording, I've had my biggest month this month and it's a huge help like it'll probably help pay for all the christmas presents i bought which and i didn't i'll tell you happen. so Ma- mallory is one of the most generous people you'll meet and you know uh she I, I remember one time over this this ordeal she had a little extra money and she was like do you know anybody that needs a little extra help this month and I was like, yes, me. And she, no, no, but she was really, she was really reaching out to people that needed a little help at the end of the month because she had a little extra left. And there's only like a handful of people you'll, you'll meet in your lives that do that. So Mal is one of those people. So we always want to make sure those people are taken care of as well because they take care of so many people. But the cool thing is this sounds all dramatic and intense, but it's not because it these things make you smile. These, if you get something like this in the mail, you really, you just, it, you cannot help but smile, you know? Well, and those are my favorite ones. So Etsy has like a gift option where, you know, I can buy something and send it to whomever. And it's kind of, I like packaging those ones. I mean, I like packaging everything and doing all of this, but it's my favorite when I get to package a gift for someone and know that like, they don't know what's coming and like, they're going to open it and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't expect this. I mean, who doesn't love I love giving gifts. I'm a Taurus. So like I, I thrive by, that's how I show like my love and affection is by giving stuff. But I, I think it's so much fun to try and pick a part of someone's personality and be like, Oh, I think you'd really like this. No, or, oh, yeah. You're really amazing. Like yeah. So 
Um, that, like I said, it really makes you feel good when you give to somebody else. It does. I, I hope ever, I hope all these shops and I hope everyone listening goes and looks at, you know, also, I meant uh, to, I meant to me now. Oh, I already told you. I know. I don't, I don't, I'm also giving you my house for a few. I'm I'm taking care of one of your most precious possessions ever. That rabbit. Uh, she's like up there or he's, up <laughs> there. Like, he's a rep. Like we still don't know his chill level. No, I'm totally kidding. Um, no, more importantly, actually not more importantly, but just as important, um, in my highlight reel I, or highlights, I also have, um, a bunch of, uh, black owned businesses and LGBTQIA owned businesses. They're kind of tucked back because not that I don't care. It's just, I haven't been able to add to them. Um, but definitely seek those out. I, there's a lot of people that can use a little extra this year. And if it's not, there's a lot of me, I'm not trying to stand on my soapbox or anything, but like, I don't think major corporations need our help this year. I think it's definitely mom and pops and, you know, women owned businesses, black owned businesses, minority owned businesses, LGBTQIA business. Like I can name podcast there's so many people out there that yeah. can use your dollar and it might cost you an extra dollar but it's worth it knowing that that dollar is going to go so far to help other people and also all of, i mean name something there's aprons there's yeah. pot holders there's stickers there like there's socks there's shirts you, there's leggings you can clothe yourself in all this at this point like if it it's pretty much all out there but also i encourage everyone listening if you don't see it out there make it yourself i'm I'm just some dumb dumb who didn't finish college and I'm doing this and I love doing it. And yeah. I've been able to really forge a friendship with you and so many other people. It's brought me not just, you know, a little bit of money, extra money, but it's brought me a lot of joy. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's been worth it. Yeah. So, well, I, can't I encourage I, people I, enough to go out there and shop small. You know, you guys know this has my biggest stamp of approval. Um, and but at the same time, this is the gift. Uh, this is the time of giving. So this really means something now more than ever. And I just think uh, it really would for your Bravo lover that, you know, really put a smile on a lot of people's faces. And you're going to have a blast looking at some of these pages and you're going to get really upset because you're not going to have all the money that you're going to want to be able to buy all the things that you're going to want to buy. So, um, Matt, what are we looking forward to as we wrap up, uh, in terms of reality shows? What are you looking forward? I know the real housewives of Dallas trailer just premiered today. Where are we on this? Where are we on Atlanta coming back? I'm excited for Atlanta to come back. My two of my top five favorite housewives, two of them are from Atlanta, Portia and Candy. So I'm, and I think it'll be interesting to see how they thrive without Nini and not with, cause didn't Nini leave for one season and then come back? Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I, Nini's pretty much permanently gone. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. But also with, you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who don't like that COVID is working its way into our reality shows. But the fact of the matter is it's, I don't, I don't like this time we're in, but it is, you know, it will be in history books. It is a very real thing. And it's interesting to see how these people are coping with it because for the longest time we've just seen them, you know, oh, we're going out of the country. Oh, you know, here's this fight storyline. Here's this. But now we have this new big giant elephant that's not just in the room, that's on the planet. Yeah, Everyone yeah. is affected by it. And I personally find it very interesting. Granted, I'm very privileged in that I knock on wood have, I don't, have it. I haven't had it. I 
I only know a handful of people who have had it and they've all recovered. So I'm very fortunate in that respect. But I, based on the Dallas trailer, it was interesting the way Bravo edited it together being like, we all wear masks and then showed like a Chewbacca mask. I was like, are you guys making light of this? So it'll be interesting to see how well, I, I, Craig from, Hey, Craig from Southern charm says it's a pandemic. Well, yeah, there's, well, oh, don't get me started on Southern charm. But then I'm also excited, um, for New Jersey to come back. I, it's, I feel like New Jersey has been wrapped up for a while, but we haven't seen a trailer from them. Have we? No, I mean, I'm excited. Like it's, it's, it's like back to school when any new season starts where you're like, Oh, you, you, you did your hair differently over the summer and you get to see, you get to catch up with everybody and stuff. And it's, you know, like I said, all the, I say all the time is that these shows really work when they bring you into a different part of the world than you're ever used to seeing. And Jersey is like that for me where I'm like, fuck, this is, this is hysterical, you know? And it reminds me of my ex's uh, family who are all very Italian and, and stuff like that. So it's, you learn about a different subsect of humanity, you know? Exactly. Well, yeah. And like you said, I've, I've never been to Charleston. I've never been to Jersey. I've never, well, I guess I've been to Beverly Hills, but like, I've never been to like, I've never been to Salt Lake city. So it's very interesting to hear about all these and just find where it's interesting. I grew up thinking like, Oh, everyone in Utah is Mormon and you know, they all eat jello and drink diet Coke. But in reality, there's this huge pocket of wealth that we didn't know anything about. And I was just telling Jason the other day, I feel like picking Salt Lake as a Housewives franchise kind of opens the doors for places maybe you wouldn't expect, like, uh, you know, maybe Minneapolis or Albuquerque or, you know, just these places where it's like, really there? Yeah. Okay, well, let's see what happens. And now we have this explosive franchise that everyone is obsessed with. So I'm hoping that. Um, I'm hoping we get a New Jersey trailer soon because I'm working on some New Jersey merch. And then, yeah, that was um, my next question. What are you working on now? Anything, any peek behind the curtains? And is there, is there somebody you're like, I really want to meet this person. So I'm going to make something for them so I can meet them. So, well, kind of that a little bit. So as you know, I've kind of become friends with Charlie from Vanderpump Rules. Yeah, you guys, she, uh, Mal is the reason Charlie really was able to, what came on my podcast was Mal was nice enough to reach out to her and, and set it up. That was all Mal and, uh, and now I'm famous. So it's, it's huge. <laughs> um, so, well, yeah, she ordered from my shop because she actually has her own shop. Uh, it's called, I think it's called Resin by Charlie. Yeah. Without the E at the end. She makes these really pretty like cheese boards and jewelry dishes and ashtrays and stuff. She made me one that has my comp or my store's logo in it. She's so sweet. She's living in San Diego right now, and I live in Orange County. And we keep saying, once this is all over, we want to hang out. But she and I have actually forged a friendship. You know, we check up on each other. Uh, she just had surgery. So, um, you know, I'm making sure that she's all good. But so I, we really, she and I keep wanting to hang out. But with this pandemic, it, it's difficult. And for the longest time, I was going to make a, uh, what did she say to what's his face? She said like, oh, we'll go write it in your diary. Yeah. I tried for the longest time to make like a diary that said that on the outside, but it just kind of never looked right. So it kind of fell through. But no, I'm working on my first New Jersey um, item right now. It's, it has to do with uh, Melania because <laughs> I think, she, yeah, I think she's an underrated star of the show. Um, and for anyone who's listened to what Lara did, the uh, Tough Sicilian Bitches, that like reignited my want to do 
uh, for New Jersey. So it's kind of hard to do for Dallas just because there's, I haven't really heard, like Leanne had all of like the good one-liners, but she was so problematic. I just couldn't bring myself around to do anything for her. So did you, uh, um, uh, it, did Charlie give you any dirt on the new season of Vanderpump? We, we know if it's coming back. I mean, the only quote unquote dirt that she kind of gave me wasn't really even dirt. She, I think we were just talking and in passing, she said like, yeah, I'm hoping by January, but I think with the way things are going, I think that's a real shot. In the- I got to tell you that I was, I was thinking about this as my mom was talking over me the other night. Mm-hmm. It was the same thing. I just thought about so many things this weekend, but uh, I was thinking, cause I was watching Danica and Danica get into it with Sheena because of shenanigans podcasts and stuff. Uh, yeah. And I was thinking like for people like uh, Dana, who's like was so heavily featured and, and Charlie to a degree, like, but it's been like, you know, thinking like, oh, we've made it like, oh, wow. Like I've got, I'm on like a hit reality show. Nice. And then it's like, oh, this actually might be done because then yeah. where do you, I mean, like it's really, and it's like people like Charlie and stuff like that. Cause I really, really like Charlie's a real one. She's a really amazing person. Yeah, she's such a sweetheart. And, and you she, just, I you're mean, just like, they barely got to meet her last season and you're like, she has so much more to give and like. It would be such, I mean, I think the show's done in a lot of ways, but I mm-hmm. feel bad for people like that where it's like, oh man, like I, I know how hard, I know what it's like to get your hopes up in this town and with acting roles. And I think that's the same as reality shows at this point. And you just know, you're just like, fuck, like even when you think your dream's coming true, you don't know if it's coming true. You know, like there's always another well, shoe that drops. I mean- this has nothing to do with Charlie or Danica or Dana, but like it also with, there's been a lot of talk of, you know, what shows to support and what shows not to support. It it makes me wonder, like the fact that Tom and Tom had to pull strings and raise money for the employees when it's not, they own what, like an an out of a percent, but Lisa, like a, there was nothing done on her part that we know about. And I feel like, someone would have caught wind of that if she had done something or she would have used it. You know, she would have leaked it to radar online or, but she like when, cause California or LA reopened for a little bit for outdoor dining and then indoor dining. And she, they didn't, she didn't reopen any of her restaurants for the, at least a month. She waited an extra month. And it's like, I understand there's being cautious, but also you haven't raised any money for any of your employees who heavily relied on you and we're probably models on the side. And now there's nothing to model because we're all stuck, you know, in this holding pattern and you didn't do shit. So I was telling Jason, I was like, it not only makes me kind of not like Lisa, but it makes me question how rich she really is. It's like, I don't think you have the coin you think you say you do. Cause if you did and you were that charitable, you would have helped your employees out, but you fucking didn't. Well, and I do wonder the reasoning on things like that because not a lot of people know this, but like, sir, when it reopened after, I mean, I'm talking months behind every other restaurant. And what I had found out was that Guillermo was the one that opened that because he's part owner. Lisa did not, she wasn't the one pushing to reopen. Guillermo was, and she was like, well, if you want to do it, Guillermo, you can do it. So I'm I'm sure there's a lot of waiters and waitresses and hostesses and cooks and line chefs and busboys who are really, really thankful that Guillermo did that. And again, that nugget of information right there makes me dislike her even more because it's like you 
even if she's not worth all that much money, you have to you have to wonder. You live in this ginormous house, so you have some you have some coins. Why are you not sharing them? Why you care a lot about animals? Well, you claim to, and but you're not helping your own employees. And a lot of these people are young, like Charlie and Danica and Dana aren't even thirty yet. Like life's already tough when you're in your twenties. Like add a pandemic to that and a shitty boss who isn't you know, helping you, that really sucks. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, so... Uh, then again, we are talking about, you know, a bunch of white kids who are on TV and they have platforms. So, I mean, life is a lot worse for a lot of other people, but... Yeah, no, no, it's just something that I was thinking about that kind of was like, ah, oh, man, it is got to be weird for some of these people to think that you've kind of made a huge dent and then realize it's taken away from you, you know? And I, I mean, the, oh, the newer cast member is not like, you know we know it's a, it's a big fuck you jacks from all of us here. It's so bad. It's good. But, uh, Mal, so where, tell us again, where we find you on all the uh, socials, all that stuff. Where, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at real house pins. OC took you a sec there. It did. <laughs> I've been drinking, um, <laughs> on Instagram. Uh, you can find me at real house pins. OC on Etsy. <laughs> But also, more importantly, you can uh, just honestly type in Housewives or Bravo TV or Vanderpump Rules into the Etsy search engine. You're going to find so like I've been beating this dead horse. I hate that phrase. But I've been, you know, I've been standing on my soapbox shouting about it. Uh, There's so, so many companies out there that really deserve your your dollar this holiday season. And, um, I will say there are a handful of companies out there that if you think, and this is going to sound shady, it's not meant to be, it's just a fact. If you think it looks like they're ripping off someone, it's probably because they are. And I'm speaking on behalf of a lot of companies that I've gotten close with who I know they work really hard on their designs and they've, they've had a lot of copycats out there. And I don't think that's fair. I think it's really hard at their art. They should be rewarded for it. And Imitation is a sincere form of flattery, but if you're not giving credit, that's just thievery. So I feel like you're accusing me. Are you accusing me of something? Did I do something? No, not. <laughs> I don't make anything. You're I, not that artistic. Yeah, exactly. You're well, well, this was great. It was a good catch up. Uh, Real House Pins of OC. Her name is Mallory. I don't think uh, we're not giving out your personal information. So uh, no, but. but if you order from my shop, you can absolutely find out where I live because I have yet to stop using my, oh my home God. address. Will you put in like a, a listen to Ryan's pod with each uh, order? You can just put a listen to Ryan's pod. I don't have a discount code for your shop. No, I said no. no I don't. I don't. Order. I don't need a discount code. But I'm oh, saying in every order, in, you, in every order you ship, you just put a, a little like ad for my podcast in there. Maybe we'll see. Depends how well you take care of my house. I'll be, you're not going to see that rabbit again until you agree to this. Oh my gosh, that's so mean. I'm this joking. rabbit was off the street. I'm cho- like, I would really kidnap your rabbit. You asked me earlier if the rabbit can go in the hot tub. I, no. I, you don't want a rabbit to enjoy the luxuries of a hot tub? Ryan. <laughs> okay. I love you, Mal. And uh, go shop at her store, guys. We will. And Mal, you got to come back on anytime you want. So um, we, we love you here and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
That was Mallory at Real House Pins OC. Uh, I played Wishlist by Pearl Jam afterwards because I know Mal loves Pearl Jam, but also all of those companies are on my wish list, and I hope they're on your wish list too. Do you see what I did there? Do you see how I tied that all in? That's that's what we call professionalism, folks. Uh, and let's hope the uh, let's pray for that bunny rabbit, right? <laughs> I know Mouse like shaking her head right now, so that just strengthens my resolve to keep making jokes about it. Uh, wow, we're three hours in and I'm feeling good. I don't, you know, I'm not feeling the podcaster's block, the writer's block that I was talking about earlier. I think I'm in full swing. It's always just getting in that groove and then it can go out. Oh, you guys, I wanted to talk about this real quick before our, our final guest. And I did something I was so proud of. You know, those things that you pull off that you're like, how did I even do this? Like, you're just kind of like and it just shows you like hard work pays off and if you start something you finish something that's just such a great sense of accomplishment and it gives you uh gives you confidence for the next thing and i did something that i thought was so special and something so abnormal for me um but it really i don't know it just made me feel so good afterwards and i want to suggest the same to you guys is i um i watched the undoing start to finish um and that's huge because I don't I usually just watch reality shows and then everybody was talking about it and I was like, oh, shut up. I'll watch this thing, you know, like I'll I'll, sh- I'll show you how to watch this thing and I'll, I'll watch one episode and then make fun of it. And I watched all six episodes. I was watching like when I was Thanksgiving, I, I would watch one a night um, on my old the old pewter, the computer. And uh, then I was really excited because this past Sunday night was the finale and it. Like I was really excited. It was like I was like looking forward to it all Sunday. I was like, yeah, I was so excited to see it. And it paid off like I was I was in love with it. And then it was so funny because I walked around like I was king shit all of a sudden of like, guess who just finished a TV show? Start to finish, baby. This guy, Ryan Bailey, the bad boy of podcasting, watched the hell out of that HBO limited series. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really did. I, like, checked it off. Like, it was like a to-do list thing where I was like, look at you getting shit done. (laughs) I I, know you're like, I'm not even joking. Like, this is really how I felt about it. I was like, wow, look at you. Like, all grown up watching, like, written TV shows. And I think it's just like, it reminded me that I got to get back in the habit of that. So this week, I got into another, so I made a list of all the TV shows that I need to watch that everybody keeps, like, telling me to watch in fact i've got the list right here it's an insane list and i put some reality shows on there as well that i need to catch up on but i was like this is what you need ryan you need this list you need to commit to a tv show like all of these other people that you see during quarantine i never did that i did it with potomac and that was it but i was like it makes me feel so good so i created a huge list and if you guys have shows i need to watch send them to me to all add it to the list but I went ahead and then I watched another show people recommended me, the show Ted Lasso on Apple TV with um, uh, uh, Jason Sudeikis. And it was great. Like the first episode I thought was like, eh, it's about soccer. Like this American coach goes to coach a soccer team. And you know, I don't like sports. So it was a weird show for me to pick uh, or be recommended. 
So the first episode was, uh, I was like, okay. And then the second episode was like, oh, okay, I get it. And then the third episode was like, I kind of like this. And then the fourth episode was like, this is really charming. I really, this makes me feel good. And then I watched all 10 episodes this week. Uh, I would watch an episode or two uh, as I was falling asleep and I loved it. So Ted Lasso. So now I'm on like, I'm on a fucking roll, you guys. Like, like, yeah, give me TV shows to watch. I'll watch the shit out of them. Like, you don't like, I have two eyes. I have working ears at this point. Like I can watch the shit out of anything. I'm able to stay seated for huge amounts of time. Uh, so uh, these are a couple of the shows that, and these, this <laughs> like Downton Abbey, uh, the show Girls I've never seen, um, the show Catastrophe, Mr. Robot, Fargo, um, uh, Pose, I May Destroy You, The Crown. I've never seen the Harry Potter movies. I know that's not a TV show, but that's a whole series. Um, Legion. Uh, Queen of the South. I don't even know what that is. Killing Eve. Big Mouth. Kid, a show called Kidding. Um, uh, Atlanta, I haven't seen. Escape from Gamaragaro. I don't know what even that is. Better Call Saul. I've never seen Better Call Saul, you guys. The Good Place. I'm one season in on The Good Place. I don't know why I stopped. I liked it. What We Do in the Shadows. Um, Below Deck from the Beginning. I haven't even seen the first couple scenes of Below Deck. Queen's Gambit. The chess, the girl chess girl. I haven't seen that. Everybody talks about it. The Mandalorian. That's the uh, Star Wars thing. So if you have shows I need to add to the list, because right now I'm on a watching spree. Like, I am watching things at such a clip I'm so proud of myself. Like I really, and that's so silly, but that is the shit I get proud of myself. I'm like, look at you just completing things, like crossing things off lists. Maybe I'll pick up a book next and see if I can finish that instead of just listening to audiobooks. But uh, so I'm really excited. I recommend Ted Lasso. I recommend The Undoing. It was fun. The Undoing was fun. It was like, I was like, I want more mysteries to like see and the undoing was like so fucked up because they were trying to like throw you off the scent and i thought that was like really messed up of them my next guest <laughs> my next guest i told you who he was at the beginning this dude put the work in he has listened to every one of my podcast episodes and this is a very important thing because we find out if it is worth it for him to sign up for the patreon to spend his very important $5 a month which i'm not joking that is in this economy is a very hard thing to part with. And we find out by the end of this if he is willing to do that or not. So I found this dude charming, funny. I think he will eventually have his own podcast one day. He's going to come on my Patreon. He's a, agreed to do that. Um, and we, But I'm not saying if he's going to join the Patreon or not, but I've invited him to be on the Patreon. Uh, but just you, you could tell this dude has a really good heart. And it was so cool. This is what I'm talking about. This is where the podcast is cool. I've met so many good people, and this dude is one of the best. So, you know what I love about this dude, too, is he gave me the songs he wanted me to intro and close his interview out with, which I love. Like, takes the work out of it for me. So, he has chosen uh, Charlie XCX, her song Pink Diamond, to uh, to start his interview off. So, here he is, uh, ladies and gentlemen, the man of the hour. You're going to love him, Samaj Bledson. I just want to go real hard. I just want to go real hard. Pink diamond in the dark. I just want to go real hard. 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 Pink diamond in the dark. I just want to go real hard. I just want to go real hard. 
Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my next guest, I am so excited to talk to because you know, I have a history with this next guest. I have never got to speak to him personally. So this is exciting on many levels. And let me just give you a little bit of a, a history, a background, if you will, is that there was a, a gentleman that reached out to me after uh, hearing me on, I think somebody else's podcast, we'll find the exact story, but he reached out saying how much he liked it how, and how, how he thought it was really good and that he was going to give the podcast a shot. And I was like, that's amazing. That's what we're looking for. And then he said, Hey, I might even give the Patreon a shot, but let me go back. And this was like a thing, I think around episode 40. He goes, but let me go back and I'm going to listen to every one of your episodes and then I'll decide if I want to join your Patreon or not. And I was like, well, then I'll see you in a couple of years because that's like 3000 hours of content. And then he would do, he, it would be really cool. Every, like on Twitter, he would check it. He'd be like, I'm up to episode seven or like, Hey, did anything happen with this after episode 12? And I forgot I even did some of these things and he would, uh, he would keep me posted. And it was always, uh, I always really look forward to those tweets. But then recently he got to the very end. He is caught up. And, and I said, you got to come on the podcast as soon as you're caught up and tell me what you like. Tell me what you learned about me. And, and maybe more importantly, tell, tell me what you don't like. Let's, let's uh, work on this together. Hopefully he doesn't break my heart or anything, but, but without further ado, we have a, and also I want to point out this guest also is not just a lover of mine. He's a supporter of a lot of podcasters that we are very friendly with on this show. You got Monty. I know he loves you got Bravo while black, who we just talked to a couple weeks ago. So he is a big supporter and a huge supporter of reality shows himself. So please welcome to the show, Mr. Samaj Blutzen. How are you today? Oh my God, I'm great. Hello. <laughs> he, he just he just popped the champagne, folks. And I need to let you know when he when I first took the the Zoom, he had a can of Lover Boy in his hand, and he was wearing one of the Faces by Bravo face masks. So how are you? <laughs> so cheers, Samaj. I'm good. Cheers. Uh, it's a celebration. I, it is a celebration. I mean, I I mean you must be happy that you finally finished all of the uh the podcasts. Um, it's been a journey. I'm definitely <laughs> enjoying, enjoying this journey. It might not be at the La Quinta end, but it's a journey nonetheless. And I'm happy to be here. Okay, before we get into me and and how amazing I am, let's let's talk about you. How did you get involved in liking these shows? What's your history? Where do you live? I, I need to know more about you. Sure. So I'm currently stationed in the DMV, home to our very own Real Housewives of Potomac, or oh as Gabby said, says, Potomac, which I tend to enjoy nowadays. A, a lot of uh, people say Potomac too. Do you ever get that Potomac? I always hear that. Mm, you know, I don't think I've heard that. You might be the first one to give me that iteration, <laughs> but you know, the more the merrier. What's it like being that close to genius? Like you, you live in the um, same area as genius. It's hard knowing that I'm basically breathing the same air as the grand dame, <laughs> Karen Huger. It's a lot of pressure. A lot uh, of pressure. Have you met any of the Potomac ladies? I have not. So I'm really like in what, from like, from like, you know, like New York and like Long Island. So I've met the Jersey girls, some of the Jersey girls, and I've met one of the New York girls. So I've yet to go out for like, you know, kind of scout the Potomac ladies. But if given the opportunity and it's safe, you know, six feet mask on, I would definitely go for it now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess pre-COVID I meant, but uh, how were the Jersey ladies when you met them? Which ones did you meet? They were all great. So I've met Queen of Jersey, Queen of Bravo, Teresa Judice. 
um, you know, carrying the show on her back all day, every day. But I met <laughs> Marge, Marge Sr. and Joe. Oh, Marge Sr. even? How was Marge Sr.? I love her. She's great. She's yeah. great. And the last one I've met was Dolores. And she's like my second favorite. So Teresa, Dolores, Margaret, and then everyone else kind of rolls out around there. Do you think Dolores should get back together with Frank? Um, no, because she might kill him if he, if he, <laughs> if he cheats again. He, she's no joke. She beat up his girlfriend while, you know, she was pregnant. I mean, uh, rightfully so. I mean, I think that that was deserved. I mean, but it's like they live together and I'm, and it's like, I, I think people like everybody's like, oh, I really like them as a couple, but they don't realize that Frank cheated a lot on her, you know? A lot. A lot. And, and at the end of the day, that's not like really cute. Like it's like cute how they act with each other, but it's not cute that he did yeah. that. Um, I agree. So you seem like a young guy. You seem like you're in your twenties and stuff. Like how, how did you get involved? How did you, when did you know you liked reality shows? Did you always like reality shows? Yes. So um, I was raised by the TV and the first <laughs> network to raise me was that of VH1 and MTV. I think the very, very first reality show I ever saw was the real world Las Vegas. Oh, and that was a great season. That's because that was Trishel and stuff, right? Trishel and Steven. That was where I, I learned that you could have like that, what a threesome was. And I was like, whoa, people are like hooking up in a, in a, it was crazy. Disorders, everything. So, and then VH1. So were you like a uh, flavor of love, uh, celebrity fit club, that kind of thing? Flavor of love, rock of love. I love New York. Frank, the entertainment's basement. I love money, charm school. Uh, were, you, you know, were, were you loving hip hop? Uh, in and out. In and, in and out. out. But Dr. Drew, I love anything he did. <laughs> Isn't it crazy that I still think about that? I've talked about this um, a couple of times is that we actually had a show called Celebrity Rehab and that uh, it was appointment TV. And now I realize, well, that might not have been the smartest thing to do is put people with drug problems on. Like, I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of people died from that show. And I was sitting there every week, like laughing, like, oh, it's so funny, you know? Well, you know, they say fame is the ultimate drug and maybe they were using the money from that show to get the drugs that put them on that show in the first place. Exactly. But it is weird that like a VH1 doesn't really get its due, I think, you know, because VH1 then to me, I guess for a lot of people leads to Bravo, you know, or when Bravo started. And were you a Bravo from the beginning kind of person? Um, I think the very first thing I ever saw from Bravo was either like a very small snippet, like a second of either Project Runway or Whose Line Is It Anyways, but I didn't like have my attention on them until I saw Kathy Griffin. That was like my hook, line, and sinker. Oh, my life on the D-list doesn't get enough attention at all. Like it was so... I remember just like really, really loving Kathy Griffin. Like I was, I was really taken by her and... I still am bummed because I watched every season of that show. Like, remember when she was with the, uh, the big guy that was a gambler and like, yeah, like really it was like, and uh, I'm bummed that her and Andy don't get along, you know? I mean, I'm not surprised. What do you think of Andy? Actually, what did you, what is your opinion on Andy? Um, I think our relationship is changing. So I think when I was growing up as a teenager, he was probably like the best thing to me since sliced bread. But now that I'm an adult, I'm seeing him as an adult. And I don't think paths <laughs> cross the same way they used to. But see, I hear that a lot lately. And like, I guess like for me, like Andy Cohen, it's like, okay, he's a host, good looking guy. Like, that's like, you're like, this is, he's for kind sure. of yeah. has my dream life in a lot of ways. Like mm-hmm. where, but like, I hear a lot of what you kind of just said. What, what I'm trying, I try to understand that more. Like, is it, is he's too middle of the road for people? What is it? 
Um, so that's definitely a part of it, and I get why he has to be. But if it really is that much of an issue for you, Andrew, just say nothing. Say, you know what, I really can't comment on that. I'd rather not comment. Or if you're picking a side, let us know that, yes, I'm picking a side. That that writing defense is, is, at this point in my life is not for me. So, Oh, I but, love that. You know, of course, that's- like you said, he's great. He's doing everything we want to do in Vincent. Yeah. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, what it is, is like, wow, you created this whole, you helped create this whole thing, you know? And I think that's what, uh, so, okay. So you watch all these shows, you started watching all the Bravo shows. Then when do you start getting into, uh, I don't know if you're in like Facebook groups. I mean, I, I like how, like, when did you start getting into that, that in podcasts? So that actually all came about during this uh, lovely pandemic that we're enjoying every single day. Just uh, during this pandemic, it started? Yeah, I want to wow. say April, I found all of us. I found the Instagram community. I found the Facebook groups. And then I found podcasts. The first podcast I ever listened to was uh, around August of 2019. And it was um, Jess's podcast, Hot Takes and Deep Dives. Um, so because I hadn't met... Um, one of her correspondents at an event and they're like, Oh, we have this podcast. You should check it out. And I'm like, what's a podcast? You know, like Vicky, I too don't know what that is. So uh, <laughs> I had to learn what a podcast was. And then when I did, I'm like, Oh, this is great. And then I found straight up with Stassi and that was it. So like for all of 2019, I, I was only listening to straight up with Stassi and then Jess, but then, you know, as everything unraveled, I found more things and then I stopped listening to some things. So my podcast journey is, ever is ever going well that's interesting because i did uh i was on your instagram and i did see i think you even met stassi right i did what is your uh and it really doesn't what is your thoughts on everything that stassi has went through this past year are you still a fan where do you see her journey going from this point um like honestly because i think it's ignorant for any of us to i mean for me to say like well stassi's obviously stassi is not done obviously she isn't going anywhere what is your opinion on everything that's happened so i was definitely prior to everything well not i can't even say prior i want to say up to maybe two months ago i was definitely still wearing my stassi uh ranch blinders I'm like, oh, <laughs> she's having a really bad day. God, she's tired. She's pregnant. God. <laughs> but after hearing all summer long, every podcaster on both sides of the fence, yeah, putting into perspective that full timeline of how everything has happened, how it's been one thing after the other, I've had to really look at it and be like, wow, okay, so this is not a one-time thing. These are not isolated incidents. It's a pattern, and patterns are behavior. But at the same time, I do believe, you know, given the right circumstances, whatever they may be. People can and people will change. So I hope yes, I love her, that. for her, for her child, for, you know, and whoever else she meets next that she's taking all of this in stride and she's going to really think about the things that she's doing and like not think about, oh, is this going to be good for my show? Is this good for TV? Pocketbook like, and yeah. not just not just change for your pocketbook, you know? Um, I, I totally, and that's a, you know, it's something that's a big thing that my dad is always saying is, you know, it's a, you, you know, you can't, you can't give up on people. You can't, you know, and I want to believe that people can change. I want to believe that I can change. I think that's a huge part of everything. And so, you know, I think that's why you get disappointed or I would get disappointed in Stassi because she's insanely likable. You're ignorant to say anything that, you know, it's like we all liked her and encouraged her in season one when she's telling people she is the devil. And then all of a sudden, like, well, you realize it takes a while to change behavior, but I just don't like it when I sense it's for money. You know, that's the only part that I get. And uh, yeah, so anyways, 
uh, I was just curious about that. But then, so your podcasting journey, by the way, guys, I have a prediction. I have a prediction. Samaj is going to have a podcast, uh, but in the first, I predict in the first six months of 2021, you will see a Samaj podcast. Is it already in the works? You know what, Ryan, that is a great question. Glad you asked. Um, I've definitely been um, encouraged to do so. However, I have a checklist and that checklist is I need to be on certain people's shows before I have the confidence to do my own. And thankfully, think of my lucky stars. Think my <laughs> so bad as Gilbert Ryan Bailey, the bad boy of podcasting. You're one of my checklists. Yes. So, to be here and I'm here. So here who else? Who else is on your podcast? Let's put it out there so we can get these people to get sure. you on. So I've actually only got one more show I need to be on, whether it be on the main show like this one or on the Patreon. Who's that? Uh, the last stop on my podcast tour that I have to do before I start my own is mixing with Monty. Have to be there. Oh, we can do that in the next week. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we can get you on that in the next. I mean, like, I swear to God, Monty will put you on in a second. Are you kidding? Because you're watching The Bachelorette too, right? You convinced me. You, her, Obi, like that that whole little team, you all convinced me to start. Now, I kind of got to say, I might want to apologize. I don't know. Are you still liking it? I was watching this week with uh, Tasha, and some of those guys, I'm sorry, they're just meatheads. They're like meatheads. They are, but what I'm appreciating about all of that, first of all, let me say, thank you, Chris Harrison. Thank you, ABC. I'm really enjoying <laughs> my time at the La Quinta Inn and Resort. So much <laughs> Never a dull moment. But um, what I'm really enjoying about this journey that I'm on is that all these men, you know, they're being taken out of their environment in the sense of, you know, no phones, no TV, no communication. And they're just being fired up with the liquor and the booze all day long. <laughs> I mean, just being told to go act natural and try to build a relationship with one girl with 20 other men there. So it's almost like, you know, it's like that little, like, you know, Jack in the box winds it up, winds it up and boom. So I'm loving that. Like uh, a few weeks ago when that one guy don't know his name, but he was trying to, you know, tell Claire all the things he liked about her. And he's like, Oh, you're pretty. You're hot. You could just see him struggling through his work. <laughs> he was drunk and haze trying to get a sentence out. Like trying yeah. to be present. Yes trying to beat it for the right reasons. And he just couldn't, he, he was obviously just way too drunk. Well, I love, first off, I love that you said you forgot his name because I'll go through a whole season, not knowing names. Like I'll like, that's what I feel like they need to pin like a digital yes. name to each character. So like, it's like little in the the bottom left of whoever the guy is because they stop, they stop putting the names. And it's like, I, I, I try to like not take too many notes while I watch The Bachelorette so I can like there's certain shows where it's like this one's for me. Like I don't want to so, cover it. I just want to talk about it lightly. And those are one of them. But it's like hard when I'm like, I don't remember like the guy with the the huge Elvis Buffon hair. Um, yeah, sure. he, you know, what it is? like he's he's he just looks like he's dumb as hell. And he's the one that like didn't want to fight because he says his shoulders. Oh, uh, Ed. Yeah, he has what huge. I don't know. You could tell me it's anybody, and I'd be like, okay. But he right. has huge hair, and it's like he, he looks just—he looks—he looks just doofusy. But anyways, um, okay. So you're into the. We can get you on Monty. In fact, I should just call Monty right now while we're on the phone and put her on with you and get her on. Um, but uh, I think that's easily doable. So I do predict you will have your own podcast. Um, what do you think? Why do you, I mean, this is a question I ask myself this every week is why do we care about reality shows? Why are reality shows good at all? Like what, what does it mean? Because they are an escape from our own reality. They're also a litmus test and a check-in. Like my life can be going crazy. I think, oh my God, like, you know, everything's out of control. And then I turn on my TV to the Bravo TV network and I see Ramona screaming in a boat in the middle of a lake saying, who are you to get me wet? 
And that's like such like a small issue and such a small problem. And I laugh and I forget. I'm like, wow, you know what? I am okay. I'm not on a boat screaming about water. <laughs> okay. So then are you watching OC this season? I am not. I made an active choice to okay. not be triggered by the television because I'm triggered in real life. I know your listeners can't see, but I am a black male. I am a person of color. I am an LGBT community. So, you know, like all those things already are triggering enough. I'm not going to add on the pain. Sometimes I like that, but I'm not doing that now. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I mean, by the way, Samaj, I don't see colors, so I don't know. what. No, I just, I always think it's so stupid. I always think it's so stupid when people say that, but, uh, but you're right, but I am watching OC and you're not missing out on anything. And that's what I was going to ask is what do you think, even in terms of the bachelorette, when you have these reality shows now that are touching on coronavirus, I don't personally love it because I find it like they end up coming off completely ignorant and it, it triggers me. Not like, I'm not like, Oh, I'm, I just can't take it. I can take it, but it bums me out because we already went through this. We're still going through this. And now I have to see Kelly Dodd saying stupid shit about this every week. (laughs) It doesn't add anything good, but I, I do love what you said about seeing Ramona argue about something so minuscule can it can, it can be funny. It can touch you in a weird way. I think there's, I get very, I mean, you've heard all my, I get very sentimental. Um, and these things make me, uh, I love, I love, I love love. I love people's love of these things. You know, like the fact that it means something to us, I think is a universal bond between people that like in, I probably would never have gotten to speak with you otherwise. And now I know you, you know, are our friends and the words of Carol Radswell. These are my friends. Yes, exactly. Like, like that's what I said. If if like you're wearing, if I wear my Bravo merchandise mask, if I if I wear my Ramona mask, and somebody sees me on the street and goes, "Oh my God, you watch Real Housewives of New York," and I'll be like, "Yes," and you immediately have a bond, you know? Yeah. Um, do you see uh, in this like kind of fan bases and playing around on Instagram? I tend to notice there's two different types of fan base, you know, or like um. Uh, you have the people, I, I, I mean, I don't want to speak for you, but I think like us, where we have a good sense of humor about things, we kind of, um, I don't know, I don't, I don't say it's the correct way to watch these shows, but I mean, I think it's the way I watch and it seems like the way you watch. But then there's a type of fan base that takes it completely literally, mm-hmm. that um, is not watching it, uh, they don't, they're not in on the other level of it where it's like, well, this is one of the darkest comedies I've ever seen, you know? Right. And I also see that online when uh people will you know not even you know people don't get that it's a joke so they get really offended really quickly or you know like i i have what do you think about do you see that a lot yourself i do and to speak to that well you know ryan you and i are tauruses we're the best sign all those other signs we just simply can't speak for i was supposed to bring that up bravo while black told me we gotta speak that we're both tauruses yes we are we, we both know what we want. We both enjoy defining things in life, whether it's my, you know, pink champagne or it's your uh, so bad it's good wine spritzer. Right. <laughs> so we know what we want. We have opinions and you're going to hear about them. But we also like we know our shit. Yeah. So uh, I love. Uh... <laughs> By the way, Samaj uh, texted me because I talked to Bravo Black a couple weeks ago and I had gotten into an argument with a friend about Nicki Minaj's net worth. And then, of course, Samaj sends me an article saying that I am wrong and Nicki Minaj is very rich. And I had to reach out to my friend to apologize because of it. Um, okay. okay. Well, I don't know. I For some reason, I thought she was like close to broke and it just didn't make sense that she was like a multi-multi-millionaire still. 
I mean, you know, it might not even be her money. Who knows? <laughs> okay. So let's take it back to how did you, did you discover me on Monty's podcast? No. So actually I discovered you through one of our favorite Instagram friends at Oh No Bravo when she yes. said she was going to be on a podcast and her own series, you know, she loves, she loves being a podcast a lot. It's a great pastime for her. And I enjoy <laughs> that for her. So she's like, you know, guys, listen to this. I had a really fun time with my friend, Ryan Bailey. I'm like, Ryan Bailey, who the, who the hell is that? Who, who, who's <laughs> yes. Ryan Bailey in the world? I get that a lot. I get so, that a lot. Um, I'm like, all right, you know, I'll check it out. And at that time, I'll be honest, I was wary. That, I think that was around June or July. So that was right in the heat of all the Vanderpump stuff. I'm wary of the world. I'm wary of my friends. Um, at yeah. that point, I'm like, wary of like, you know, pretty much anyone who I don't even know at that point. So like, mm, Ryan Bailey, I, I look him up. I'm like a oh, white guy. I'm like, hmm, straight. I'm like, oh, I'm like. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> but then, no, I listened to it. I'm like, all right, that was fun. That was funny. And then, you know. I did follow you on Instagram and then I saw the guest you had. I'm like, you know what? There's something here. I don't know what that something is, but let me stick around. <laughs> okay. What made you decide then to go back and listen from the beginning? Right. So that's actually um, a funny story. So I had already at that point in time been considering to a subscribe to the regular podcast, not podcast, <laughs> subscribe to the regular podcast. See, you see how hard it is? I do that all the time. I call it a podcast all the time. And then I end up laughing at myself. You're a professional. You got this. Um, <laughs> yes, I was like, should I subscribe? And then I kept hearing the Patreon. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. That's an option. Because at that point, I was already a Patreon of everything iconic. I'm like, I could use some more stuff. So I'm like, wait a second. Don't know this man. He's a straight white male. Let me go back and dig and make sure, A, everything's good. And B, also let me make sure I actually like it. Because while the price point is great, Ryan is giving you his entire life for $5 a month. But I'm like, let me make sure I actually like this stuff. And then at that time, I had been interviewing for a job, which I currently have now. So I'm very happy about that. But it was the best job. And I'm like, thank you. So I'm like, I'm going to need something to pass the time in the day. And then when I kept hearing you say, he's a three hour for a podcast, I'm like, great. My workday is going to fly by. So that's when I embarked on the journey <laughs> down the rabbit hole on the road to Patreon of so bad. It's good. Um, I mean, I'm, I remember getting those tweets and I remember I was like, well, if he goes back from the beginning, there's no effing way he's going to join the Patreon. At some point I'm going to offend him so much. I'm going to lose out. Like I, it's so funny to come this far. I mean, it's only been a year, but to really yeah, still doubt great still doubt myself in a way where I'm like, ah, they're going to hate me by the end of this. They're going to hate me by the end of this. And I guess the main question is, do you hate me? I do not. I couldn't love you any more than what I love Okay. You. See that that's all. So, so yeah. now anything else in this interview, it's gravy. It's like, now we're perfect. So, um, okay. I guess the next question is, are you still considering joining the Patreon? So I have one rose left or should I say one glass of rosé? one more allowance in my monthly expensing budget. So we'll see at the end of this interview. in my expendable budget. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, so it's still on the table. That's good. Let's see. Let's hope I don't screw it up in this oh, last 30 minutes. Um, okay. Before we get into a little bit more about me, uh, you're watching Salt Lake this season, right? Absolutely. Shaw Lake city. Yes. I'm watching Shaw, Shaw Lake city. What okay, this is great. I'll start it off. What's your opinion of Jen Shaw? 
She was made for this. She she was born a star. A star is born. A star has truly never been born. She is a star is born. I said I don't know if you listen, but I, my concern is she already has merchandise, and that scares me. And also, I think possibly somebody's running her Twitter account because it's so good. Have you seen her tweets? She's great at what she does, and you know. But wait, do you think that's her? Or do you think she's hired somebody to do it? Because she is so on point that I'm like, this is a professional Twitterer. This can't be her. At this point, it's 2020. I don't even care. I do <laughs> not care any less. I'm happy. It's working for me. I'm going to enjoy it until it's not fun anymore. I'm having fun until I'm not having fun. Okay, cool. So uh, I got it. Did you did you know that the third episode is on the Bravo app already? Yeah, so our good friend, Taria, from What Else Is Going On podcast. She knows I'm Taria, by the way, Taria, Taria, I, I, I DM'd with Taria. I called her Taria, even though I've practiced her name so many times. So Taria, I know you're listening, Taria. I am so sorry. I Because we even practice it. It rhymes with Maria. It rhymes with Maria, Taria, and I keep doing Taria. So Taria, from What Else Is Going On podcast, I am so sorry. You are so great. Everybody knows you. If you if you don't know Taria, go listen to her podcast right now. But Taria, I know you're listening, and I I really am sorry about that. Okay, sorry. This is from her. She loves you, and she loves your voice. She's one of those people who, who enjoys it. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> well, wait, what is that? You think there's a huge amount of people that hate my voice? You say that, not me. You got to get <laughs> episode one. You said it in episode eight, and oh. we can go back and fact check this. Episode 12. Well, you know, sometimes my voice. <laughs> oh, that's, that's from you, my friend. Oh, that was from the belly. You, I just laughed from my diaphragm. Um, okay. Uh, Jen Shaw, you love. Is there anybody you don't love on Salt Lake so far? Um, so I wouldn't say it's someone I don't love, but there's someone I'm concerned about. I don't know how much, how, how, how long, how much of capacity I'm going to have for that voice that belongs in the voice box of one Miss Whitney Rose. So I'm sure it's like, you know, very Salt Lake, but it also is very Katie Maloney Schwartz to me. Like, cause she's which, from Utah. Which so Katie Maloney like, Schwartz. So she had, you guys, if you haven't watched Salt Lake, first off, you're doing something wrong. Secondly, there's <laughs> a character, Whitney, who's the blonde and she got, she's married to somebody that uh, 18 years old, her, uh, her senior, but she has this baby voice and she does this. It's like a really baby voice. She's very bright and bubbly. Uh, Queen Amy Phillips actually is working on a Whitney imitation that I think is already amazing. <laughs> So you're saying that voices and and we're always told psychologically you got to worry about people with baby voices, mm-hmm. but I I I like Whitney as a as Me a character. So Barbara looks like Leanne Locken's wedding planner. So that was a bonus, <laughs> a nice callback. Happier times, pre COVID. Oh my god, I did not even think about Leon Leanne Locken's wedding planner because why would you? But you're right. Her dad and I I did this meme yesterday. Her dad's hair is like a, a, a between Johnny Resnick, the lead singer of Goo Goo Dolls, <laughs> Stefan from Saturday Night Live, and Chris Jenner. Like it's like the mix and like. He, but he has also this like weird like he's also an, uh, a recovering uh, uh, pill addict, and we hope that he's he's going to be okay. But he kind of has this I don't know like he scrunches up his nose and he's like has this weird smile and he's like hey okay Whitney he supposedly goes on the third episode which I'm going to watch later on tonight he supposedly goes to church Mary's church. No, uh, well let let's be clear when he said Mary's congregation we know she wanted to say Mary's cult because that. Church is listed as a cult on, you know, those uh, religion checker websites. So I noticed that Whitney was very careful. She paused. She's like, Mary's congregation, because we all know that's not a church. How do you inherit a church? She said she inherited Faith Temple. And it's like, I do. And 
So well, that's why I was like, by the end of the season, they're going to start branding people like they did on the vow, you know, but oh, I, well, also, did you see old pictures of Mary, how she looks nothing like she does now? Well, you know, she said God lives in her. So I guess, you know, you'll be born a black woman and you'll later in life become a light skinned woman. Well, and also, I mean, I just didn't know if it was something of like, I want to actually look like a completely different person than the person I was when my step grandfather before I married him, you know? Um, how weird do you think that is on the scale of one to 10? Uh, never heard it before, but if the stories, if the rumors are true that she's in it for the money, it all adds up. Why not? What's, what's Wait, one- why not? Like you, it's your, it's your name. Like, this is why I don't understand why people agree to do reality shows. Is that like, <laughs> okay, so now it's on literally millions of people's radars that you married your step grandfather. And even if it's for money, like there's even a point, it's like Scott Disick and Amelia Gray. At a certain point, do you really want to be considered a creep? Like, I mean, I I get that money's amazing and you can have cars and food, but at the end of the day, do you want that many hundreds of thousands of people saying that dude or that girl is a creep right off the bat before they know you, you know? I mean, maybe they do. Maybe they'll think, you know, great, that's a million less people that I'll ever have to talk to in my life. I'll never have to get to know them, convince them to like me because they already don't. They've already written me off. But then if God exists, isn't God going to be like, uh, hey, what was that? What was up with you um, marrying your step-grandfather? Like, that was not what we had planned. And, you know, like, I just, I, yeah. I don't, I think, like, why would you do that to yourself? There's got to be easier ways to make money or, like, you just have to yeah. work a little harder, I, I I guess. But at the same time, it's like that, uh, I don't know if you ever read that play, The Crucible by Arthur Miller. Like, yes. he's like, he's like, it's my name. It's my name. And it's like, these are their names. Do you want your name to be affiliated with either, like, light pedophilia or, like, marrying, like, a sibling, you know? Well, you know. Just like our good friend, rest in peace, Big Anches. We're here. We're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. <laughs> you guys, he's wearing a Big Ange shirt. Big Ange, of course, from the uh, the reality uh, show Mob Wives, right? Absolutely. The one She's one of your faves? Yes. Uh, I actually got to go to her funeral special. How, how weird is that? The MTV gave her a funeral special? Like, that, that was a little weird. But, you know, her sister was there. Her family was there. And lots of free-flowing tequila. And it was a nice way to like kind of commemorate and remember her. But yeah, she was really one of the greats. I I think about her all the time. Well, this is, I've now I've, I really do. I feel like I'm a kid in a candy store because you're such a fan. So I can jump all around. What yes. would you, what would you, I mean, would it be, what's a show like for me? I have never watched Mob Wives, even though I know Big Ange. I know, I know, you know, like I'm not, I'm, I read about all of this stuff. What is a show that, maybe is not on my radar or on all of our radars that you're like, I stand by this show. I know it's not the most popular one, but check this out. Um, wow. That is a really great question. Again, so glad you asked. So glad. <laughs> um, so if I had to just recommend one show, um, I think it would definitely, Oh, I know what it is. So the show I'm recommending to everyone, in addition to, Bravo All Blacks campaign for Southern Toronto New Orleans. Go watch that. That's really great. But the show that I can watch any time of the day, no rhyme or reason, The Real Housewives of Miami. I love them so much, Ryan. I invested not once, but twice. I purchased all three seasons on iTunes. I had to go find an iTunes gift card. You know, <laughs> I had to walk into a store and ask for it. Where's your iTunes gift cards? I had to go buy a gift card. And then I had to go on Amazon and I found a box set of their DVDs. So I own all three seasons and that's an investment worth making. So Real Housewives of Miami, how many years ago was that? 
Um, so unfortunately, they had to walk away from us in 2013, but I believe they started in 2011. So from 2011 to 2013, about. Okay, Real Housewives of Miami. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you can watch old episodes of that on Peacock now, right? You know what? I'm not sure because I've been watching it on my own leisure for years because I bought it. I really do recommend guys well, buying those shows. You don't have to search. You don't have to steal anyone's password. You don't have to be that grumpy friend who's like, oh, who's got the Netflix guys? <laughs> Just buy the show. It's a good investment. Well, I think one Miss Leah Black might be coming on soon. So um, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll have to mention that oh, you're a huge fan. Yes. <laughs> okay. So Real Housewives. Okay. Perfect. That's a, a great answer. What is a show that you think is, um, uh, is given too much credit is like, ah, oh, this, I don't get the praise for this show. I don't get the love for it. The bachelor, but I'm here now. So stranger things have happened. I used to think that was the no, I, boring, most overrated show. I'm like, who watches the bachelor 2020? I'm like, I'm like, are we so bored with our lives? That's what we're doing. What else is going on? But get here. Yes. The The answer is yes. The the answer is yes. We are so bored with our lives. But you know what's weird about The Bachelor and The Bachelorette is that I got to say, like, I noticed that I do this when I'm watching it. I hate it. I like, I I hate it. I don't know why I'm watching it. Stupid. And then I stop, I I stop watching it. And then I start thinking about it and then I get mad all over again. And then like, for some reason in my head, it all, all of a sudden becomes a better show than it actually is. Does that make sense at all? Do you ever watch something and you're like, this is so stupid. And then you're thinking about it afterwards. I mean, pretty much everything on Bravo, but yes. I'm, so, I'm, I'm so far in now. I'm, I'm decades in, 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 into these programs. I don't see myself turning away 100%. What did you think about Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this season? Uh, it's the best they've had in a long time. Why? Obviously, there's no such thing as a perfect season. It doesn't exist. Um, but I think without the weight of the shadow hand, the puppet hand of LVP, the girls were able to breathe. Like This is the first time since her time on the show that I liked to read. This is the first time ever. She had a great season. She was fun. She was, you know, there. She 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 wasn't like so, you know, like uh what's the word? Like on the like on uh defense. She she wasn't on defense. Like I, I feel like I got the full picture of Dorit. I'm actually right now looking into her Capri room package for Thanksgiving. I think I'm going to ruin Thanksgiving in order. Well, that's what I was going to say. Would you, when we do the Buca de Beppo meetup, are you going to come out for it? Absolutely. I just have to get over my crippling flight anxiety. You know, I'll just borrow some Adderall and some compliments from Annabelle and I'll get on the thing <laughs> and I'll be there. Uh, yeah. By the way, I, I say this now multiple episodes. If anybody has Adderall, please give it to me. I need it to stay up throughout the night when I edit. Um, Okay, so uh, okay, that's great. Shows, shows. What do we need to know about Samaj? What, what? I mean, what is is? Um, are you a, a naturally happy-go-lucky person? Are you somebody that this this stuff makes you happy, but you know you've struggled your entire life? What, what where, where are you? Where are you at? So, in my twenty-five years of life, um, this stuff has definitely played a very pivotal role. In high school, ninth grade, I had a horrible time. I was like the new kid. I got into a fight with like one of like the really liked people in school. It's like I was pretty much outcasted and ousted by the entire school. And I had no friends. I was all alone, sad all the time. But every week at 8 p.m., I could turn on the TV, go to the other side of the country, all the way to Orange County, California, and watch, you know, Vicky in the kitchen cooking tacos. She, lo- she, lo- she loves a taco, that girl. She loves fried bunch of <laughs> in the kitchen. You know, I could watch Tamara ride down the street on a motorcycle. I could watch Gretchen, you know, take every penny away from every man she'll ever meet or try to until she met Slate. Because, you know, Vinny took the money from her. But you know, <laughs> that's that's game. That's game recognizing game. Yeah. 
I had um I had a place to go every every week, every night. So when a time when I had no friends, these girls, these women, these were my friends. I love that. And I, as a uh, fellow uh, outcast who I felt in when I, especially when I moved from Kansas to Arizona in my, my freshman year of high school, that that's it exactly is that you look for those things that build a community, whether it be a show on TV, a radio show, a movie. And those are where I think I got a lot of my dreams and a lot of my, you know, is I, I had just had this wild imagination uh, in my head, you know, is that like, that's, in my head, I was so much better than I ever was in person, you know, or like, you know, in my mind, like I really thought I could be Batman for a while, or I thought I could be this or, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I, I feel that very, very deeply, but when did you, I mean, cause I'm like, damn, you seem like a cool, well, like you seem like a good dude that like, like, do you have tons of friends now? You seem very easy to talk to. You seem funny. You seem <laughs> deep, like where, you know, <laughs> um, so Having been raised by these women also, having them been my only friends, you know, they say you are the sum of all your friends. So throughout my years, I have become extremely problematic. It's always been fun problematic, but I can- Are you about to, are you canceling yourself on my show? Are you canceling I, yeah. yourself? Well, oh actually, my God. I actually myself on Twitter. That's actually in my bio. My, 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 uh, my display name reads me, I am canceled. And my bio says, I've already canceled myself so you don't have to. So whatever I say <laughs> on the show, I don't have to take any accountability for. I mean, if I do hurt someone today, if if I hurt your feelings, if, if that offends you, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So you're saying you can be problematic and that sometimes plays into personal relationships. It does, but people seem to love it because, you know, uh, my little core group of friends or let's say my cast, uh, <laughs> we, we go deep. We will do anything and everything for each other. We fight hard. We love hard. But like, you know, when push comes to shove, I know I've got five people, if not more, but I can call and they'll be there no matter what. That's all you need. I mean, all you need is five. I mean, really five, you're blessed, you know? I want eight. I want eight. You want eight? <laughs> I want eight and a camera crew. But, you know, <laughs> five is good. That's actually not a bad idea for a reality show is just a guy that was raised on reality shows and he has like a crew around him and they, they he just is very well, my dr- friend's trying to hold me accountable which never works <laughs> and then <laughs> and then we need to get you baptized like uh tamra well that's you know you just mentioned all those real housewives of orange county people mm-hmm. and it makes you long for those days of orange county when it was Ooh. like the best like the best and that's why it's like to see what it is now it's a shell of its former self and i don't say that dramatically i say that just as somebody that watches a lot of tv and media is like it's so bad the casting and that's why it's like i've been really uh hyped lately ever since salt lake open uh started with how good the casting is and i'm like it's magic like what's that we, we, we were definitely reborn with Salt Lake because yes. OC killed us, Beverly Hills killed us, Atlanta killed us. Like all our faves, they all in some way or another just left more to be desired. And that desire just kept growing and growing. And it was eating us alive. Like we were all just in a state of doom and gloom with our shows. And then forget the world, like our shows were just ultimately failing us in one way or another. But then we were reborn in the city of Salt Lake. <laughs> I love, yeah, that's exactly how you should put it. How do you think, um, so Atlanta, we got coming back on the first week of December, I believe. Yes. <laughs> now that is our, where are you, you know, Atlanta, of course, you guys, I, I, I've mentioned this a bunch is the highest rated show, I believe on Bravo, yes. uh, hands down, uh, below deck is a very close second, I believe now, but, um, 
we see in the preview that they're going to be confronting uh, things like Black Lives Matter, coronavirus, things like that. As a black man yourself, what are you hoping to see? Are you hoping that they tackle this? Are you going like, there's no place for this on my TV? Mm. What do you think? So I was actually thinking about that the other day. So I understand why they would have it because, you know, the network loves to tell us it's reality. It's their real lives. This is what's happening. We're showing you what's really going on. So it makes sense that we would see it. And I think it is necessary because in the trailer, after, you know, we heard about people's peaches being cobbled, which I can't wait to see. I'm very invested in that story. So what, what, what she's talking about, I believe, is the the stripper gate where we had a rumor that uh, at Cynthia's bachelorette party, there was a stripper that supposedly uh, the rumor got out that Portia and the another cast member had sex with the stripper. That's correct, right? That's the rumor? Yeah, uh, the stripper was doing more than stripping. So, you know, I'm definitely excited to see how that unfolds. But as you were saying before, um, seeing the social justice aspect play out. I think it's important because like we saw in the um, in the preview, Portia was saying, we are no longer everybody. We are no longer in a place to be complacent with, th- with these things that are happening. We all have to do something. So yeah. that was, that was uh, inspiring to hear. And it's nice to be inspired on a show where I come to laugh and, you know, not think, just be present in. Yeah, that's where like you and you just got to make sure I think that's the hardest part for being a producer or one of those people on the shows piecing it together is that tonally, if you look at the tone of a show, you've got to really balance that correctly of you can't have somebody like Ramona going like, ah, I want to fuck every guy that I see or something. And then all of a sudden go to Black Lives Matter. Tonally, it doesn't work. So I'm really curious to see how they face that, because I think there's a good way and a bad way that you do that, you know, like you don't like there's, you want to make it like all like kind of one thing and show that, you know, social justice and stuff like that. These are involved real people and it's not, you know, there's, there's, I don't know. I just think tonally that's very hard and I'm really curious to see, and I think they'll pull it off because it's Atlanta and is that it's not, and I want people to know is that like, just like our lives this summer or this year, is that we've dealt with coronavirus, we've dealt with Black Lives Matter, and we're dealing with that. But it doesn't mean that just we still have a lot of laughter in our lives. We still have a lot of love in our lives. It's not like, well, now everything's serious from this point on. Is that lives are full of different colors, you know? And and just because you're focusing on, you know, trying to make awareness for this doesn't mean that you can't la- laugh and love and make relationships. I feel... Yeah, that's the thing. I feel like people sometimes look at it as like a black and white issue. And I don't mean in terms of like, you know, our color of our skins, but like black and white of like, it's this or that. And I'm like, no, that's not how life is. Life is a blend of everything, you know? Life and that's not Bravo. Exactly. So I think we're in a really interesting situation because I think OC is about to handle uh, coronavirus very poorly. I could be wrong, but I I, I don't think I am. And we're going to see how they do with that. What did you, uh, I know we talked about Stasi a little bit, but Vanderpump Rules, I'm assuming you were a huge fan of that if you liked Saucy, right? Of course, yeah. Now, the only thing, like I say with everybody, is that like we are so divided as a nation, but you agree that we can all come together with the fact that Jax Taylor is a miserable asshole, right? Are you in agreement? Okay, that's and that's where we, we if we can start there, if we can agree on that, we can really do anything, right? Yeah, absolutely. What are, what are your favorite moments in reality TV show history so far? Hmm, in reality TV show history. So obviously my favorite franchise, the table flip, the country club, our most recent, um, are they going to use that? I hope they don't use it. 
they're going to use it. And then having a full rampage running through a short house and a little romper um, in New York when the first time Dorinda goes off the rails. So, you know, when she's, when she does a clip, clip, clip. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, just that whole summer of fighting with Sonia was really, was a really iconic run. Um, Carol's iconic line. The I was summer. working in the middle of the night by two, by two male voices. And one was Luann. I mean, time was, they're probably never. <laughs> oh wait, which trap, which trip was that? Was that the, um, that was the one. That, that was, was the trip. Yep. Was that when she slept with a pirate? No, I think that was, no. um, um, in London when, uh, when Carol's. Oh, yeah. I got you. Okay. Um, I love how you said that. And then a lot of people listen and will know exactly what you mean. But if somebody listened to this podcast and didn't know what they would never know what we're talking about. No, absolutely not. That's, that's what I, I like the club part of it. I like that. It's like a secret club almost. Um, do you think that I will wind up with Leah McSweeney? I hope so. If that, if that's really what you want in your heart of hearts, I hope you have that in Vincent. I, I, li- I like that you said, I like that you said, if you really want that, because lately I have been on the fence about what I, what I'm. Have you? What, what changed? Well, I got to tell you, I didn't love, uh, there was a couple things and I've got to let her live her life, but I, I think right. we always run into a thing and we'll see it on the second season, but I always get worried. They, they've been pumped up so much by the fan base because mm-hmm. people like me are like, I want to marry you. And then people <laughs> like, so they, they might go into the second season a little cockier than they normally would. And I think there, there's not a fall from grace, but you got to leave them time to come back to normal because right now they're like breathing rarefied air where everybody says they're great. And that actually does make somebody that's always been maybe a little, a little confident. It makes them really cocky and that's not a great look sometimes. Uh, plus, I some of her opinions politically I don't necessarily agree with, and everybody has the right to every one of like to their opinions. But it doesn't like sometimes it'll disappoint me, um, just me personally. It doesn't have to disappoint everybody. Uh, and I, I would I, I would love to talk to Leah about this more. <laughs> but compromise. Uh, but also, I got to tell you, I've really Meredith from Salt Lake is is looking very pretty. Is she? Yeah, I personally think so. And then we know that her and Seth, we found out on uh, last this last week's episode that they're separated. And I don't want to cause any more damage in their relationship, but I do I do <laughs> like where it's going in that in that sense, you know? Okay. All right. Well, you know, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> Let me just comment really quickly on the men of Salt Lake City. All these husbands, have you noticed that they all have abnormally large foreheads? Dare I say a five head? Yes, maybe something in that in that Salt Lake City water, but every man, his head is just start. It startles me. (laughs) Yes, Seth has an IMAX screen on his forehead. Meredith's uh, husband, and the other funny, you're so that's such a great observation. And uh, and the other thing I notice is that, except for Jen Shaw's husband, they're all really average. Very. very average i mean i guess seth has seth seems a little cockier than he should be but Mm -hmm. the rest of them seem so average except for jen's husband who seems really cool confident good looking dude um the rest of those guys seem so average they're literally the pokemon evolutions of our very own shane simpson yeah like shane is like (laughs) you evolve into a seth and ben meredith's husband (laughs) is whitney's guy I, well, I mean, the Whitney's guy, 18 years older, not, I mean, like not ugly, but I don't think he's ever been like considered good. No. And, and Whitney's, he's no Brian Bailey. No. Whitney, exactly. Whitney's a smoke show from what uh, uh, the bachelorette guy would call, call her, you know? Um, oh, smoke show. Okay. So to, to, um, 
what what have you learned about me or from the podcast or what what are what are some takeaways that are positive? All right. So oh, um, you're all right. I have to say, right. So you're right. Let's start with the good of so bad it's good. Let's start with <laughs> the good. so first and foremost, hands down, you are a star, you're a legend, you're an icon. I love this show so much. You're smart, you're funny, you're warm, you're caring. Like sometimes I wonder, I'm like, is this really him? Like, are people still really just this so much themselves, so genuine? Uh, you're a great rapper. You're very enthusiastic. Great singer. Um, <laughs> you say I'm a great rapper? Now I'm getting confused. You are I... a great rapper. Uh, you. Your lead-ins from time to time have really stuck. You really stuck the landing with your lead-ins. Uh, <laughs> love your family. I think everyone, may, maybe, maybe not the sister. I, I, I feel like there's some tension. <laughs> yes. You've read that. You you've read you've read you've read that correctly. Yes. That can be a combo for 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 the Patreon. Yeah. Hates. Um, but yeah, no, I I've gotten to I feel like I've gotten to know and love you and your parents and your rock star nieces and nephews. And I feel like, you know, having gone through episode one all the way up until what are we at today? 68? 60, 63, I think. 63. I mean, there's been there's been like part twos of something. Yeah. So by like 68, yeah. Yeah. So I feel like I've definitely got like a good picture. Yeah, Ryan Bailey today. You probably uh, the people that listen like that that have listened to all of it probably have a better understanding of who I am and what I've actually gone through in my life than some of my actual friends in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like they've actually, you know, I mean, in terms of and especially during coronavirus, I've spent more time with my audience than I have with my friends. That's that's crazy. Um, And some other highlights. I love, love, love your Caitlyn Jenner impression. <laughs> yeah, baby. Thank you, Shamaj. Shamaj, you like my boobs? I got boobies. Woo! I don't play. <laughs> um, I love... Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, <laughs> I really have come to enjoy uh, <laughs> your special guest star moments when you suddenly become Captain Sandy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, how do you... Captain, he goes... I'm just over here in the kitchen. I'm going to tell you what to do over here. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. What What are you doing here? Oh, who's steering the ship right now? Come on. <laughs> uh, you're very well. Like, yeah. just like Ramona, you two have 60 girlfriends. Like, and literally, like, all, all 60 of them are girls. So, you know. Yeah. Well, no, that's true. I like, do have so many girlfriends. I'm going to like you. So, good yeah. for you. That's really great. And uh, you just seem, like, really easy to talk to. So, I was definitely excited when I had the opportunity to jump on Shimp here. Oh, who's, who's there? Does somebody want to come say hi? No. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But then, um, you know. Uh-oh. But then. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, you folks. This is where he's going to crush me. This is where he's going to kill me. No, no. Come on. Come on. All right. So disclaimer for you. You did say in episode 39 that you are aware of all your ticks and isms. But just in case you forgot all your ticks and isms, <laughs> I've written them down. Yes. In the form of my So Bad It's Good drinking game. Oh, so, God. Oh, every God. time. <laughs> oh, God. You're going to kill somebody. <laughs> Maybe. Every time Ryan says you know. Uh, see, I uh, I know. It's so bad. It's, it is really, it is, I can't, I don't, it is so ingrained in me. And I, when I listen to it back, I hear it. And it's like 40 times a minute. It happens. Every time he says, you guys. Yes, that, on. Yes. But, but but in my defense on that one is that I really do know who I'm talking to. I am talking to you guys. I'm talking to my group of friends. You're talking to the baddies, and that's why yes. that's why we don't mind having alcohol poisoning for you, so it's fine. <laughs> um, the next one, 
take a gulp when we get, ladies and gentlemen, train. Oh. <laughs> take two shots for every Caitlyn Jenner impression. Yeah. Take one shot for every Machine Gun Kelly. What is that guy's deal? What is it? Oh, just, oh, don't, don't call me Machine Gun. Just call, call me Mr. Kelly. That's my thought. <laughs> I, nobody should be named Machine Gun. I mean, you know what? At this point, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, we are also taking a shot for every A Star Is Born moment. Hey, hey, come here. Can I get another look hey, at you? Can I, get another, can I get another look at you? Hey, come here. Can I get, hey, come here. I love Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Can I take a look? And, <laughs> that's and, also my, by the way, you don't know yet because you haven't listened to the Below Deck recaps, but that's also the voice I use for Captain Lee. I'm like, this, this ship's going to a hell in a handbasket. <laughs> oh my God. And then finally, finish your drink. For every single, do you have your computer with you? <laughs> I've not played that as much lately. You got to bring it back. And that is my so bad it's good drinking game. And yes, like it. you said, somebody might die. If, if they take the journey I've taken from episode one all the way up, yeah. The fact, Samaj, the fact that you're still even willing to talk to me is a good <laughs> sign. I mean, I think that's, you really are going to be the poster boy for So Bad It's Good. Uh, somebody that still listened uh, and went back from the beginning and is still listening. That's all I could ever ask for in my life. You know, this is a huge gift to me. Um, and I, 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 I know, by the way, take another drink every time Ryan gets weirdly emotional. I'm getting weirdly emotional right now because I really got to say uh, thank you. When I, you, you don't know how, like, um, sometimes it gets, you know, like sometimes yeah. this gets lonely. Sometimes I get, uh, sometimes this is, this year has been really hard for as much, many amazing things that it's happened. And you don't know how many times when you've reached out and I felt so horrible about myself or, or something, and you've reached out with a positive comment is that that really, ha I don't know, I don't want to say fuels me, but it makes me feel good or makes me feel like I have a purpose. Aww. And I got to say, thank you for that. Thank you for always being nice and, and always being Aww. funny. And uh, no, I, and I, I, I'm saying this to you, but I'm also, I'm, I'm also saying this to everybody that listens is that thank you. And I know you're like, well, it's just a podcast, dude, but it is my life, you know? So thank you for giving it some sort of purpose this year. Um, and I guess more importantly, are you signing up for the fucking Patreon? I guess that's the, the main we're, question here. Now, now we're almost there. Got a couple <laughs> more points for you. I mean, come on. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta play. You gotta play. Okay. Yeah, okay, right. okay. 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 So, next point. Um, Ryan, my dear Ryan, Ryan Pooh Bear. Can I call you Pooh Bear? Ryan Pooh Bear Bailey. Why uh, not? <laughs> I mean, you access to an episode 39. Can you call me Pooh Bear guys? Can you call me Ryan? Wait, Pooh did Bear? I really, did I really say that? Yeah, because uh, Justin, uh, one of Justin's producers. Oh, uh, Pooh Bear. Yes, I remember that. Okay, now I remember. Now I, remember. To call you back. Uh, I, I do have one request. Yes. I, I just do request that you retire your Britney impression. It, it crosses between Southern and British and then like. What are you talking about, Samaj? I'm Britney. How you doing? I'm Britney. I'm, I'm, my house is all ready for the holidays and I have a baby in my stomach. Yeah, so I have to say that that is the one thing I just genuinely was not for me. I'm like, th this impression's got to go. <laughs> got to go. Um, and then I thought for people who are maybe on the fence, who are maybe hearing this in, in another room from like their sibling or their friend, 
I'm going to quickly tell the world about my favorite episodes and maybe that'll draw them in. So first things first, Ryan gets all the best guests. He gets all the top tier five star. This year alone, he had Elise, he had Faith, he had Charlie, he had Amy Phillips, he had Kate Casey, he had Danny Pellegrino, he had Monty. He's got everyone you could ever want in the podcast world. He's had them on here. Probably and that's just on one episode. That was just one episode. Absolutely. And that was just the first 10 minutes of, you know, six hours. <laughs> so there's plenty of stuff. But Ryan has had some really quality episodes. So my favorite one, my hands down favorite one is when he's uh, with his friends. It's a Thanksgiving episode. I want to say episode 12. Um, and he's interviewing his friends in oh, the backyard yeah. at a barbecue. Oh, and yeah. You just get like a really real picture of like how he is when he's like out in the wild. And he also had Ariana in that episode in the beginning. So that was like another little nugget. And in oh, pretty yeah. much every episode, you get you get a moment where it's just Ryan and his parents. And you feel like you're in that living room with Bill and Becky and Ryan. And that warmth, that genuine feeling, you don't get that on every podcast. So it's just, just a really great experience. And if, like me, you're at home working from your desk and you're thinking, where the hell is 5 o'clock? Put on a couple of these episodes. 5 o'clock will be here. <laughs> like that. <laughs> I love that. I love it. You know, we're actually coming up on a year anniversary of that was the, the, the Thanksgiving episode, but that, or that was, and then I did then on the Thanksgiving one I released, that was like the night where, was that the night I got into a fight with my sister? And I was like, the I'm thankful. Yeah. yeah. It was like a 13 minute episode where I just said, I was thankful guys, for I every one of the Bravos. <laughs> I, I, guys. I ruined it. <laughs> I ruined it. Yeah. Cause I brought up Trump and we got into a big fight. Yeah. 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 It happens. Classic, classic. You know, classic Bailey. It's it's all good here. And then my last question for you, have you since, uh, this is one of your summer episodes, but have you since figured out the world's obsession with Selena Gomez or are you still perplexed by that? Because if you are, I can explain it to you. Completely perplexed. I do not understand it. She is actually, and I don't, I have to think this is Russian bots. She supposedly is one of the most streamed artists on YouTube of all times. And I can only maybe tell you one or two songs and I wouldn't even be able to do that from memory. You would have to play it. I'd be like, oh, that's her. I do not know. Like, I'm not saying she's not nice. I'm not saying that. She seems like she's very smiley and I, I think she's very pretty. And like, I know she's had struggles with her kidneys and stuff like that, but I don't understand even Demi Lovato I know more songs than Selena Gomez I think it's it's some kind of weird Illuminati thing that I don't get at all who's to say but um let me explain to you from my own vantage point as to why so um obviously as we know we don't buy music our parents don't buy music kids buy music so she started out very good her, her original start on TV, she, her and Demi, they were both kids on Barney. They were both Barney's kids on, you know, the, the, the dinosaur, the purple dinosaur. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. They were both on Barney. And then when Selena got the gig for Wizards of Waverly Place, which lasted for many seasons, she started building a, fa- a fan base there. And in the show, sometimes she would sing. So, you know, we got a feeling for it. We had, we had like our litmus test. Then, as you know, back in like, you know, the early 2000s, I refuse to say aughts. Fuck that. I'm not saying early aughts. I hate that word. That's an awful word. I do too. It's confusing to me too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's weird. But um, as you know, back then, uh, Disney, when you were a Disney star back then, you had to sing, dance, and act. So when she had her first Hollywood records, Disney cut, uh, they gave her a band, Selena Gomez in the scene. So that gave us a couple of, of her big songs like that song. Naturally, Tell Me Something I Don't Know. Uh, we got that song Falling Down. And she spanned three albums with them. So through that time, we got Who Says, we got Love You Like a Love Song. We got um, 
hit the lights. Wait, then... wait, Selena's is Love You Like a Love Song? Mm-hmm. I know that song. See, that, that, that's one more you know. And then, you know, who says you know that song? Uh, not from the title, but maybe. Who says, who says you're not perfect? Who says you're not Oh, yes, I do know that song. I do know, I do know that. I didn't know that was her either. I didn't know that. And then later we got, um, we got hands to myself from uh, from her solo project when she like leaves the band when it's just Selena no longer Selena and the scene um then we had um wait she had a band called Selena and the scene like Bruce Springsteen in the E Street band mm-hmm. yeah just like Nick Jonas in the administration right before he was just Nick <laughs> wait 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 Nick Jonas had Nick Jonas in the administration <laughs> <laughs> Nick Jonas no. in the maybe my this pilot podcast will be titled Ryan Bailey and the administration. Like this is that's hysterical. Why not? Why not? Um, yeah, but no, she's definitely got some songs. And while I don't necessarily agree with the sentiment, I can see it. She's kind of being coined, or let's say put in the same arena, the same the same football arena as um, a Britney Spears. She's she's kind of being coined as a Britney esque personality for the younger generation you know from the lack of singing and the whisper singing and that kind of just big pop energy because she does bring that so she's got but how come voice. we all know britney so well but i don't i don't think of selena in even close to a britney category no, she's not but again that's for that generation so we you and me we have britney and, you know the younger generations the music gets lost they're like oh you know who that that britney that's that person my mom listens to or you know that's the person you know my uncle listens to so like they, they already feel so far removed from that music they're not even paying attention but then they get their version of it which i think is selena and you know again because kids buy by the music teens buy the music they're giving her those billion streams those hundred million followers and like you said, she's beautiful. So all those things together, and she's in movies sometimes. She, well, I say she's beautiful, but she still looks like she's twelve years old. I mean, I don't, I don't think. I mean, she does look weirdly young. Right. So, and maybe that's. Another I don't mean thing. that as a good thing either. I don't. I don't think that's a good thing. You know, another factor of uh, relatability for the kids. But you know, as a teenager and then going into young adult, I kind of watched her trajectory. I watched her trajectory, and I got to kind of watch it grow. And she really did, for lack of a better term, evolve. As an artist, every album she did a new sound, did this and that. So, you know, like, again, for that younger generation, she's probably one of those revolutionary artists because she's went from genre to genre to genre, all in pop. Are you team team Justin or team Selena? Team Selena, because I don't know that I have a girl. I just don't. You don't like Justin Bieber? I don't know her. I don't think I've heard of her. I'm not familiar with her work. <laughs> Sounds like a nice girl. I'm sure she's Wait, 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 wait. What did Justin do to you? I thought Selena hurt Justin. Justin didn't hurt Selena. Uh, Selena has done nothing. Absolutely nothing. She's an angel from heaven. Uh, but the only <laughs> time I was able to acknowledge and appreciate the other person that you mentioned was when um, he was asking if I had my computer with me. And you know what? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> so you have created one of the rare moments where I actually like that person. Oh, that's perfect. I, I hope me and uh, Justin can uh, collab then since I brought a lot of new fans to him. Uh, him and the pastor, yeah. Oh, God. Carl, Carl. The fact that I know Justin Bieber's pastor's name, there's that means there's something wrong with America in more ways than one. Um, <laughs> so, Samaj, we have... We have we have come to the end. We've done an hour and ten minutes. Uh, your uh, podcast, you've destroyed this interview. You really did kill it. I do predict my prediction will probably come into play that you will have a podcast in twenty twenty one. But uh, is there? It, what's that? You're a very wise man, Ryan. 
idea. By the way, I think it's all like this is I have a feeling even maybe in the next two weeks before this actually comes out, you'll have a podcast so I can uh, I can promote it uh, on this podcast. You are so funny. Um, but so you're right. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. You've waited so very patiently. And so Ryan, Ryan Bailey, Ryan Pooh Bear Bailey, I have yes. a question. No, you know, let me be professional. Ryan Kyler Bailey, I have a question. Yes. So, I have in my hand here. Uh-huh. I have this rose. This yes. Patreon rose. <laughs> I've got one more spot in my bank account to <laughs> give away to one more podcaster. So I have to ask, Ryan, will you accept my subscription to your Patreon? <laughs> Samaj, I I a hundred percent will. This is what I've wanted the entire time. But more importantly, what I would like to ask you is that if you would like to come on a Patreon episode, uh, whichever one you want for whichever show you want, uh, to recap any episode you want, I would like to offer that to you. Uh, which, by the way, I I was willing to offer about fifteen minutes into the interview because you know you you never know when you talk to somebody you're like this could really not go well, and then I was like. Oh, this guy is destined for this stuff. So please, uh, please come on the Patreon whenever you want for whatever you want. And I hope you'll accept that, Rose. Oh, thank you. I do. But you know what's funny? I just came up with with an idea just now. I think now that you've given that wonderful offer, that offer of a lifetime, I think I want to continue down this path of a journey and recap your Patreon from episode one all the way up. (laughs) And then when I'm done with that, then I'll come on and we'll talk about it there. So then I can tell the patrons to tell their friends to come back and start their journey. And then you'll have more patrons. So like, you know, That's, it's like obviously a 10 year plan. So in 10 years, when everyone's caught up, you're going to have 10 more followers on your Patreon. That's a bit. That's huge. And just so you guys know, the Patreon is a little different than the regular show. These are recaps. Uh, some are solo. Some are uh, with guests. And what I've been doing recently with the ones that are guests, it's a little bit more than just recaps. You actually get into a lot of weird conversations that like then will find its way back to the show. So the Patreon is ever changing and there's probably going to be an advice column coming up on the Patreon pretty soon. So uh, that will be things to look forward to, but Samaj, where can we find you on Instagram? Where can we find you on Twitter? How do we follow all the things? Sure. So I'm actually for the month of November, I am off social media. It was not a good place. My mental. Oh my God. I forgot to ask that. Okay. Yes. You told me that. He guys, he did. He like instead of growing out his facial hair like most people do on uh, Movember, he went off social media. And I thought that was one of the bravest, uh, healthiest things that anybody can do. How is that going? Are you much happier? Um, thank you. Um, so while in support of me getting off of it, I've also gotten support professionally. So I'm now enrolled in therapy. I've had three sessions so far, and while that's been you know scary, fun crazy, wild. I I can appreciate that being off social media is giving me back some things I've lost. So my attention, and that's already gone because I have like severe ADD, ADHD. So I've gotten some attention back and I've realized like, you know, our good friend, Mr. DJ James Kennedy, your, your favorite <laughs> in the world, top man. I too have a pretty significant amount of FOMO. Like even though I deleted the apps, I'll still find myself picking up the phone with the mindset to go check something. And I'm like, wait, you don't have those apps. So I've seen some things that I want to correct and maybe get better at. Who knows? I could be wasting my time, my money, that poor lady's money. Unclear at this point, but (laughs) why not give it a try? 
Oh, time like the present, right? <laughs> now, is uh, as a classic narcissist like myself, is the therapy about me? Is it because of the show? Um, so I'm sure you'll come up at some point. In my <laughs> yeah. But. If by the way, if you could uh, name drop the podcast at some point in the therapy, I really need the promotion as as much as you can. That would be amazing. Well, hopefully, it'll get you closer to your better help subscription. <laughs> I'm sure uh, or a free session, something for us. So, Samaj, is it? So, you're saying you're off for November? You're you're possibly back on in December? Yeah, I think I'll pop back in initially just to you know take take like you know a temperature test or what's the word? Take like um litmus yeah. test, like, like see how it is because fortunately because of podcasts like yours, Taria, Mani, Kaya, Danny, everybody, um, I feel like I haven't missed much and I've gotten the excitement back that we got when we were growing up of having a tablet, having TMZ getting that like breaking news because I don't have social media ruining it, ruining it and like spoiling it for me. So like hearing it like straight from you, like I learned about oh. Erica's divorce, all this extra. Oh, stuff that's so cool. Mary from all these podcasts. So it's like break. It's I, got, I never, I, I, I never even talk. thought about that. I always think it's so funny because I'm so ingrained in Twitter and Instagram as well, that I always forget that people don't know everything like that. They might actually be hearing it for the first time on the show. You know, that's really cool. Uh, well, okay. So, uh, so what we'll do then is in the description, unless you want to say it now, I'll put your handles, but what would be nice you guys, if, if some people leave some nice messages to welcome him back, if he does stick his toe in the water again, uh, to say hello and say that you liked him on this podcast, uh, give him some, uh, some good love over there. Um, but yeah, man, this has got, this has been one of the best, uh, hours that, uh, I've had doing this. So I, I really appreciate it. Thank you. Um, uh, yeah. So you guys can follow me on Twitter at Samaj XCX. I'm not going to spell it for you. So Ryan will. And uh, as he asked me, or as he kind of, you know, alluded to predict it, I think, I don't know, but I think I will be getting behind the mic. I actually purchased one. So yes. I think or something. <gasps> what? You're here. Oh, You're okay. Here? <laughs> I think a podcast You're or something here. of that nature will be coming soon. So, you and know. you know what? I really, I, I really, I, by the way, he already, he, he, he just showed a mic that's like better than the mic I have, which is hysterical. Uh, but what I, what I say is that do it. And all you have to do is try it for 15 minutes. Just try to talk into a mic for 15 minutes and you're going to be surprised at what comes out. And I never, um, uh, I did not, I sometimes still doubt myself and all that, but you're going to be surprised how, how easy it is to do. Uh, you're very good at this. You're very good at like engaging in a conversation. Uh, so I would, I would say really push yourself to do that because what I've, what I've noticed about myself is that I'm very, I can be lazy if my mind lets me be lazy and mm -hmm. forcing yourself to do anything is always good. But I think you, I think you got real talent. So I would strongly suggest that. Oh my God. So, all right. So yeah, you know, uh, spring 2021 fall winter, uh, my podcast will be here when Sheree's joggers are here. And last <laughs> guys, if you ever do say something you don't want in the show, he's going to keep it in the show. There's so many times throughout the show. He said, Oh, I'll, I'll cut it out. He never cuts anything out. So you know what? That could actually, advice. but by the way, but that, that could be an interview technique, Samaj. You don't know if that's uh that's an interview technique. Okay, um, you, uh, you guys, Samaj Blutzen. Uh, yeah. Thank you, man. There's nothing else to thank say because so much, we've said it all. My makeup on every night, contour lines, lipstick dry. Kiss you once, kiss you twice, fuck me up every time. I hear you breathing close down my neck, bro. 
Samaj Bloodson, ladies and gentlemen, what a good guy. I hope you got that impression because uh, he, he just he's a great guy. I love that. And and he he signed up for the Patreon. So uh, do what do what Samaj does. Do as he does. Do as he do. Is that is that a thing? So uh, he actually picked that song that we outroed with. Um, that is a band called Verite uh, called Save Up or Verite or Verite Save Up. I really like that song. Thank you, Samaj. That was a great song. Um, we have come. We've done it again, folks. We've come to an end of another episode. Do not worry, there are more episodes, many more episodes to come, many things for us to talk about. I hope you guys are good. I know we're getting the holidays. Stay safe out there. I did want to end with this one thing. Uh, I did have a listener reach out. Um, let me find it. Hold on one sec. A listener, Vicky, uh, reached out a couple days ago, and uh, I, I've talked with her in the past, and uh she uh, she had said, oh, you should uh, come out with a Ryan's favorite thing. Uh, she had uh, DM me that. And I was like, oh, actually, we, we already recorded something like that. And uh, she, I said, so funny you said that. I do have that episode coming out on Friday. It's a lot of Bravo holiday stuff. Um, it, it's going to be awesome. And she says, I got COVID, so I'm bedridden. And I was like, oh, my God, where do you live? What's it what's it feel like? And I because I, I, I'm curious, I, I, I do want to know. And she's from West Michigan. And she writes. So the only reason why I got tested last Saturday was because I was supposed to go have a surgery. And she goes into her surgery, but now the surgery has been postponed. But I'm also a migraine sufferer, and I've been having migraines with nausea all last week. But I've been in so much pain that the COVID pain is a walk in the park compared to what I'm always already used to daily. Uh, but she did say, I am super fatigued and feel feverish. I'm probably not the best person to tell you about it. My father-in-law is super high risk. He had a kidney transplant and suffered from a stroke last year and got it last week. We thought we were going to lose him because he was super weak and was coughing and was miserable. And I said, oh my God, that sounds awful as I heard it is. Do you need anything? And she said, oh, by the way, I was quarantining for over a week before I tested positive with the exception of leaving to go get my allergy shot, then McDonald's to get a Diet Coke on the way home. That was it. Sorry, this is so detailed, but this is just to prove that it takes so little to be a statistic. And I said, yeah, like it could happen from the littlest things. And she goes, thank you for, you know, being kind. Just spread the word that it can happen even when you're taking all the precautions. I'm super OCD. I didn't even want to go get my allergy shot, but I cannot afford to miss or otherwise it's a whole ordeal. But anyways, with cases rising, I took quarantining super seriously and this still happened to me. Just um, uh, let just tell the listeners to be smart, only to leave if it's really essential. I left for an essential appointment and it still happened to me. Did a contactless McDonald's payment and still got it. Um, so anyways, she said, not having a pity party, just wanted to spread the word. And I think that's, um, what I want to leave you guys with is that I think about that all the time. It, it just takes so little for it to happen. And we are close to a vaccine and, and I am personally going to be, uh, somebody that takes it, you know? So I hope that's not going to be a whole thing, but it feels like it might be, but just remember, like, just take care of yourselves and your family. This is still a really serious thing. And I know we're in this exciting part of the year where it's the holidays. And, you know, we remember last holiday and how different it was. But think about how good next holiday could be, you know. And I, I think we, me in particular, I need to learn patience. And I need to learn not to just, like, a bull through a china shop force my way into all of these things and just let let things happen and uh, we can't control everything but that uh 
you know, Vicky, I hope you're feeling better. Uh, it really can happen to any, anyone. So uh, I hope everybody's smart out there. Just be really, really careful. A little bit more, wear a mask. Uh, this is not me on a soapbox. It's just, I really, really do those, do think those small, small things help. So, um, uh, to that end, uh, now I'm in a sad mood. So we're going to end as we usually do. Uh, so sad. It's good, which by the way, uh, we are now in officially in 31 days of a long December. My favorite sad song of all times by counting crows. Um, it is just the best, uh, sad song to me. And if you like sad songs, like I do, uh, I would recommend you go listen to the new podcast. I believe it's called witty bitch. Uh, with my friend Allison, and she interviewed me about some of my favorite sad songs. And I think it's out today as well. So I would go check it out if you want to hear me uh, just muse just about sad songs. It's uh, it's all over there. And I think we're going to do a, a, uh, a part two t- sometime because we didn't get to, to half of them. But I wax poetic about how how I love sad songs. So we're going to end with a sad song. We're going to end with a Christmas sad song. You know my love for Phoebe Bridgers. She did a Merle Haggard cover of the song If We Make It Through December, and I think that's very fitting to end. So here is Phoebe Bridgers, If We Make It Through December. I love you guys. Be safe. I'm here if you need me. Bye. through December Everything's gonna be alright, I know It's the coldest time of winter And I shiver when I see the falling snow If we make it through December Got plans to be Town come summertime, maybe even California. If we make it through December, we'll be fine. Got laid off at the factory, and their timing's not the greatest in the world. Heaven knows I. Christmas to be right for my girl I don't mean to hate December It's meant to be the happy time of year And my little girl don't understand Why we can't afford no Christmas here Summertime, maybe even California.
Batches.